So without any further delay, I will now invite Sheikh Asrar for his first 15 minutes on the definition of the wassal and istighata. Bismillah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. وَأَفْطُلُ الصَّلَاةِ وَتَمُّ التَّسْلِيمِ عَلَىٰ أَشْرَفِ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد طب القلوب ودوائها والنور الأبصار وضيائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكرك الذاكرون وغفل عن ذكرك الغافلون a quick glance for Abdul Rahman to contemplate is regarding question 24 or point 24 if a question structured with is is put to one's co-interlocutor then it must be responded to with a swift yes or no if the questioner then wishes to expand on why or how his answer is such then he may do so in a brief and concise manner of course this condition was accepted by myself after the party, the other party, pressed on the issue. But what we would have to reflect on is that questions are not always basit. Questions can be composed of tasawwur and tasdiq. But in Arabic, if a question comes with Hamzatul Istifam and with after Hamzatul Istifam Am comes then the question is Murakkab and Murakkab is answered with Tasdiq and Tasdiq cannot be answered with a simple yes or no if the question is with Hal then Hal will be composed of Tasdiq uh, meaning the question would need Tasdiq because the question itself is Murakkab Therefore, this is a false dichotomy, a fallacy in debate that the interlocutor must reply only with yes or no. But nevertheless, I signed the... So, in this particular case, the condition has been accepted by myself, but this onset of the debate, we can notice the mindset behind the opponent's way of thinking. The opponent has built usul principles, and those principles will be debated today. And the thamara, the fruit, is the belief, the aqidah which a person holds. Sometimes a question can be based on khiyal. When it's based on khiyal, the resultant, the, the answer of the khiyal must always be murakkab. Is this not the case? It must be murakkab. So when your, your waham or your khiyal, you have a question for me, your question could be based on waham and khiyal, and you expect uh, an answer which is basit, which is tasawur and not tasdiq. Therefore, this condition is flawed, but because of the obstinance of the opponent, we accepted this condition. But this is a fallacy. Adnan Rashid, you are familiar fallacies when debating atheists. This is one of the fallacies of false dichotomy. Moving on to the definition of istighatha, which is what was requested 
from me. I have with me Mufradatu Al-Fadil Quran of Al-Allama Al-Raghib Al-Isfahani Rahimahullah Ta'ala. You have the book? You open the uh, book onto Ghoth. Abu Taymiyyah Al-Jilani, you heard of Al-Ghoth Al-A'zam. Al-Ghoth Al-A'zam, they use this term in Baghdad for Al-Shaykh Abdul Qadir Al-Jilani. And they use the word Ghoth. So we check the mustar, of course, this is related to the subject of Istighatha. Uh, Al-Shaykh Abdul Qadir Al-Jilani, radiallahu anhu, is from your ancestors, is that not right? Abdul Qadir Al-Jili. Al-Jili, uh, you're from Al-Jili or Al-Jilani? Al-Qadir Al-Jilani. 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 Al-Q
So he continues with uh, different uh, citations, but here, because that was related to Al Quran Al Karim and the meaning of Al Ghoth from Al Quran Al Karim, the general meaning is Talabul Ghoth, which is seeking assistance from someone. So we believe seeking assistance. From Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam is permissible as is mentioned in that clause and does not fall under shirk and kufr, polytheism and disbelief. If you open Al-Nihayatu fi gharib al-hadith wal-athar which I'm sure you brought of Majduddin al-Jazari rahimahullah Now the uh, name is Jazari Ibn al-Athir, not Athari, but you're not allowed to interject. But the, the name is, look, Al-Jazari on the title cover, and Ibn al-Athir, rahimahullah, from Mosul, from in Baghdad, which ISIS has taken over. So here, غوثن في حديث هاجر أم إسماعيل رضي الله عنها وعليه السلام فهل عندك غواف؟ so سيدتنا هاجر عليه السلام رضي الله عنها was running between Safa and Marwa. this is this narration in Sahih Bukhari. and when she was seeking water, she said to Allah سبحانه وتعالى, do you have any غواف meaning someone who can help meaning طلب الاستغاثة and who came down Sayyiduna Jibreel alayhi salam and Sayyiduna Jibreel alayhi salam uh, uh, brought out with the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the well of Zamzam. Famous incident, again the meaning linguistically from the Quran. So previously we mentioned verses from the Quran like فَاسْتَغَافَهُ الَّذِي مِنْ شِيَعَتِهِ عَلَى الَّذِي مِنْ عَدُوِّهِ and here from Sahih al-Bukhari which mentions that the mother of Sayyiduna Ismail alayhi salam said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَهَلْ عِنْدَكَ غَوَافِ with فَتْحُ الْغَيْنِ فَتْحُ الْغَيْنِ So he states, بِالْفَتْحِ كَالْغِيَافِ بِالْكَسْرِ with the kasra of the غَيْن مِنَ الْإِغَافَةِ What does الْإِغَافَةِ mean? الْإِعَانَةِ إِعَانَةِ وَقَدْ أَغَافَهُ يُغِيثُهُ وَقَدْ رُوِيَ بِالضَّمِّ وَالْكَسْرِ وَهُمَا أَكْثَرُ مَا يَجِيءُ فِي الْأَصْوَاتِ كَالنُّبَاحِ وَالنِّدَاءِ وَالْفَتْحُ فِيهِ فِيهَا شَاذٌ وَمِنْهُ الْحَدِيثُ أَلَّهُمَّ أَغِثْنَا So here the word أَغَافَ يُغِيثُ where they say Oh Allah أَغِثْنَا meaning give us support مِنَ الْإِغَافَةِ وَيُقَالُ فِيهِ غَافَهُ يَغِيثُهُ وَهُوَ قَلِيلٌ So the same definitions are cited in other قواميس like Al-Qamus uh, Al-Muhit of Al-Fayruz Abadi and Lisan Al-Arab. I'll read the name of the author of Ibn Manzur, Rahimullah. Now, the clause states, the second debater will begin by presenting his evidences in an attempt to prove that istighatha, seeking help, from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is either fard, wajib, mustahab, and mubah. Of course, uh, the opponent will attempt to prove that it is shirk and kufr and bid'ah, which is disbelief 
shirk polytheism and bid'ah which takes the person who does this out of the fold of Islam. So starting with shirk, shirk billah, associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My question to you, Abdurrahman, if shirk, muhal aqlan, or muhal shar'an, this is the very first question, is shirk, muhal aqlan, or muhal shar'an? This question must be answered in order to negate the fact that we say istighatha, seeking help from Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is mustahab, is a desirable action which has been recommended in Al-Quran Al-Kareem from the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa and from Ijma'. These are the three sources which we will discuss. What you will attempt to negate is that seeking help from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu wasallam is shirk and kufr, shirk and kufr in Quran, Al-Quran Al-Kareem, shirk and kufr in the Sunnah, the Hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu wasallam, and shirk and kufr by ijma' by consensus. So in all three sources, it must be proven to be disbelief, kufr, shirk billah, Anyone who does this is like an idol worship, worshiper and has opposed Tawheed Rububiyyah because you stated in our discussion that the polytheists in Makkah al-Mukarramah, they affirmed Tawheed Rububiyyah but they negated Tawheed Uluhiyyah and I said in our discussion that our discussion for those who are unfamiliar prior to the debate, which is also online, that anyone who negates Tawheed Uluhiyah will negate Tawheed Rububiyah, and anyone who negates Tawheed Rububiyah will negate Tawheed Uluhiyah. So you must define for me Tawheed Rububiyah from Al Quran Al Karim, from a Sunnah, from Ijma', from the Quran, from the Sunnah, from Ijma', they must not be anything from any one uh, other than these three sources that uh, the polytheists of Makkah al-Mukarramah affirmed Tawheed Rububiyyah but negated Tawheed Uluhiyyah. Now, those two questions I will repeat again, so you may write them down. Is Shirk Muhal Shar'an or Muhal Aqlan? And the second question, you must demonstrate from Al-Quran al kareem I'm from the Sunnah that istighatha bin Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam is shirk billah, is kufr according to Quran, Sunnah, Ijma' and also that Tawheed Rububiyyah was accepted by the Mushrikeen in Makkah al-Mukarramah. Now I'll give you a point to reflect on. That point to reflect on is if the Mushrikeen, polytheists in Makkah al-Mukarramah were qa'im established with Tawheed Rububiyyah, then why would Al Quran Al Karim preach Tawheed Rububiyyah to them? Okay, Jazakumullahu Khairan.
الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد آخر الأنبياء في الدنيا عصرا وأجلهم يوم القيامة شأنا وذكرا صلى الله, صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن صار على نهجه وقتفى أثره إلى يوم الدين ما بعد I'm amazed, brothers. I'm amazed with many things in my life, and today my amazement increased more. We were awaiting for Asrar Rashid to give us evidence. That was what it was written on the contract. That Asrar Rashid has to prove the permissibility of doing al istighatha bin Nabi to the Prophet And what's amazing, he turned the table and he said to me, I have to prove that it's shirk. It's amazement that he didn't do that. Just to remind you, the correct way of saying his name is Abdul Qadir al-Jili. Imam al-Zahbi mentions that in his kitab, Sir Alam al-Nubala. Many people get it wrong. They do istighatha, they call on to Abdul Qadir al-Jili. But in reality, his name is Abdul Qadir al-Jili, not Abdul Qadir al-Jailani. Um, I'm, I'm amazed why Asra Rashid has bought all of these books. That's the honest truth, Wallahi. I am. And I'm saying this from a knowledge based. It's not mocking and it's not belittling. It's from an angle of knowledge. Because as you all remember, our brother Asra Rashid has affirmed that he's an Ash'ari. Asra Rashid, are you an Ash'ari? Yes. MashaAllah. That question was not a fallacy. It was a, is, are you? And he answered with a yes. The next question is that he asks, I want it to be like that. Yes or no? You see, you don't, fallacy, all of that are not needed to be used. So I'm amazed why Abdul and Asrar Rashid has actually bought all of these books. Because according to the Asha'ira, the Kitab and the Sunnah is not a hujjah. The Quran and the Sunnah is not a proof. And I'm going to bring you guys the quotes of the Salaf, from the scholars of the Ash'ariyyah, saying that the Quran and the Sunnah are not a proof. Asrar Rashid has one of two choices here, inshallah, in this discussion and this dialogue, inshallah ta'ala. He has to prove to us that he's not an Ash'ari and denounced Ash'ariya and then he can open the Quran and the Sunnah and discuss it with me. The second is that he says, no, I stick by my Imams, my scholars from the Ash'ariya and the Quran and the Sunnah are not a proof. Then all of these books have to be taken back to where it's brought from. I'm going to bring you guys the statements of Fakhruddin al-Razi who put the stones for Ash'ariya, who put it down for them. And Ash'ariya stands, the backbone of Ash'ariya is Fakhruddin al-Razi Al-Bayjuri, Ibrahim Al-Laqani and the likes of them. Listen to what he said, Fakhruddin Al-Razi in his kitab, Asasul Taqdis. He says, Tilka dala'il al-Naqliyah, these textual evidences, alati tamasaktum bih, in which you have hold, held, tamasaktum biha, in which you guys have held on to, laysat qat'iyyat, they don't show certainty. The kitab and the sunnah, they don't show certainty. They're not a proof. According to who? Fakhruddin Al-Razi. Sayfuddin al-Amidi, who's another Ash'ari. And I'm, Asrar, do you, you look up to Sayfuddin al-Amidi, correct? Yes. You look up to Fakhruddin al-Razi? Yes. MashaAllah. These are the statements of Sayfuddin al-Amidi and Fakhruddin al-Razi. Sayfuddin al-Amidi said, وَبِالْجُمْنَةِ In conclusion, فَطَرِيقَةُ الْإِسْتِدْلَالِ To use evidences في هذا الباب إن عقيدة بالنصوص المذكورة using the Quran and the Sunnah as evidence لا يخرج عن الظن والتخمين. It doesn't leave 
doubt and speculation. That's what the Quran and Sunnah shows. It is not enough to use it in what? That's why Rashid, I'm going to ask you a question. Is this topic that we're speaking about, is it Aqeedah? Yes. Istiratha. Do you take single narrations in Aqeedah? Yes. You take single narration in Aqeedah? Yes. Are you an Ash'ari? Yes. Okay. Ash'ari do not take it. You either exit Ash'ari and you walk away from it because Ash'ari's backbone is that they don't take single narrations in Aqeedah. Because you know why? All the hadith that he's going to bring on istighatha, all of them are single narrations. There's no mutawatir. They are all single narration. So Asra Rashid, he says he takes single narration. Anyone who knows the, the aqidah of the asha'ira will know that the asha'ira stand on, stand on not taking single narration. They take multitude narration. That's one point. Inshallah ta'ala. I'll, I'll leave that there. I'm now going to define, because I don't want my time to finish without defining. Can you give me the nihaya, inshallah ta'ala? I want you guys to pay attention to this point because this point is very, very important. Give me the mufradat by Al-Raghib Al-Asfahani, Rahimahullah. You can say it as Al-Asfahani with a ba, or you can say Al-Asfahani. Both of them are correct. With a fa or a? A ba. Both of them are correct. Brothers, listen to what Asra Rashi did when he was defining it. You guys are going to go back to it. I was paying a tent, I was paying, and I was making sure I heard everything he said. الغوث يقال في النصرة. The word استغاثة is when the person requires victory. When does a person require victory, brothers? When they're in a time of hardship. أليس كذلك? Isn't that the case? So when we speak about استغاثة, we're talking about calling on to the Prophet at the time of what? صلى الله عليه وسلم. At what time? The time of? The time that the person is going through hardship. Then he said, وَالْغَيْثُ فِي الْمَطَرِ And then he went on to say, until he brought the statement of who? إِذْ تَسْتَغِيثُونَ رَبَّكُمْ Now I want you guys to pay attention to this. This is very important. Because Asra al-Dushi did not define wasila, which I will do. And that goes against one of the, con the articles of the contract. He did not define wasila. And he did not tell us what the difference were. You see, istighatha, my brothers and sisters who are going to be watching, inshallah ta'ala, is... You are calling on to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you, at times of what? Hardship. You are calling on to other than Allah out of hardship. Wasila doesn't mean you're calling on to this individual. You're calling on to Allah, but this individual that you're, you're wanting to get from this person's reputation or this person's makana position, something from Allah. The one you're in wasila, who do you want something from? Allah, istighatha, who do you want it from? The person and the thing that you're asking. Istighatha is permissible when three things are present. Istighatha is permissible when three. Let me bring you guys the definition of al-wasila. So you know that wasila is not the person you're asking. I remember salaf, sahaba tabi'in and tabi'u tabi'in. This is the statement of Qatadat ibn Da'amat al-Sudusi rahimahullah, who's the student of Abdullah ibn Abbas and others. When he came to the ayah, وَبْتَغُوا إِلَيْهِ الْوَسِيلَةِ He said, تَقَرَّبُوا إِلَيْهِ Get closer to Allah بِطَاعَتِهِ In his obedience. وَالْعَمْلُ بِمَا يُرْضِيهِ And come with that which pleases him. This is the قول. Listen, it's not only Qatada. Abdullah ibn Abbas, Abdullah ibn Zayd, Suddi, Mujahid ibn Jabrin, and Qatada ibn Da'amat al-Sudusi, all five, five of them. Wasila means what? Get closer to Allah with what? Your actions. Not, not a person. وَبْتَغُوا إِلَيْهِ الْوَسِيلَةِ Get closer to Allah with your actions. 
And you know what's amazing, brothers? And that fascinates me. لا شرعا ولا عقلا it doesn't make sense لا شرعا ولا عقلا it doesn't make sense to go and ask the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم is something and you haven't come with efforts and hard work لا شرعا ولا عقلا لا يستقيم not logically and nor does it stand in terms of in the textual evidences and that's going to come in شاء الله تعالى soon so now we've learned the difference between what we've learned the difference between الاستغاثة and التوصل استغاثة Asking other than Allah. Tawassul means you're asking Allah, but you want to get from Allah what? You want to get something from Allah. So we're not talking about al-wasila then. For us, the debate is not even about al-wasila. Our debate is purely about al-istighatha. It's about what? Al-istighatha. Is that can you call onto other than who? Can you call onto other than Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala? Now I want brothers, inshallah ta'ala, who are listening to pay attention to this. And I want you guys to understand this point because it's very vital. Istighatha is permissible as Al-Raghib Al-Asbahani, Ibn Manzur, and uh, Al-Jawhari, all of them they brought. If three things are found, you are allowed to do istighatha of that. Don't say, don't bring me, That's not a proof against me. If a person is alive, you can do istighatha on them, and they are present with you, and they are able to do that thing for you, it's permissible. Brother, give me a cup of water. That's hay. Hadr. No, I'm just, it was an example. <laughs> <laughs> is what? Can I ask that brother for, did I not? I'm about to die. I'm in a times of hardship. I'm going to die if I don't drink water. And let's say, give me water. And he gives it to me. Is it permissible? Why? Yes, because he's alive, number one. Is he with me? Two. Number two, he's with me. Number two, he's what? He's with me. And number three, he's what? He's able to pour me a cup of water. Nabiullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's not with us. Because Allah tabarak wa ta'ala said, innaka mayyutun Muhammad, you are dead. Wa innahum mayyutun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you are dead and they are going to die. So Allah tabarak wa ta'ala affirmed that, that this, that he's going to die alayhi salatu salam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the fact that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is dead, the fact that he's dead, that doesn't mean his status has gone down. Wallah, he's up there. He's a messenger sent from Allah, the best man who ever walked on this earth. My time is about to finish. I'm just going to remind you another thing, brothers. As-salaam rasheed. Barakallahu feek. May Allah, inshallah, guide me and yourself to the, to the straight path. Can you please bring for us the ruling, the permissibility of al-istighatha? I'm going to bring you evidence to say that it's not permissible. That wasn't our contract. The contract was, he has to bring us an evidence to say that you can call on to the dead, specifically the Prophet after he went into his grave. Alayhi salatu If you don't, then you haven't given us an answer pertaining to that issue. How long do I have left? How long do I have left? I've got three minutes left. As-Salaam said that the kuffar of Quraysh, the issue of Tawheed al-Rububiyya and Tawheed Allah affirmed for Kufar and Quraysh Iman and he negated and he, and he placed and he mentioned shirk for them as well, both of them same time. Qala Ta'ala Allah says, The majority of them do not believe you from the Arab pagans except they have shirk with them. Allah affirmed Iman for them and he affirmed for them what? What's the Iman that was affirmed for them? Iman Rububiyyah. And the shirk that's been affirmed for them here is what? Aluhiyyah. He said, what is uluhiyah and what is rububiyah? Uluhiyah is af'alullah, Allah's actions. Rububiyah is your actions. 
Kufar of Rububiyah, sorry, is Allah's actions. Uluhiyah is your actions, your actions. Kufar of Quraysh, Allah says to them, Man Who created the heavens and the, on the earth? الميت, who's the one who brings the dead out of the grave? Who is the one who controls all the affairs? Allah, they say Allah. That's Tawheed Rububiyah. They affirm that. Allah is the one who controls our affairs. Allah is the one who gave us life. Allah. Then Allah said to them, do you guys not have piety in you? Do you not have taqwa in you? But you know what they did? They knew Allah was the creator. They knew that Allah was the sustainer. They knew that Allah was the provider. But when it came to worshipping him alone, that's what they refused. That's what they didn't want to do. Now, Asrar asked the question, why does Allah affirm Tawheed al-Rububiyyah if already Quraysh already accepted it? And if that's what there was with them? This is called finding common grounds. It's called finding common grounds. If you've affirmed this, and this is there, then muhal, it is impossible that you can't come with Tawheed al-Uruhiyya. You're saying Allah created me alone. Then okay, why are you worshipping these idols for then? This is fine. وَلِذَلِكَ read Surah Al-Tur. أَمْ خُلِقُوا مِنْ غَيْرِ شَيْءٍ أَمْ هُمُ الْخَالِقُونَ And then after that, what did he say? أَمْ لَهُمْ إِلَاهٌ غَيْرُ اللَّهِ Allah was trying to say, did who created you other than Allah? Because they were affirming that and they say yes. Yes, 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 yes. And then when it comes to Uluhiyah, Do you have an ilah other than Allah? They're going to say. Last point. This happened by the Prophet. قُلْ تَعَالَوْ كَمْ كُفَارَ قُرَيْشِ Come to a terms that we both agree on, which is Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. So I can convince you with Tawheed al-Uluhiyah. Why would the Prophet say come to something we have common grounds on? I hope I've answered the questions that he's put forward. Asrar, please answer the question by telling us where is the ruling? Brothers, first time I'm going to re remind him and I'm going to keep reminding him. Where is the, what's the ruling that you can call onto the Prophet in his grave after, after he died? Evidence we need from it. Whether it's wajib, mubah, mustahab. He won't bring makru because he doesn't believe it's makru. He won't bring it as haram because we wouldn't have this debate if it was haram. And so those three can only bring wajib, mubah, and what? And Mandub. Wallahu alam. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sallam. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Your last sentence you said we won't be having this debate if this was haram if this issue was just haram and you believe this issue is shirk and kufr polytheism and disbelief that in effect would mean you would accept someone declaring something which is mujma ali agreed upon which is upon which there is consensus as being simply as haram if someone calls disbelief haram and not kufr is he a kafir for doing so? Yes or no? If someone declares disbelief as just being haram and not kufr, does he become a kafir? No. If he does this sarahatan. Say that one more time. Repeat the question and then hear the question properly. If someone declares disbelief as not being kufr but just haram, does he become a kafir? For give me, give me example. Does he become a kafir? Give me the example. I didn't get the question. If someone says, uh, if someone states that to believe in a partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not kufr, just haram, 
By saying so, does he become a kafir? Every kufr is haram. Every kufr is haram. But when you said, if we believed it was haram, we would not be having this debate. Just haram or kufr as well? When I was telling that I meant the haram without kufr. Without kufr, yeah. exactly. So now you've gone lower to declaring it not, uh, be, it being acceptable to declaring it haram. Is it acceptable if someone says, tawassul or istighatha bin Nabi alayhi salatu is just, is just haram. Is just haram and says it is not kufr. Is this acceptable, yes or no? Well, I don't get the question. You don't understand the question? No. The question, I'll repeat for the third time, is according to you, istighatha with the Prophet is kufr and shirk. After his death. Yes, kufr and shirk after his, after his death. But here on the clause, you haven't placed that. Moderator, please look at clause number seven. The second debater will begin by presenting his evidences in an attempt to prove that istighath of the Prophet is the fard wajib, mustahab and mubah. And then eight, the first debater will respond by rejecting the evidences brought forth by the second. The microphone will then return back to the second. There's no clause of death. You and I both agreed that this tawadu was going to be after the passage. Wait, you're not allowed to talk. I'm pointing this out. You can answer in your own time. What I'm saying to you, I'll repeat again. If istighatha is kufr akbar, istighatha through Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa unrestrictedly, unrestrictedly, as is in the clause, and after he's passed away with restriction, if it is kufr akbar, like worshipping an idol, and someone says it is not kufr, it is just haram, is he a kafir for saying so? Yes or no? I'll repeat again. Look, I'll simplify. You guys understand the question? You don't, uh, you don't understand the question. If so, there's a. Did you answer the question? I'm trying to. If there's an idol worshipper and someone says. I'll simplify it for you. Someone worships an idol. Is he a kafir? Someone, a Muslim comes along and says, it's not kufr, it's just haram. Does he become a kafir for saying that? Uh, this is a part of the conditions. Why are you asking the I don't want an answer from them. They cannot. And why are you breaking the conditions? Ustad Abdul Rahman also asked the audience. I'm not expecting uh, uh, answers. It's... I don't know why that, I think you should take that brother out the room. Okay, he's got the one no. warning, he's got one warning. Just, just as speakers, you do not resort to answer, asking the audience members question, both of you, please. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, come on, man. Let's continue, please. Hmm? Just stop it. Sure. Ustaz Rahman, if there is an idol worshipper, he worships an idol. A Muslim comes along and says, it is not shirk, it is not kufr, it is only haram. That Muslim, does he commit kufr by saying so? I just said here, shirk is haram. So that Muslim who says it is just haram, what but not kufr. What does he mean by haram? Not kufr. He believes it's not kufr. Yeah. Then he's, he's, he's wrong in saying so, yes. Is he a kafir for saying so? Hukum general ruling or him specifically? That person, give me hukum 
is he kafir? The action, the action, yes. The person is commits kufr for doing so. No, I'm not placing on the person. I said the action. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not going to press the question too much. That's not my style. I only repeated myself so you can understand the question. Um, going back to you said, what is the need for a person to seek help or istighatha from Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam? What except by following him? The hadith on the Day of Judgment, al-Shafa'atul Kubra, the major intercession. What did Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa say? Shafa'ati li ahli al-kaba'iri min ummati. My intercession is for the people of major sins from my nation. Meaning, the sinners will go to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa for a shafa'atul kubra. They will do istighafa, seek help, meaning intercession that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa like the man that asked Sayyiduna Musa alayhi salam, but now, after this, you said this is mashroot, this is conditional. It is conditional that the person be alive. It is conditional that the person be present. It be conditional, conditional that the person is able to do so. These were the three conditions you placed. In your turn, I want you to present those conditions from the Quran, from the Sunnah, and from the from uh, the ijma of the Ummah, but relating to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That verse is such as "Walau annahum idhalamu anfusahum jauka." Verses such as this: "Fastaghfirullah wa astaghfirallahumur Rasul." Such verses which you are familiar with. That such verses have the qaid, the limitation of the lifetime of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, because we believe that Allah subhanahu wa taala has created ability in the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to supplicate for his nation. What is the meaning of istighatha through the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam? The meaning is that this nation of Islam, this ummah, has a connection with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In the dunya, in the barzakh, and in the akhirah. The way he, Ali wasalam, supplicated for his nation on earth, he supplicates for them in his grave, and he supplicates for them in the hereafter. The way he helped them with the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the dunya, in the barzakh, he also asks forgiveness for them, which is a form of helping. And in the hereafter, he is able to do so because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this ability. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this ability in the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa is this possible? I ask you again to define shirk. Is shirk muhal aqlan or muhal shar'an? If you don't, do not understand the terms, the technical terms of muhal shar'an because they're too ash'ari for you, then in my turn, Again, I will explain those terms to you. And let me remind you again. The debate was not whether <coughs> I am following the principles of the Asha'ira or not in this debate. Whether I accept Khabr al-Ahad, Yufid al-Dhan or al-Qat'a. This is not the debate. <coughs> the debate is in accordance with the <coughs> Sharait that we gave. Can you pass some water please? The debate is 
whether <coughs> I can prove istighatha through the Messenger of Allah sallallahu <coughs> after he has passed away or not. How much time do I have? Five minutes, 30 seconds. Sorry. <clears throat> so, two questions. I'll repeat the two questions again. <coughs> Is shirk itself muhal aqlan or muhal shar'an? Number one. Number two. Can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have the qudra, ability, to create in the Messenger of Allah وسلم, the ability to help in the way he helped on earth or not? Or is this impossible? Is this mustahil? This, these are two questions which I need answers on. As for the verse, وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ إِذْظَلَمُ This verse in Surah An-Nisa. Jazakallah. This verse... We believe in, the, in accordance with the qa'idah that you mentioned, the rule that you mentioned in our previous discussion. What was the rule? Al-ibratu li'umum al-lafz la khususi sabab. La bi khususi sabab. Does this qa'idah apply to this verse or not? And is this verse mutlaq am, mutlaq khas? Is it muqayyad? And when you present the taqeed for this verse, you must present the taqeed from Qur'an, from Sunnah, and from Ijma'. Qur'an, Sunnah, and Ijma'. With regard to taqseem of shirk and taqseem of tawheed, because if you don't taqseem of tawheed, you would end up in effect doing taqseem of shirk also. Because there would be uh, a different cancellation of different tawheed, you would automatically commit different types of shirk. This taqseem, you must demonstrate. You must demonstrate that there is ijma' on this and not that you are a muqallid, a blind follower in creed. Not like Ahmad Rida Khan, rahimahullah, being a muqallid of Abu Hanifa, which your vice debater misunderstood. He's a muqallid of Abu Hanifa in Faru' not in Aqeedah. And the same with Ibn Abdin. He's a muqallid of Abu Hanifa in Faru' which Zahid al-Kawthri, rahimahullah, he states the differences between the four schools are around 20%. You must show you are not a muqallid of Ahmad bin Taymiyyah in the taqseem of Tawheed through istiqra' and tatabbu' istiqra' and tatabbu' which are mantiq terms. I don't know your position on mantiq, whether you believe mantiq is haram or not, but uh, if you, unless you meant istiqra' lughatan, not istilahan. Through istiqra' and tatabbu', you must demonstrate that taqseem of tawheed is mujma' uh, alayh, and all the scholars of Islam agreed upon this taqseem. They, again, also with ijma', in our discussion, you said that I follow jamhur, Majority, uh, that you do not follow Jamhur and Jamhur is not Hujja. So how do you define Ijma? Do you define Ijma as a Jamhur position? Or do you define Ijma in accordance with the odd Aqwal, different Aqwal? Because there's different statements regarding how we even define Ijma. 
how we even define ijma' if you check the works of which you will again use Ashari books like Al-Amidi's Ali Al-Amidi's book what is his book in Usulul Fiqh Al-Ihkam you will use his work you will use Al-Mustasfa of Al-Imam Ghazali Ash'ari you will use different works of the Ash'ari these Ash'ari scholars if they believed and I say with a close if if they believed istighatha is permissible, seeking help from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa does it make them mushrikeen, polytheists? And if not, why? Why are they not polytheists? Why is Al-Imam Subki not declared? You said in our discussion that his shirk, which is according to his shirk in Shifa al-Siqam, is in fact muta'awwil. This is the term you used. His, his uh, book and his position is muta'awwil. You would have to define those principles. Why is it muta'awwil? Why with subki you have become muta'awwil, but your mu'asirin, people in the ummah today, when they do istighatha, like al-imam subki, or follow the position of al-imam subki, why are they not muta'awwil? And what do you mean by muta'awwil? Do they fall into shirk, or do they fall into bid'ah, or do they fall into haram? Shirk must be mujma'alay, agreed upon by consensus by the entire ummah. If there is Shirk is something which every Muslim scholar must agree that this, this action is shirk. You cannot establish ijma' of tawassul and istighatha, istighatha specifically, istighatha specifically through the Messenger of Allah sallallahu as being a shirk and mujma' alayh through all the different scholars from the Hanabila, from the Shawafi, even if you say they are muta'akhireen, latecomers, you must show it is a mujma' alayh position of a salafu salihun. Now, before my time finishes, well, if I can ask if your phones are not on silent to do so, please. Um, it seems to me that Asrar Rashid does not want to answer my questions. And my questions clearly were simple to the point. I asked a simple question. I said, why are you carrying all of these books? Because me and Asrar, we, I can save him a lot of time of having to even discuss any topics. We don't have to open a book. Asrar Rashid, according to him, the Asha'ira hold the opinion that the Quran is based upon speculation. The Sunnah is based upon speculation. This is the view of who? Listen, take, these are the ru'us, these are the heads of a sha'ira, which he has to either denounce or he has to agree with. So Asrar shouldn't use any book from the kutubs of Umahatu Sita, Bukhari, Musa, Abi Dawood, Tirmidhi, Ibn Nisa'i. He shouldn't open the Quran because he quoted the ayah وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ إِذْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ جَاءُوكَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا اللَّهُ وَاسْتَغْفِرَ لَهُمُ الرَّسُولُ لَوَجَدُوا اللَّهَ تَوَابًا رَحِيمًا He wouldn't have to use those verses. You know why? Because for him, or from the Ash'ari creed, is that it's what? These are dhanni. They're all speculation and assumption. Now, Asrar, please, when your turn comes, put that statement of those imams of the Ash'ariyah, put it somewhere. 
explain it to us. What do they mean by it? Why did they say that the Quran is speculation and assumption? That's one thing that we need to find an answer for. It saves us a lot of time. We can all go home and not debate. That's very important, brothers, because we're wasting our time on a basis that doesn't exist. This is something you need to understand. Now, this explains a lot of things for you, which is why he asked the question, uh, is shirk muhal shar'an or aqlan? Which aql are you referring to? Fakhruddin Razi's aql, Bayjuri's aql, your aql, my aql, which aql are you referring to? This is very important. It's a very good question. They say to you, aql, whose aql do you want to use? Because Bayjuri, Fakhruddin Razi didn't agree. Abu Hamid didn't agree with, didn't agree with Abu Ma'ali al Every man had his own aql. So when you say shirk aqlan, which aql are you referring to? Inshallah, when it's your turn, prove that to me, bi'idhnillahi al-kareem. You'll have that turn, bi'idhnillahi al-kareem. Um, you also mentioned to me, does Allah, does Allah have the ability, subhanahu wa ta'ala, to give the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to do istighatha? Um, Adnan Rashid, Dili as well, and uh, other brothers, they, they debate with atheists, right? And these are one of the arguments that the atheists put forward. Is God able to do a, create a bigger rock in which he can't carry? It's an argument really in its essence. Is the question itself is what? Incorrect. My answer, inshallah ta'ala, I'm not going to go around it or not. I'm going to simply answer this question for Asrar Rashid and say to him, Asrar, Allah is able and he chose not to do it. Allah is able to do that and he chose to not give the Prophet sallallahu that ability to help the people in the grave. This is naf'un ghaybi, brothers. We have to understand the issue that we're talking about is... Is Allah able to or is he not? Is a point that we need to take home. Can the Prophet sallallahu benefit this ummah? The benefit that we're referring to is what? The benefit are we referring to? Naf'un ghaybi, a benefit that's ghaybi. A benefit that is what? A benefit that is ghaybi, an unseen benefit. Okay. Um, is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the ayah that he brought, he brought the ayah, walaw annahum idhalamu anfusahum. I'm asking you a simple question. The word is in the Arabic language, is it used for a past tense or is it used for a future? Uh, very good. In, this, uh, in, in, the, in the context that it's in the ayah, is it a past or is it future? Past or future? Which of the two? Okay, can you give me the inshallah ta'ala? Yeah, the I'll give it to you saying that it's highlighted. Let's go to the ayah. وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ إِذَّلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ جَاءُوكَ فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا اللَّهَ وَاسْتَغْفَرَ لَهُمُ الرَّسُولُ لَوَجَدُوا اللَّهَ تَوَّابًا رَحِيمًا This ayah, first of all, the first point that the word إِذْ is used here. In the Arabic language, the word إِذْ is... It is ضَرْفٌ لِمَا مَضَى It's used for a past tense. It's used for a? Rather, I'm going to go so deep and say, inshallah ta'ala, أتحدك. I dare you to bring me the word used as a future. The إِذْ used as a future. أتحدك from the Qur'an. The word إِذْ is always a, few, always a past tense. Something else in the context makes it a present or a future. But the word إِذْ is always a past. Some of the grammarians, they say the word وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذِ الْمُجْرِمُونَ فِي غَمَرَاتِ الْمَوْتِ If you see that, the criminals, the word إِذْ is used here and they said it shows the future. Even that itself is questionable. You know why it's questionable? Because the word تَرَى is what's changed the meaning. Our brother Muhammad Yusuf, Jazahullahu Khairan, the word أَتَى أَمْرُ اللَّهِ فَلَا تَسْتَعْجِلُوا أَتَى is it past or is it future? أَسْرَارِ أَتَى 
Is it past or future? I'll answer in my own time. No, that was a part of the condition. If I, I ask say it. yes or no. It, okay. Yes okay, or no. okay, I'll ask you. Is Atta past? I have option two. Answer in my own time. No, you don't. Because we signed the contract. No. Is Atta past? He's not, he's not obliged to answer yes or no, though it's stipulated in the contract which he's signed, which means he can answer it in his 15 minutes. Okay, I, I find that as a huroop, running away from the answer. Okay, inshallah ta'ala. Ma'nawiyan, inshallah. Um, but the word atta is a past tense. But Allah says to us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, atta amrullahi, that atta amrullahi, Allah's affairs has come. Fala tasta'ajiru, meaning the day of judgment has come. And atta is a past tense word. The word doesn't change from it being past. The word does not change from it being past. But the meaning that it has is that the day of judgment. The word is is the past tense. And do you know the reason why we want to establish it as a past tense? Is because this is referring to when the Prophet was alive. Sallallahu alayhi wa Brothers, I want to ask you guys a question. I'm going to ask you guys a simple question. If this ayah is saying to us that we should ask the Prophet sallallahu if we go to his grave every time. Sallallahu alayhi wa Why did the Sahabas not understand it like that? Why did Umar go to Ibn Abbas, the Amr Ramadah, the day of the drought? and say, do dua Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib, sorry. Umar made, asked Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib to make dua for him, Amur Ramadah, the year, the year of what? The year of the drought. Why didn't he say the Prophet is there? We can go to him and we can get it from him, alayhi salatu wasalam. That shows us what? The fact that they didn't do it. The fact that they, they didn't do it. Number two. Number two. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasalam, this ayah he's using whenever they commit a sin, if they don't come to the Prophet to ask for forgiveness, or if they come to the Prophet to ask for forgiveness, then Allah will forgive them. That's what the ayah is saying, right? The Prophet clearly said, Allahumma la taj'al Allahumma la taj'al qabri eidan. Oh Allah, do not make my qabr a place where you people always are coming and they're just always over my grave. Oh Allah, don't make it. The Prophet is seeking refuge from Allah that his grave is not like this. So if every time a brother committed a sin, if he went to the Prophet's grave, then the whole universe will all be going at the Prophet's grave, alayhi salatu wasalam, and they would be asking for the Prophet to ask Allah forgiveness for them. Brothers and sisters, all of those evidences show that the ayah has to be understood how the Sahabas understood it. This is the problem that we're seeing. People who want to come and they want to comment on the Quran based on their understandings. Misguidance, this is where it occurs. Corruption, this is where it occurs. We have to surrender our understanding to the pious predecessors. And those who follow them in good. And understanding the Quran and the Sunnah, how the Sahabas understood it. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, if anybody wants to hold on to something, hold on to the ones who died, the Sahabas, and how they understood it. And this is where the corruption comes. And you know all these arguments that he's bringing? They're not new to me. Because the books that he's getting it from, I've already got them. I've read them. I've went through them. Subki's arguments. Mahmoud Sa'id al-Mamduh. Muhammad Zahid al-Kawthari. Hassan Ali Saqaf. Their books are over here for me. Their shubuhat. Ohami Bayt al-Ankabut. Those doubts are weaker than... The spider web. So my brothers, and sis my brothers and sisters are going to be watching it, inshallah ta'ala, is these ayat are not an evidence for, for istighathatu and calling onto the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the grave to, uh, to forgive. And my brothers and sisters, how long do I have? Five minutes. I have five minutes, that's good, barakah. 
Give me an, uh, my, what I had over here. My brothers and sisters, we have the uh, prophets of Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala. They're all going through times of hardship. They're going through what? They're all going through times of hardship. Nabiullah Nuh, alayhi salam, he calls on to his Lord. We find Nabiullah Yunus, alayhi salam, in the middle of the Hut. He calls on nobody except Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala. We find our Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi in the Battle of Badr. In the Battle of Uhud, he, the armies are coming, they're meeting, the better, all of them. Crying to Allah, lifting his hands up until Abu Bakr anhu said, the cloth was falling off him. And the Prophet was telling him what? Muhammad, a messenger of Allah, don't worry, you're going to get what Allah is promising you for. So the dua was done to Allah alone. Brothers, in simple terms, the debate here is the people on the right are saying, let's only call on to Allah. The people on the left are saying, let's call on to other than Allah. How does that even sound? From the get-go, it doesn't sound correct. I'm saying, I'm saying, Allah alone. I'm saying, Allah alone. Leave him his rights. The Prophet has a right to be followed, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He has a right to be honored. He's not like us. He's greater than each and every one of us. But that being said, he has no right in ubudiyah. Servitude is not for him. This is the rights of Allah. Don't give it to anyone else. So just please simplify the concept in your mind and understand it. The people on the right are saying to you, Allah alone should be worshipped in servitude. He should be only called on to. And the people on the left are saying to you, no. So should the Prophet be called on to with Allah. And the Prophet sallallahu Don't go overboard on me. Just like the Christians went overboard on Nabiullah Isa ibn Maryam. Allah said to the people before, Oh the people of the scripture, don't go extreme in your religion. And don't say about Allah which that you have, you have no evidences for. Maryam is nothing except a messenger. Previously, before him, other messengers have come. Where did the Christians go wrong? And where did the Jews go wrong? Going extreme on the righteous people. This is where it is. The five righteous men who Abdullah ibn, Abdullah ibn, Abdullah ibn Abbas mentions in his kitab, uh, sorry, Bukhari brings it in Kitab Sahih al-Bukhari. Rahimahullahu ta'ala. Mu'allakan bi al jazm lakin. This is all to show you, my brothers, that the argument is from the get-go. It does not go right. It does not make sense. Asrar Rashid. Asrar hadani lahu wa iyyak. May Allah guide you and myself to the straight path. And may Allah keep us steadfast upon that path. Please answer the questions that are directed at you. The question that I asked you, the Asha'ira do not take the Nusus al-Zahira, the apparent evidences, as a proof for themselves. So at this point, you cannot move forward. If not, then I don't see why we're carrying an argument. A person who believes, or a methodology that believes that the apparent evidences are not a proof, except that they show uh, doubt. Inshallah ta'ala. Um, and I'll, uh, uh, how many minutes do I have? I have two more minutes, Mahdri. Inshallah ta'ala. There's points I wrote here. 
He brought the issue of the shafa'ah of the day of judgment. Shafa'ah of the day of judgment that the Prophet is going to do for his ummah. My brothers, let's go back to my, my three points that I mentioned before. What did I say? Hayyun, say it with me, brothers. Hayyun hadirun bima yaqdiru alayhi. Alive, he's with you and you're able to do it. The day of judgment, are we with the Prophet in that life? Are we living together that life? We're living that life together. Are we all together? We're all together. Are we asking the Prophet something he's able to do? Of course he's able to do it, So he's going to intercede for us because Allah told us he's going to do it for us. He's been given the rights to do intercession. So he will do that for us. We're talking about, and the argument is, you're in this world and the Prophet is in his grave, he's dead, and you're speaking from hayatul dunya to the hayatul barzakh. This is what needs an evidence. And inshallah ta'ala, the word Hayyun Hadirun Bima Yaqdiru Alayhi requested me to bring a proof from the Quran and Sunnah, right? Allah says, Allah says, Every place that is used in the Quran is referring to Hayyun Hadirun Bima Yaqdiru Alayhi. Nothing else. Every place that it came with is That's why we're arguing where are you guys bringing it from other than these three. The evidence is on your neck, Asrar Rashid, to bring us when it's not We have our proof for that. Musa was alive, Musa was with him, and he asked him of that which he was able. Okay. Time is full of barakah. <laughs> Barakallah fiqh daily. May Allah bless you. Barakallah fiqh. May Allah bless you. Can people go, can I go to the toilet? I really need to break. Ikhwan, brothers, brothers, we're going to break for Asr uh, for 15 minutes um, and then we'll resume for another two hours. But before you all go, there's a few observations that I've made of, of, of the audience. Brothers, please, on both sides, Minimal talking if no talking, please, yeah? That's why they've got vice debaters next to them to assist the main speaker. There shouldn't be any research departments on either side. Please, yeah? On both sides. And speakers, Ustad Abdurrahman, Shah Asrar, I kindly request to even try to refrain from rhetorical questions to the audience. It encourages them to speak. And to be honest, there, sh there shouldn't be any rhetorical questions asked of them at all. So please, let's observe strict silence. Someone's already been given one warning in the back, right? Let's just, let's just crack on with this. And one, one last thing to the speakers, Ikhwan. Can we please not go off on tangents? And can we please not spend too much time on definitions? Because these definitions, especially the ones stipulated in the contract, should have been set by now. We're one hour into the debate. We shouldn't still be going around in circles about definitions. So if I kindly request for you both to consider this. Jazakumullah khair. Be back here 15 minutes. There's a reason. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Just to pick up on the points that were made. Firstly, the side point regarding Jilani and Jili, uh, I think your co-debater Abu Taymiyyah goes by the name Jilani, so you should correct him first. Secondly, 
the second point that was made, إِنَّكَ مَيِّتُونَ وَإِنَّهُمْ مَيِّتُونَ What is the correct meaning of this verse? That the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa shall pass away from this world. If you check the meaning of the word مَيِّتُونَ بِتَشْدِيدِ الْيَأْ When the word مَيِّتُونَ on this particular form means سَتَمُوتُ that you shall pass away. <coughs> and what is the very definition of mawt? Mufaraqatu ruhi and jism The separation of the soul from the body. And this happens. After this, as the martyrs, لا تحسبن الذين قتلوا في سبيل الله أمواتا بل أحياء عند ربهم يرزقون That do not consider those who have been killed in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as dead. They are, are alive. And with their Lord, they are being sustained. This sustenance and being alive is al hayatul barzakhiyah, which we establish also for Anbiya alayhim salatu wasalam, al Anbiya ahya'un fi quburihim yusallun, yusallun. This yusallun will also consist of istighfarul Rasul for his ummah. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa seeking forgiveness for his nation in the grave. So at this point, you also mentioned going back to Qudratullah that you said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to make his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa benefit or assist from the grave for his nation. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has qudra over this. In effect, you have said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has divine power of creating shirk. Because if, if you leave the statement that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is able to help in the grave as being shirk, then mutlaqan with that qiyud and these qiyud that you've mentioned, we would say this is why the question is relevant. Do you consider shirk as being muhal aqlan or muhal shar'an? It's related to Qudratullah, divine power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That if you believe it's muhal aqlan, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not create another partner. Because a partner for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is muhal aqlan. Rationally impossible. لَوْ كَانَ فِيهِمَا آلِهَةٌ إِلَّا اللَّهُ لَفَسَدَتَا If they were in the heavens and the earth, a God other than Allah, the heavens and the earth would be in chaos. This in effect would mean that this is rationally impossible. In the same way, anything you declare as being shirk would be muhal aqlan. I've answered the question for you. But which position do you take? Is it muhal aqlan or muhal shar'an? Then you did say that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has naf'un ghaybiyun. Naf'un ghaybiyun, which is benefit from the unseen. So in our previous discussion, you said that the mayyit la yadurru wa la yanfa' does not harm and does not benefit. But now you've accepted that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi does give some benefit. So how have you contradicted your previous rule that you said uh, that the mayyit, this uh, rule does not benefit. You're going to add a close to this that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sustains the dead in a certain way and gives him some kind of benefit, he is able to benefit. This clause, you would have to accept. Otherwise, you take back your statement that the Messenger of Allah benefits. And this uh, this uh, benefit from the unseen, does this mean that the Messenger of Allah when he gives some kind of benefit, 
Does this mean that he is hadir here? No. Does this mean he is alive here on earth? No. So you've gone against your own conditions. For someone to benefit, for the dead to benefit, they must be present, they must be able to, they must be alive on earth. Those conditions are not met because we believe the Messenger of Allah is not present here. He is buried in Al-Madinatul Munawra in his grave and he prays for his ummah. This is the whole meaning of istighatha. Then you mentioned if, uh, the word if, that it only comes for the past tense in the verse. That this is only for the past tense. In effect, you've said that this verse is mansukh. An abrogation, that the verse has been abrogated, meaning it was only limited to a time and then it stopped. Now I'll ask you to use your mind. The event of Surah An-Nisa, which is mentioned in the chapter, the event in Surah An-Nisa regarding the hypocrites, they didn't go to the Messenger of Allah to seek forgiveness and ask him to ask Allah to ask forgiveness. There was an event that took place. After this event took place and these verses were revealed, was it permissible for them to go back to the Messenger of Allah after this event? Meaning, could they do this throughout the life of the Messenger of Allah? If you say yes, they could do this until the Messenger of Allah passed away. Then the verse is not limited to the past. It has an application up to the passing away, according to up to the passing away, according to us, until Day of Judgment and beyond. That the Messenger of Allah intercedes for his nation in this dunya, in the barzakh, in the akhirah. This intercession continues because he has the life of the prophets. He has life in the grave, the life of the prophets. Then I would advise you also that to recheck Mughni al-Labib, where he gives you examples, Ibn Hisham, rahimullah, where he gives you examples of the word Eid coming for future. Check the Mukhtasar of Salih al of Mughni al-Labib. I didn't bring it with me. But in there you'll also find that he, in his Ikhtisar, which is one good book which he wrote, in there he gives examples like This is an example that when the people who will be uh, the wrongdoers will be in the pangs of death, meaning in the future. So this point doesn't stand even though Salih al makes this same point regarding the verse from which you have done taqlid of. You also mentioned regarding Asha'ira and the Aql. And you said which Aql? The Aql of Razi? The Aql of Ghazali? I'll answer this point. I mentioned to you in our discussion that we do not do taqlid of the scholars when it comes to creed. We follow the ijma'. So if there are few views of a certain asha'ira which we do not agree with, we cite them as being musamahat. The way you excuse Al-Imam Subki. You said Al-Imam Subki is muta'awwil. He's interpreted. You're not, you haven't given the reason. The same way if there is a scholar who makes a slip in a book, the way you would excuse Ibn Taymiyyah for bring, believing in fana'un nar, that the hellfire will come to an end. Or you'll make a ta'wil for Ibn Qayyim, uh, believing for now or not. I am not bringing these side points uh, to you, so you should not do the same. Because then we will go into the books of uh, Ahmed bin Taymiyyah. This is why I brought the Majmu'atul Fatawa. You said, why have you got these books? They're not all Ash'ari books. There's Majmu'atul Fatawa of Ibn Taymiyyah here also. After this, you said, if 
tawassul after the passing away of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was permissible. Why did Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu an do tawassul through Sayyiduna Abbas? I ask you, did Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu an negate tawassul through Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Bring me one statement of Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu an where he said it is impermissible now. Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu an was the Imam, meaning the Khalifa. The Khalifa has the option to have certain people lead the prayer and also to use them as a means to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This question I believe you will not be able to answer in this debate is that our definition of shirk is that anything is shirk is not associated with being alive or dead. If the Hindus who worship Rama, if they worshiped Rama, if he was a real human being when he was on, uh, alive on earth, it is shirk. When he died, it is shirk. When he, if he's, when he is resurrected on the day of judgment and they worship him, it is shirk. Shirk is always shirk. You, you cannot make this distinction because you believe it's possible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which we believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created within the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa to intercede. What do we mean by intercede? In his grave, the dua, the supplication. Then at, at this point, regarding condition seven, with condition seven, you said, the second debater will begin by presenting his evidence in an attempt to prove. I have to refer back to these conditions. I'm sorry. Prove the istighath of the Prophet. There was no limit of alive or dead. You didn't place that. Is it a slip of the mind? You should have placed alive or dead. So come on the stage and say istighatha is allowed when the Prophet was alive. So it's allowed when he was alive on earth. It's shirk when he's in barzakh. Say this. It is shirk when it is in barzakh. And in the hereafter, you believe it is alive. So if it's shirk in barzakh, shirk is always shirk. It is not related to life and death. If a person worships someone, he worships them on earth and the kuffar worship them in the hereafter also. Then you cited the hadith in the Sunan of Abu Dawood, which is, Allahumma la taj'al qabri eidan, O Allah, do not make my grave an eid, a celebration. Regarding this, we know that the supplications of the Prophet are mustajab. What do we mean by mustajab? They are answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not made the grave of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa a place of worship. For 1400 years, there have been Muslims who do istighatha through the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa You know for yourself that the likes of Ibn Kathir, have in their tafsir under the verse walaw annahum idhalamu even though I'm not presenting Ibn Kathir as in pr proof as you keep mentioning scholars when we said we agreed not to mention scholars from after the first three centuries of Islam all these scholars if they understood istighatha is through the Prophet in his al-hayatul barzakhiya his barzakh life is shirk they would never have promoted shirk in their books. They would have taken those accounts out or they would have cited them and said afterwards, this is shirk and this amal by ijma' consensus of the Muslim nation is kufr and disbelief. But we find otherwise in their books that they cite it and sometimes they even praise it. And some of them, as we will see, some of them even praise the action. Then uh, also regarding this, Allahumma la taj'al qabri eidan, regarding this point, if it means to visit the Messenger of Allah regularly, as you would interpret it, then we observe that the grave of the Messenger of Allah is visited on a regular basis by numerous people. What is the meaning of Eid? Eid only comes twice a year. 
the Shara and Eid. Don't go back to the Mawlid debate. To uh, the Shari Eid, the Shari Eid, Eid only come twice a year. Meaning, oh Allah, do not make people, res and this is Ta'wil, which you may disagree <coughs> with, but scholars have cited this, that do not make my grave such that the nation does not come and give me salam, and they do not recite salam upon me from far. This is the exact meaning. Like, لا تجعلوا بيوتكم قبورا I said Qubura. Qubura. So after this, the uh, oh Allah, do not uh, the hadith states, do not make your houses into graves. Meaning, recite prayer in the houses in the same way. Recite salawat and salam upon the Messenger of Allah sallallahu in abundance. This is the correct meaning of the hadith. It does not mean don't go to the grave of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu and give him salam as some people uh, say is impermissible. Then, after this, another point which you mentioned was regarding Hay Hadir and Qudra. Hay Hadir and Qudra. Living, present and able. These were the conditions you mentioned. You done istimbat from Al-Quran Al-Kareem. Are you a mujtahid? Are you able to do istimbat? Who done this istimbat? Was this istimbat done by As-Salafu Salihun where they said for someone to do istighatha the person must be hay and hadir and qadir alayh if by the way we believe the Messenger of Allah sallallahu is al-hayatul barzakhiyya and you said he benefits his nation. You have to clarify these two points. How does he benefit if he's mayyit in the sense that you mean mayyit and you also admit that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu is alive in his grave. But Hadir, this shart, and meaning present physically on earth, which we don't believe in, we believe the Messenger of Allah sallallahu is buried in his grave. How, you said, hey Hadir and Qadir Ali, you done istimbat, you made these conditions yourself, or are you doing naql? Are you copying from the ijma'? Is there ijma' on this? Can you cite the ijma'? Can you show the ijma'? Can you demonstrate the ijma'? Now, the reason why you avoided the condition, uh, the question regarding is shirk muhal aqlan or muhal shar'an, what did you say? You said this is the kind of question atheists ask, can God create another God? I will answer that for you. The, the muhal does not fall under qudra. The muhal does not fall under qudra, meaning the divine power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not relate to impossible things and shirk. Okay, I'll continue this part after. Whilst one speaker is speaking, that's preparation time for you to get your sources ready. So I'll give you 30 seconds before someone leaves. I didn't know that. Hey, brother, it's just something to speak.
Can I start? Naam. Again, Asrar Rashid Hadani Allahu wa Iyah, may Allah guide him and myself to the Haq. We find that he just sidetracked the statements of Fakhruddin al Razi, Abu Ali al Juaini, and all of them al Bayjuri and pushed it aside. And he said it's a Musamaha. I'm now going to turn the tables on him. I'm going to say to him, bring me one person from the Asha'ira, because he said within the Asha'ira, there are an opinion that he's taking and he's leaving off the statements of Fakhruddin al Razi, al Juaini, al Bayjuri, Laqani, Ibrahim al Laqani. What do you call Abu Bakr al-Baqillani, Ibn Fawraq? You're leaving these six Imams, all of them said it. If you're going to leave all of them, you need to state for us in your next turn, inshallah ta'ala, who from the Asha'ira said that the Quran and the Sunnah are a hujjah, a proof, and it does not go if it goes against the intellect and the khabarul ahad, that the textual evidences. Let me rephrase that question for you again, inshallah ta'ala, so everybody's aware of what I'm asking. That the ظواهر nusus, the apparent text, لا يفيد ظني, that the apparent text do not benefit our speculation. You need to bring that statement from the Asha'ira, that لا يفيد ظني, they don't show doubt or speculation. I'm asking ظني. If they, I'm saying it's ظافي ظافي لي. When it comes to your turn, you need to bring us from the Asha'ira, when it comes, can, can I, you got your turn. When you turn, you can correct that, inshallah ta'ala. If you feel like what you have is right. When it comes to your turn, from the Asha'ira, you have to bring us who said from the apparent text, the apparent text, the kitab and the sunnah, does not show speculation and doubt. I brought imams that said it from the Asha'ira. You're either headbutting the Asha'ira leaders, because the reason why I'm bringing this point, brothers, is not sidetracking. Rabbul Ka'bah is not sidetracking. You know why? Because he would not have troubled himself in carrying these books if they were what? If they were a proof. The reason why he brought these books in the first place is because he's using it as a evidence. Asha'ira don't believe that. They don't believe that. And this is a very important point. So I want Asrar Rashid to leave this room denouncing Ash'ariya and say, I've got nothing to do with Ash'ariya. I am a Salafi from today onwards. <laughs> and I take the Kitab and the Sunnah, Bifahmi Salafi Salih. Another thing he did was that shows my point is when he came to Shirk, he said, We believe that Shirk is. The question that arises, Akhi, I said at the beginning, was Sabiqoon al Awaluna min al Muhajirina wal Ansari wal Ladina Tabaruhum. La taqul qawla laysa laka bihi salaf. Don't say a statement which you don't have a salaf for. This is where the problem is arising from. Asrar's problem is here. He's saying, I, me, and this gives him the statement of a mujtahid. If Ahmed Raza Khan is not a mujtahid, then are you implying that you're a mujtahid, that you can actually come and define words? And headbutt the statements of the Aymatul Lugha, what they define as shirk and the likes of it. It's ajib, wallah, it's min al gharabati bi makan. This is something that amazes me. He said, Inna kamayyitun wa innahum mayyitun. He said that the Prophet is not dead. Alayhi salatu was salam. That the Prophet is not dead because of the ayah, Inna kamayyitun wa innahum mayyitun. I'm going to ask you guys a couple of questions, inshaAllah ta'ala, rhetorical questions. Okay? He said that the Prophet and the word mayyit is mufaraqatu ar ruh. The soul is leaving the body. Pay attention to this. If the Prophet is living this world, if the, he hasn't died and he's not dead, then why is the Prophet why did the Sahabas not consult him in all of their daily day-to-day -day affairs? Why did they not consult him? And if he was not dead, then wasn't his job to convey the message of Islam? When he died, the message stopped. 
then the pro then that would entail that he died alayhi salatu wasalam and he left this world and he's still alive but he's not he's not doing his job because Allah commanded him, Ya ayyuhar Rasulu Balligh ma unzila ilayka min rabbik. Our Messenger of Allah convey that which is upon you. So the fact that he wasn't conveying shows you that his time has finished. Today I've completed your religion on you, meaning it's finished, I've gone, I'm not able to do that anymore. Because the reason why he was in this world والسلام, was to convey the religion. Another point, if you say that the Prophet والسلام, is not dead, والسلام, is not dead, then that means the Prophet والسلام, is going to go through three deaths. He's going to go through, this is a very powerful point that you have to realize. The human beings have two deaths. One that we went through when we, when we were born, which is death, death that we went through, no existence. And then when death comes to us, another death. Okay? The Prophet وسلم, is he going to die when the trumpet is blown, if he's still alive? If the trumpet are blown, is that when he's going to die? Um, why would the Sahabas? He said that Umar, عنه, he said Umar did not say, that you can't do istighatha. First of all, that question shouldn't be put to me. It's your question. What is tawassul? You haven't defined the word tawassul. Has, have you had, has anyone heard him define tawassul? Wasn't that the, one of the, uh, uh, the most important points pertaining to the debate, which was what? He has to define tawassul and istighatha, did he? Until now, we don't know what he, what he considers as tawassul. We don't know what he understands as tawassul. But that being the case, that being the case, he said, did Umar prevent the Sahabas or did he stop them from it? Brothers, pay attention to the context of what Umar did the, day of Ram the year of Ramadan when he called on Abdullah ibn Abbas. Pay attention to this. The Sahabas were in a drought where the animals were dying. Humans were dying. Abdullah ibn Umar and at this point where some of his noble companions are going, some of them are dying, would he waste his time in something that's less in degree when he can see the Prophet and he can get it quicker? He's got the Prophet there. He can go to him. He can get it from the Prophet. And he can sort all of this out. But he chooses not to go. The Sahabas leaving something is because there was no evidence for them to do this. And the ibadah aslan is tawqifiyya. The ibadah is that you can't do it unless you have a what? A evidence for it. So you're saying that you can. You're saying that you can do this action. We want your evidence from you. It's upon your shoulders to provide us that you can go to the people in the grave and ask them. This is your job, not my job. My job is this. My job is that the prophets of Allah, the righteous people, they all ran to Allah. All of them. I'm going to bring you ayat from all the anbiya, al-rusul. Pay attention. Because the time is very short, I won't be able to explain it. But inshallah, if Asrar allows me, when this video is edited, just put the translation of the ayat at the bottom so the people can see it. That's it. Allah says about Nabiullah Hud, Qala inni ushidullah wa shahadu anni bari'un mimma tushrikun, min duni fakiduni jami'an thumma la tunzirun, inni tawakkaltu ala Allahi rabbi wa rabbikum, ma midabbatin illa huwa akhidun binasiyatiha, inna rabbi ala siratin mustaqim. Nabiullah Hud is running to Allah. We find Nabiullah Ibrahim, Rabbi habli hukman wa alhiqni bisalihin, waj'alli lisana sitqin fil akhirin, waj'alli min warathati jannati na'im, waghfir li abi innahu kana min al-dhalin, wa la tukhzini yawma yub'athun, yawma la yanfa'u malu wa la banun, illa man atallaha biqalbin salim. We have Nabiullah uh, Ibrahim again, when he took his family to the wadi, the valley, he, ran, he, he called on to Allah. He said, Rabbi ja'al hadha al-balad aminan, wajnu wabaniya an-na'budu al-aslam. We see Nabiullah Ayyub when the harm touched him. 
he said وَأَيُّوبَ إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَسَّنِي الضُّرُّ وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَكَشَفْنَا مَا بِهِ مِنْ ضُرٍ وَآتَيْنَاهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِثْلَهُ مَعَهُمْ رَحْمَةً مِنْ عِنْدِنَا وَذِكْرَى لِلْعَالَمِينَ وَذِكْرَى لِلْعَابِدِينَ نَبِيُّ وذنوني إذا ذهب مغاضبا فظن أن لن نقدر عليه فنادى في الظلمات أن لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين فاستجبنا له ونجيناه من الغم وكذلك ننجي المؤمنين My point is you're going against all those prophets من أولهم إلى آخرهم all of them calling on to Allah alone because that was their source of comfort that was their source of result that's where they found answers for our brother Asrar هداني الله وإياه may Allah guide him and myself to the حق we find he wants to divert from the path of the prophets. Not one prophet, prophets. The battle of Uhud. Rasulullah sallallahu and Badr. Who did he call on to? Allah wa ta'ala. Why did he not go to calling on to the other prophets who were out there? Why didn't he use the, uh, the weak narration that you put forward? The weak narration. Why don't you take that? Why didn't they take that argument? That hadith. وَلَوْ سَلَّمْنَا لَكَ جَدَلًا For the sake of argument, even if I accept this authenticity and I take it on board, do you think this is only Khasun bin Anbiya? Is this, had, is this action only specific to the prophets? No, narrations have come approving it for the normal people. Are you going to do istighatha to the people as well, the normal general mass? مَا مِنْ مُسْلِمٍ يَمُرُّ عَلَىٰ قَبْرِ أَخِيهِ The Prophet said that there is not a person who goes by the grave of his brother. فَسَلَّمَ عَلَيْهَا and says to him, السلام عليكم إلا رد الله روحه. Except Allah puts a soul in that person and then he says to him, alaykum salam. Then why don't you worship the general Muslims then? Because the same is happening for them. Allah is bringing the soul back to them. Why don't you supplicate? Why don't you make dua to them as well? But you know, two opposites do not come together. One year they make it halal, one year they make it haram, all of that in accordance to what they wish and want. If the qa'idah is consistent in your mind, and if the principles are something that you need to follow from the get-go, then you would have applied it else and everywhere else. We find here, he keeps bringing the issue of al-qudra. I'm asking you, can I ask you a question? The question I'm going to put to you is al-qudra to naw'an. Qudra, which is koniya, and that which is shar'iya. Which of the definitions are you trying to put the qudra into? Are you trying to put it into the koniya one, or are you trying to put it into the shar'iya one? When your time comes, inshallah, you can explain that, expand that on more, and then we'll take it further from there. بِإِذْنِ bari. If Allah wills, subhanahu wa ta'ala. You said, walau annahum idhalamu. You said, ayah, it will mean that necessarily it's abrogated. Then I'll say to you, what about the ayah? Wa'idhya mkuru bika alladhina kafaru liyuthbituka aw yaqutuluka aw yaqrujuk. Where are we going to take that ayah? Are we going to say that ayah is abrogated because the word idh is also used in that ayah? It's the same. The idh is used. But that ayah was qadiyyatu ayni la'umuma laha. This is the qa'idah according to the usuliyin. It's a specific situation that has no generalization. This is the virtue that the Sahabas has preceded us in. So the ayah, وَإِذْ يَمْكُرُ بِكَ الَّذِينَ When the disbelievers were plotting and planning against you, are they plotting and planning against us now that the Prophet is with us? Is that what we're going to say? That the, Prophet, the ayah is referring to us right now with the Prophet present with us? We'll say no. No, it doesn't. This id was specific at that time. Just the, the id, it's the same id. No new different id. The same id. That's in وَإِذْ يَمْكُرُ بِكَ وَإِذْ وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ إِذْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ and I said, Aymatul Lugha have explained it. He said, Sheikh ibn Uthaymin, alayhi rahmatullah. May Allah have mercy upon him. Yes, he has a muqtasar on, uh, what do you call it, Mughni uh, al-Labi ibn Hisham al-Ansari. But I just said it to you. The asal of the word id is always that it's madhi, dharful lil ma madha. Lakin what makes it istiqbal is a qareena, a in, within the context there's something that diverts it from it. There's something within the context that diverts it from it. 
So Asrar, take this as an extra benefit. But if you said Sheikh ibn Uthaymeen, if I bring you another statement of his, would you take it? Just out of curiosity, inshaAllah ta'ala. Because I'll bring you he himself in his sharh of Ajrumiyyah, saying that the word is, the asal for it is madhi. And anything else is within the context. I can bring that for you just in case you might want to take that. Bidhanillah al-Kareem. Um, the other thing that I want to bring you to your attention, brothers, is every, every issue has an asal and there's things that divert it from its asal. The person who is upon the original essence of a matter is never asked the evidence. The person who is upon the asal, al-istushab, If somebody has water with them, the asal is that water is pure. Allah said it's pure. The one who says, no, this water of yours is not pure has to bring the evidence. The asal of ibadah is only for Allah. Dua is an ibadah based on the hadith of Sunnah Tirmidhi. Ad-dua ibadah. Am ad-dua huwa al-ibadah. And the riwayah is da'if which says mukhu al-ibadah. Allah says in ayat al-sarih, وَيَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَضُرُّهُمْ وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ They call on, so dua, ibadah is a dua. You're saying, I'm going to divert her ibadah for other than Allah, and then you're asking me to bring the evidence. Gharib. Dua, pay attention to this question. Dua is what? It's an ibadah. You're asking me to give you evidence that I can't do dua for other than Allah. You're asking me to go around and look for evidence so he can't worship other than Allah. وَأَنَّ الْمَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ فَلَا فَلَا تَدْعُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ أَحَدًا أَحَدًا is نَكِرَةٌ فِي سِيَاقِ النَّهِ تُفِيدُ الْعُمُومِ That's the qa'id according to the ulama, which is Do not call on to anyone whatsoever, whoever they are. Generalization. نَكِرَةٌ Indefinite, in a context of prohibition, shows generalization. That's the qa'id usuliyah. I'm upon the asal, which is that you can never call anybody other than Allah. Based on this ayah, which is am. Based on this ayah, which is general. He has to bring in muqayyidat to unrestrict these general evidences. And I'll tell you, we will sit here forever. They will never bring it. They've never done it. And they never will. The reason is because the dalil and the nususul kitabi wa sunnah are clear. Ayat, wallahi, just over the last couple of days, 80 and odd mujalladat or mu'allafat that I read on just this issue. Every time I'm thinking to myself, how can somebody even make this into an argument? How could this even be an argument in the first place? Again, my brothers, I'm going to reiterate, is it called? Re yeah, this, this very important point, which is, brothers, on the right side of mine, you're going to find a group of brothers who are saying, only call unto Allah. And on the left, you're going to find brothers who are saying, no, not only Allah. Other than Allah. Just listen to the sound of that and how it sounds. Look at your fitras. Even the ones who may even be inclined to the ones on the left can feel uncomfortableness in that, same, that, that statement alone. I ask Allah, Hayyan wa mayitan, if we die and if we, whilst we live in this world, that Allah makes us die upon tawheed. La ilaha illallah. La ma'buda bihaqqin illallah. That we worship Him alone in ubudiyya servitude. في الدنيا والآخرة إنه ولي ذلك والقادر عليه I conclude والله أعلم وصلى الله وسلم على سلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وافضل الصلاة على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين
With regard to the first point, Asha'ira, because you keep bringing that point up, it does go against our conditions for you to bring this up because we agreed in the conditions that we will stick to certain sources and you won't keep reciting this. And I mentioned to you also that I have with me the books of scholars that you accept wholeheartedly who have also citations which you would disagree with. So your point relating to Asha'ira, I would say your naql, your transmission of their position is unreliable. Unless you want to take out your time and take their books out and read from their passages and show their actual position. But I will tell the chairman and everyone else here yeah, that's digressing from the original subject. Your transmission of me standing here is unreliable. You said right now, if you rewind the videos, that or you made it out to seem that we believe the Prophet did not die, did not pass away. I have not said such a thing. The Quran states, Kullu nafsin Every soul shall taste that. So if you are not transmitting correctly from me here, I said to you the Anbiya have al-hayatul barzakhiyah. And the definition of death is mufaraqatul ruhi anil jism. Separation of the soul from the body, when they pass away, <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them a special life in the barzakh. And you can go into the definition of barzakh, what uh, barzakh means. Like the shuhada, if not greater, لَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا Do not consider those who have been killed in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as amwat, in the sense that they are amwat like any other amwat. So this also destroys your point that you said, why don't you call on other people? Ya Abdurrahman. I don't need that here, but Ya Abdurrahman. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la yuqasu bihi ahad. He cannot be a, a similarity to other human beings in all senses. He's a human being alayhi salatu wasalam. But, but he's a Nabi. So it is different from this. Even a Sheikh Nasiruddin al-Albani, who I'm sure, I'm not citing him as a proof. You can dismiss this as well, if you want, because I'm sticking to the rules. But the hadith, if you check the English edition, Tawassul, its types and its rulings. In this book on page 58, which is published by, this actual is published by, um, the right street Salafis, uh, Daud Burbanks and uh, Abu Khadija, they have a, on page 58, they mention the prophets are alive and pray in their graves. Uh, Nasruddin Albani cites this as an authentic narration. And he says, on the night when I was taken up through the heavens, I passed by Musa, السلام, and he was standing in prayer in his grave. Subhanallah. Indeed Allah, and also, indeed Allah's angels who travel about in order to convey the greetings of salam of my ummah to me, which you can comment on later. You, you brothers who are checking on the net, you can check the English edition of this Tawassul Anwa'u Wa Ahkamu on page uh, 58. And also check the footnote. So this is our position, that they transfer from this world to the next world, and in the next world, in Barzakh, they benefit their nations. How do they benefit their nations? And this you can't call shirk. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them the ability to do so. If anyone believes they benefit, they look, if I say this brother benefits me by himself, this is shirk billah, whether he is present 
whether he's absent, whether he's alive or dead. With the Prophet when we say istighatha is permissible, you want a definition of tawassul, that was not in the conditions. In the conditions was the definition of istighatha. You wanted a definition of istighatha and I gave that definition. So here, the Prophets Ali والسلام, benefit their nations because Al Anbiya'u Ahya'u fi quburihim, they have Al Hayatul Barzakhiyah, which Sheikh Nasruddin and others uh, acknowledge. You said regarding Nabuwa. Pardon? Nubuwa. Check that in the Qamus with the Fatha Noon or Dhammu Noon. So here, I would like to ask you whether Nubuwa is Aradi or Dhati. Is Nabuwa Aradi or Dhati? Why do I say this? Because you used philosophical terms. He used a philosophical term. He said Adam Mahad. That's Adam Mahad. Ya Ikhwani. You, can, you have the Sturul Ulama here and other books, uh, uh, Sayyid Sharif and others. Adam Mahad is a philosophical term. Even though Ibn Taymiyyah was influenced by philosophy, and you may have read this term in his works, but Adam Mahad is a philosophical term, so I would ask you, is Nabuwa Aradi or Dhati? Because you said, Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu an, Sayyiduna Umar radiallahu an, did go to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa And I said, his absence of going, you said, why didn't they go to the grave of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa What did I say? I said, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa in al-hayatul barzakhiyah, when he moves from this world to the next world, there are ahkam, like leading the prayer, which do not apply. This is understood. And what we believe is that the Messenger of Allah benefits his nation by supplicating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we benefit from this. If someone goes to his grave, the Messenger of Allah hears their salam, and if that person requests, O oh, Messenger of Allah, pray for me in your barzakh. The Messenger of Allah prays for them in the barzakh. We do not say it's something relating to this. And I repeat again, you did not correct, correctly copy from me. You need to apologize from this uh, or, uh, or retract your statement regarding that, that you did not copy the principle, my stance correctly. Then you said, is the qudra, qudra naw'iya or qudra khalqiya? This is what you said. Which one? I'll give you permission to tell, say. I said the qudra shariya. Qudra oh. kawniya or qudra shar'iya. Qudra shar'iya is same as muhal shar'an, meaning opposite, not the same, opposite. If you say something is muhal shar'an, then you say qudra shar'iya. When you say qudra kawniya, it relates to creation, and that is muhal aqlan. So we go back to the same question that is it possible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to create another God? We say, Allah's divine power does not relate to impossibilities. In the same, but you said it's possible for Allah to give someone in the grave an ability to do something. You also said the Messenger of Allah وسلم, benefits. You, we, the Quran states, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We did not send you as, except as a mercy for the universes. Is he a mercy for us now? Yes, he is. In his Al-Hayatul Barzakhiyah, he is a mercy for us because he, Ali Salatu Wasalam, prays for the sinners. He, because the Quran mentions this, which is the verse which is uh, the verse which we were discussing, and you went back to Id. And you said this Id relates 
uh, only to a, spe a, a specific event. If that were the case, I asked you a question. After that event took place, would it be permissible for... Because the hijrah, the verse you recited, relates to migration. Yes? The verse relates to migration. The hijrah took place once. Migration took place once. The verse mentions the migration. But people committed sins throughout the life of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Some different people, whether they be munafiqeen or whether some companions slipped and they went to seek forgiveness from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, the judgment of the Quran remains. That whenever you sin, you go to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he seeks forgiveness for you. This is the very meaning of Tawassul and Istighatha. That today if a Muslim is a sinner and he goes and does ziyara of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he says, O Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, pray for me in your grave, in your Al-Hayatul Barzakhiyah, that Allah forgives my sins. This is a form of Istighatha that is not shirk and you cannot deny it, uh, that it is not shirk. You cannot term this as being shirk and you cannot call those people who do this as mushrikeen, kuffar, even though uh, you have not said that explicitly regarding Ibn Kathir, regarding uh, uh, Al-Imam Subki, and I'm not going to falsely transmit your positions like you have done with me, that you have said, I, I denied the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hasn't passed away. No, we don't hold that position. The Quran states, innaka mayyitun wa innaw mayyitun. You didn't answer the mayyit point. That the meaning of mayyit is satamut, which does not, it's not dawam, it's not continuous. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tastes death, kullu nafsin dha'iqatul maut, which is separation of soul from body. When he's placed in the grave, he alayhi salatu wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him the ability to pray. Because Sheikh Nasruddin Albani authenticated the hadith. Again, I'm not presenting his authentication as hujjah because you did say you don't accept. If you want to declare it weak, then you have the books of Asma'ul Rijal. I'm sure you brought the books of Asma'ul Rijal. Did you bring Al-Kashif? Yes or no? You brought Al-Kashif. I have a copy of Al-Kashif. Al-Kashif of Imam Al-Dhahabi, which you were unfamiliar of. Muhammad Awam Ashari's edition. If you need Al Kashif, I will borrow Al Kashif to you. I want you to weaken those hadith, the three hadith I mentioned. Let's see you demonstrate the weakening of those hadith because otherwise, all you admit, Sayyidina Musa Islam stands up. In, uh, you're going to say that was a singular event. If you say that, you need to give dalil. You can't just say it's a singular event. You need dalil from Quran, Sunnah, Ijma'. If you say, uh, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Salaam is presented. Let me ask you something. When you give Salaam to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, do you receive Ajar, reward? Don't answer because it goes against the rules. I would answer for you. Yes, you receive Ajar, reward. So when you recited Salaam, does the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam reply back to the Salaam? Yes. So you have benefited from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because his Salaam is second. Uh, uh, tranquility, it's a peace for us. So you are benefited from the mayit. So these examples you are giving of the polytheists in Mecca and people who worship idols and making a similarity between them and the Ash'aris and the Maturidis which make a majority of the Ummah today. I'm not using that as an evidence, I'm just pointing out the fact. No wonder, I'm not saying this about you Ustaz Abdurrahman, but no wonder people in ISIS are killing people, are destroying graves, are uh, calling them mushrik based on this ideology. Not that you are ISIS. I'm not making a low attack. I know you are against them. I'm just saying some of those brothers uh, who have been misguided, the Khawarij, they have taken that ideology where they declare, you have not done tasarru ila takfir. You have not 
turn takfir of us or other Muslims, but I would want to ask you, Ilzaman, why have you not declared Subki a kafir, uh, Ibn Kathir a kafir, uh, a Dhabi, you know the, what Dhabi writes, uh, a kafir, different scholars in throughout the centuries of Islam, the, uh, you said they're muta'awwil. Explain to us why they are muta'awwil. Why have you made ta'wil for them, but you do not make ta'wil for uh, Al-Amidi, you do not make ta'wil for Al-Ghazali, you do not make ta'wil for uh, uh, Ghazali or uh, Al-Razi, all these different uh, Ash'ari scholars. With them you have, remember what you said about Mawardi. I will quote later what you said about Mawardi. I'll, I'll quote that. I'll just remind you, Shwey. Ash'ari Quh, Ahlul Batil. Yes? So when you quote Lisanul Mizan, it's not a hujjah. According to your principles. When you quote Asma Rijal books, it's not a hujjah. When you quote Al Isti'ab fi Ma'rifatil Ashab, it's not hujjah. Ibn Hajar was Ash'ari, maybe even Ash'ari Quh. Check his Fatul Bari, he believes in what we believe. Al Nawi Rahimullah, Ash'ari Quh. You check his books, he even does Istighatha through Awliya. Al Nawawi, which is not the subject, he calls upon men other than the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Why do you use his books? Is he Ash'ari Quh or not? So, going back, you said, um, You quoted the verse which mentions, The Quran states, That which does not benefit you. But you said the Messenger of Allah does have naf ghaybi. He has a type of naf. So, does he fall under that verse today if someone calls upon the Messenger of Allah? Does he fall under or is he mustathna? an exception from that verse. You have to answer these points. Ustad Abdurrahman, I'm writing down your questions and attempting to answer. You have not still answered my questions. I asked you, is a partner for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala muhal aqlan or muhal shar'an? You did not answer. Then you, you change the wording to qudra kawniya and qudra shar'iya. These were the two terms you used. And you answered the question you said, you did answer the second question. I give credit where it's due. You said it is possible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give the ability to someone who is dead to benefit others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do this. We are saying this is established from what I have mentioned and you cannot negate it from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. La yuqasu bihi ahad. You do not make qiyas of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon yourselves. Meaning, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is a very special human being. Very special. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him khasa'id, so many special qualities. I'll reiterate to both speakers that there seems to be a, a level of reference to scholars after the first three generations. Um, so can we... Please keep this in mind, as opposed to a reaction in Vacuum 2, please. From both sides should, refer, should refrain from referring to the scholars. If you did, I did. Yes. There are many points that Asala Rashid mentions, and uh, Inshallah ta'ala, I'm going to respond to them, bidhanillah al-kareem. Um, this is one question that I'm going to put towards Asar Rashid. Asar Rashid is talking about Sheikh al-Albani's authentication and how Sheikh al-Albani authenticated. Asar, do you affirm and you agree that 
the issue of tasheeh and tadhif, authenticating a hadith and weakening a hadith is mas'alatul ijtihadiyah, correct? Yes or no? Yes. It is. And ijtihad is furu'ul masail, it enters fiqh, not aqidah. If the hadith. So, it's, so, so, okay, uh, okay. It's, so ijtihadat is a fiqh issue, yes or no? Ijtihad is a fiqh issue. No, just say yes or no, then you can explain later. Okay, you don't, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Asar Rashid mentions that he is a blind follower. He's a, he's a muqallid. And ijtihad is a mas'ala fiqhiyyah. Ijtihad is a what? It's a branch of analogy. It's a branch of qiyas. Asar Rashid is a blind follower. He shouldn't even be talking about issues of ijtihad. That's not his premise. His premise is a scholar said and he has to blind follow. He said, I'm a muqallid. I'm a blind follower. From the get-go, a blind follower is You take the statement of a scholar without any evidence. So for you to identify whether Sheikh Al-Bani was right or wrong, then that itself is an incorrect statement. And you wouldn't understand ijtihad because you're a muqallid. You admitted you're a muqallid. I don't classify myself as a muqallid. But he classifies himself a muqallid. He said to me, Sheikh Al-Bani authenticated the hadith. He said, I'm not using it as an evidence. And I'm not trying to push it forward. I mean, that for me, that's what else, what other purpose can it hold, brothers and sisters? Sisters are going to watch it later. What other, what other premises can it hold for you to bring Sheikh Al-Bani's statement and use that as an evidence unless you're trying to prove it? Correct? True or false? Okay. Now I'm going to say to you, I'm not going to use your kashif, but do you have Ibn Adi's Kamil? Yes. You have Ibn Adi's Kamil. Inshallah, let's look at the, the tarjama of Al-Hassan ibn Qutaybat al-Mada'ini. Al-Hassan ibn Qutaybat al-Mada'in in his tarjama. Ibn Adi weakened the narration. And when I looked at their bow, when I looked at Al-Bani's authentication and Ibn Adi, I was more inclined to the way Ibn Adi went around it. And we don't blind follow our scholars. Whatever they get right, we take. And what they get wrong, we say they get two rewards. They get a reward for it. They get a, a reward for it. Because they're a mujtahid. And their ijtihad is between, in between what? إِذَا اجْتَهَدَ فَأَصَابَ فَلَهُ أَجْرًا Al-Bani is in between two rewards or one reward. He's leaving with reward regardless, whether it's two or one. Alayhi rahmatullahi, may Allah have mercy upon him. This issue, we don't agree with him. Lakin, I'm just going to go down and I'm going to take the tasheeh of Shaykh Muhammad Nasruddin al-Albani. I'll take it for the sake of argument. This was not specific to Nabiullah Musa and this is not specific. So why did you choose to read At-Tawassul by Shaykh al-Albani, take his tasheeh, but not look down and follow what he said and how he explained it? That's unfair, isn't that, brothers? You take his tasheeh, you bring it to me and you use it as a proof with me, then why don't you take his faham, his understanding as well? That shows a lot, brothers. Anyways, ala kulli hal, that statement, Sheikh al-Albani explains that there's a hadith narrated by Ibn Hibban in his sahih, min hadith Abi Huraira, that the issue of praying in the grave is not specific to Musa alayhi salam. That's every believer, every mu'min. So Salah has to say, I'm going to do istighath on every Muslim, every mu'min, because this is for every, based on this hadith. When the dead is placed in his grave, ah, he hears the footprints of the last person who leaves. He hears it. If he's a believer, the prayer is with him, right next to his head. He has the prayer with him. And all his khayrat and all of the good that he's done are all around him. And then it's came, came and, he's, and they come to him, all these righteous actions of him, they come to him. This hadith 
And also the hadith that I mentioned to you before, which you didn't respond to, which you're not going to respond to, which is, There's not a person who gives a salam to his brother, except his brother does what? He returns the salam to him. So don't, then you, on your premise, where you said, there's naf here. The brother I just said to, Assalamu alaikum, who said, wa alaykum He benefited me, then why don't you do istighatha to every mu'min and every believer? Because he responded to you, this is a naf according to you. Brothers, these are questions. They're not statements. I'm asking questions. I need answers. Or else we've wasted our time coming here. We've wasted our time discussing this issue. Millions and thousands of people are watching around the world. They want answers. They want to hear the Ash'ari, the Ash'ari arguments. That's what they want to know. So here I am, inshallah ta'ala, asking you again to respond to those points that I brought. Now let me go back to the issue of, you said the scholars, they cited its permissibility of the issue of al-istighatha. He said they cited its permissibility. Please, that's all we're here for all day. Where did the scholar cite it? Give me one scholar. Say this scholar said that it's permissible. Al-istighatha, and I'm speaking about qurunul mufaddala. Not mufaddila. Qurunul mufaddala. The three noble generations. Abu Bakr's time, Umar's time, Uthman, Ali. The Sahabas in totality. The tabi'een. The tabi'u tabi'een. All of them. Qarnam ba'da qarn. Generations after generations. This is very important. The other thing I want to say, he said, Allahumma la taj'al qabri eidan. Do you know what eid means in the Arabic language? Yes. Yes, you do. What does it mean in the Arabic language? Oh, you, okay, explain it on your time. This is a question that I've directly put at him. Put him at. Oh, I want him to answer. Eid, my brothers, come from, it's the root word of adayaudu. It's something that has repetition, tikrar. It keeps happening. You keep going to the Prophet's grave. Oh Allah, do not make my grave a place where people keep coming. This is simple terms, my brothers. This is not like Lamiyatul Af'al bifa'ala This is not it. This is not the kalam of Ibn Malik rahimullah kalamuna lafdul mufidu kastaqi masmul. None of that. It's just simple terms that come on three letter words. You could just look at the dictionary. Brothers, we, we need to prepare. These books shouldn't be like Allah said about the Jews. We need to understand what are in these books. So we don't misguide ourselves and we don't misguide those who are around us. It's very vital and important. Again, we find him, he said, uh, the issue of بِفِنَاءِ النَّارِ by Shaykh Islam Taymiyyah. I find this to not want to answer my points. If you want to make a discussion about Shaykh Islam Taymiyyah, did he even say the issue of بِفِنَاءِ النَّارِ? We can have a discussion. We have books about it. We've got topics we can talk about it. There's no need for you to go in that area, Asra Rashid. We're talking about istighatha. Wallahi, coming today, I thought all these shubuhat, the shubuhat Subki brought, the shubuhat Muhammad Sa'id Mamduh brought, Muhammad Zahid al Kothari brought. All of those shubuhat, you could have brought them today. You could have used those as evidence. I was thinking, this is where I'm thinking he's going to come from. What shubha is he going to bring? But we're talking about bifina'in nar. We're talking about other... For me, wallahi, brothers, it amazes me. Um, at this point, at this particular point, uh, did, I take the, did I take the right paper? Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Nah, I'm sorry, sorry. Shaitan made me forget it. Now I want you to say, yeah. Why would you bring the issue of ISIS? 
And why would you mention it in the context of a debate like this, we're talking very civil, ISIS has got nothing to do with us. Mentioning their name is uncalled for. It's unnecessary. It, even if you didn't mean it, it just has that connotation to it. What, what are you trying to imply? Brothers, wallahi, we should be very careful in those usage. You said Ibn Hajar is an Ash'ari. Do you know Ibn Hajar refuted Fakhruddin al-Razi in his Kitab Fathul Bari? Look, do you know what he said? Ibn Hajar said about Fakhruddin al-Razi, he said he died a death where he perfected his aqidah. He said Ibn Hajar died a, uh, Fakhruddin al-Razi died a death. And when he died, he perfected his aqidah. Brothers, are you guys going to say Ibn Hajar is Ash'ari, ash and Nawawi is an Ash'ari, and Bayhaqi are Ash'ari, when they were defending the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alayhi salatu wa sallam. Ibn Hajar has the explanation of Fathul Bari, which is As-Sahhu Kitabin Ba'd Kitabillah. Wa'awwalu man alafa fil kutbi. Iraqi rahimahullah said his alfiya. He said that the first person who ever authenticated or wrote an authentic book is Muhammad ibn Idris Ismail, Muhammad ibn Ismail ibn Ibrahim ibn Mughira ibn Berdizba al-Bukhari rahimahullah. He explained his book. How can you say Ibn Hajar is an Ash'ari when Fakhruddin al-Razi is saying to you the kitab and the sunnah do not show certainty? Sayfuddin al-Amidi, al-Sa'di taftazani, al-Bayjuri, the Quran and the Sunnah are speculation and assumption. And a man like Ibn Hajar is defending the Sunnah, spreading the Sunnah. Now brothers, I'm going to ask Sarar this issue. Because you know, he uses this argument all the time. All the scholars were Ash'ariya, oh Ash'ariya. Where did Ibn Hajar ever say I'm an Ash'ari? When Ash'ari was spread at his time, where did Nawawi ever say I'm an Ash'ari? Where did Bayhaqi ever say I'm an Ash'ari? Where? One place. One time they said, Ana Ash'ariun. Because you boast and you say, I'm Ash'ari, I'm Ash'ari. Bring me one place, Ibn Hajar saying, I'm an Ash'ari. Rather, my brothers, do you guys know that Ash'ari started at the fourth century and the Prophet said that the best generations are who? Khairun nasi qarni, So that shows the disconnection from the Ash'ari. If we take that premises on board, that the Sahabas and the Tabi'in and Tabi'in weren't Ash'ariya and it started at the third generation. Rather, I'm going to finally conclude this point because he keeps bringing this point up, even though it's not our mawdu' al niqash. Even though it's not, but I have to tackle it because this shubha is being spread into the people to think. I write down all the scholars of the Asha'ira. If another chance is given, I will mention them name by name. They are not more than 21 scholars. How can you then say and claim that they're all Asha'ira? This doesn't add up. It doesn't make, it's just too. وَلِذَلِكَ الْإِيمَامِ Al-Izz ibn Abdissalam, who you refer to as an Ash'ari, said that uh, the Sha'ira were not the majority. The Sha'ira were not, were not the... He mentions that in his Fatawa al-Kubra, which is also known as Fatawa al It's also known as Fatawa al It's also known as... La Ahkam al-Kubra is known as, and he's also known as Al-Ahkam, in which he mentions that the Sha'ira were not the majority. At his time. So to argue that they are the majority. And another thing is, brothers, we don't base our religion on majority and minority. The haq is not the majority. That's why the Prophet said, he said, that, no, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, even though it's not sahih to the Prophet, Antal jama'ah, you are the jama'ah, even if you're alone. You are the haq, even if you're by yourself. Abu Bakr was on the haq by himself the day of Ridda. Umar and Imam Ahmed, the day the Quran was called, when it was said it was created, he was on the haq by himself. And a few who's with him. 
Allah says, If you obey the majority of the people, you are what? You'll be misguided. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, The majority of the people do not. Basing your hukum, because the majority said it, that premise is incorrect. The haq is not looked at who said it and how much it is. That's why the scholars, they said, the scholars, they said, that the haq is the lost property of the believer. Wherever he finds it, he takes it. So, this premise is a sha'ira, a sha'ira, a sha'ira. That needs to be looked to. You mentioned that Ibn Kathir. Ibn Kathir. He said, why don't you do takfir of Ibn... Wait, what do you want? Ha, I'm going to come to it. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah. Times are very tight. Times are very tight. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, ta'ala, what did he say about him? He threw it in slyly. He said, Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he said, you do takfir of Subki. And why Ibn Kathir? He tried to put Ibn Kathir and Subki on the same methodology on this issue. Ibn Kathir, look at the ayat of what he writ pertaining to the ayat of dua. The tafsir is, here it is, you find it. Look at the ayah, وَإِذَا رَكِبُوا فِي الْفُلْكِ دَعَوُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَوْدِينَ فَلَمَّا نَجَاهُمْ إِلَى الْبَرِّ إِذَا هُمْ يَشْرِكُونَ هُوَ الَّذِي يُسَيِّرُكُمْ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ حَتَّى إِذَا كُنْتُمْ فِي الْفُلْكِ وَجَرَيْنَ بِهِمْ بِرِيحٍ طَيِّبَةٍ Look at those ayat. Look at those ayat and how he smashes the methodology of calling on to other than Allah. Ibn Kathir is a muwahid calling to Tawheed. Tawheed al-Uluhiyah was calling to. And he was making sure that shirk would not spread. And Ibn Kathir, by the way, is a student of Ibn, Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, where he took the Safi, the pure Sunnah, and the pure Tawheed from his teacher, alayhi rahmatullah. And he studied from him and he took knowledge from him directly. May Allah have mercy upon both of them. Amen. This methodology of brothers that are being pushed, that we're not the majority. You guys are the minority. minority. I only quoted in the panel of discussion that day, the Asha'ara, the Asha'ara, kept repeating, because that's all you take. If I said to you, Ibn Taymiyyah said, you will not take it. But I brought Subki for you. I brought Ibn Hajar so I could bring your heart to understand this is something even your own mashayikh and your own ulama would say it. Hadani Allahu, may Allah guide myself and each and every one of you guys to the straight path. May Allah give us the best in this world and the hereafter. May Allah make us the ones who call to the Tawheed and the Sunnah. Finally, I'm going to conclude again. Brothers, the people on the right here, this is going to be said every moment that comes. The people on the right, brothers, are calling to Allah alone should be worshipped. The people on the left are saying that we should call on to other than Allah. You guys judge for who is right or who is wrong. Wallahu a'lam. Sheikh Aslan needs to go to the toilet, but, but before he does, I just want to... This is not the premise of the debate. Let me remind the audience, the viewers, and the respected debaters, that the debate was that party one or two, I'm sorry, by now I'm slightly confused, but Sheikh Asrarabul was going to begin by presenting his evidences in an attempt to prove that istighata of Prophet is either fard, wajib, mustahab, or mubah. And he is correct in saying in that the contract which was signed does not specify deaf while Prophet was, was it deaf or alive? Yeah, so it doesn't stipulate that. There's also a strong condition which was signed that the evidences that would be, be brought forth would be from the Quran, the Sunnah, the Ijma. So we need to remain on this point, brothers, yeah? Please, no tangents of who or what is not in Asharia, no tangents of Sheikh Albani, Sheikh Uthaymeen. I'm just saying to both sides. Let's bring this debate back to what it is. Let's actually establish what 
the major points of disagreements are and let's move forward because wallahi people have taken the time to attend this this event it's six hours a lot of time let's not go off on tangents and i believe Sheikh Abdul Rahman Hassan, you want to apologize? Just the, the statement that I said that he said he didn't say, I, I thought you said that the Prophet's dead. And I. Yeah, the Prophet's alive. In your own time, Inshallah. Okay. In your own time. Okay, so, Shahsara, over to you. Please take heed of what I've said, Inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. وأفضل الصلاة وتم التسليم على إشرف الأنبياء سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. The digression was not caused by me by mentioning Ahmed bin Taymiyyah. The only reason I cited him was to say that you are continuously citing the Ashari'ah, Ashari, and I could do the same, and this would lead to digression of the subject. We end up debating. So no one says they could pop that. <laughs> so the reason for mentioning uh, Ahmed bin Taymiyyah, chairman, was only because of that, not to digress from the subject. If you note, in each session, I've been attempting to answer his questions. My questions still have not been answered. Some of those questions have not been answered. Where they have, I acknowledge that those answers have, those questions have been answered. The first one was Muqallid. Again, I'll repeat, if you return back to the original video, we don't, do not do taqlid in Aqeedah. We only do taqlid in al-masailul far'iyah, subsidiary issues. With regard to the hadith which is relevant to the subject, which was cited from the book of Sheikh Nasir, the hadith itself is sahih, but what I was asked is, do you consider Khabrul Ahad, that Khabrul Ahad, do you consider the Ijtihad of a scholar wrong or right? I would say, if a scholar authenticates Khabrul Ahad, his Ijtihad can be right or wrong. But if he does Tasheeh or Tadif of a Mutawatir Hadith, mass transmitted hadith, there is no ijtihad in a mutawatir hadith. And hadith regarding the Anbiya prophets والسلام, a hadith mutawatir, mass transmitted. Nazmul mutanathir min al-hadith al-mutawatir mentions a hadith ahyatu al-anbiya fi quburihim. Qala al-suyuti, al-imam al-suyuti states, fi mirqat al-su'ud, تواترت بها الأخبار وقال في إنباء الأذكياء بحياة الأنبياء ما نصه حياة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في قبره هو وسائر الأنبياء معلومة عندنا علما قطعيا that it is decisively known through mass transmission that the, live, the prophets are alive in their graves. You mentioned those uh, hadiths like the hadith from Sahih ibn Hibban, was it? Regarding the believer. That hadith is Khabrul Ahad. And here, Al-Imam Suyuti states the lives of the prophets in their graves is Khabrul Mutawatir. There's a difference. 
Otherwise, why would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran say, لا تحسبن الذين قتلوا في سبيل الله أمواتا? Why would he specify a group, shuhada, if they were like everyone else? They are a special group. I am saying to you, the prophets, alayhi salatu wasalam, also fall into those special groups, which, regarding this, the لا يقاس النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بأحد والأنبياء the Prophet ﷺ, you do not make analogy of common believers and the Prophet ﷺ with common believers because they have khasa'is, special characteristics and also they have shama'il which is very special characteristics regarding themselves. So this brings us back to the initial point that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the ability to make the Prophet ﷺ benefit his nation today. This is not shirk, even according to you. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done that, you, there is no way you can accuse us of shirk. Because you accepted that if someone believes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala done this, you can say that you brothers, ikhwan, you are mistaken. But there is no way you can call this shirk. This is the major difference. This is where your mistake is, that you have ended up calling this shirk and kufr. Declaring believers, disbelievers, hukm'am, uh, a general judgment. If you wanted to, if you did ijtihad and you said they are not disbelievers because they believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given that ability to the Prophet you said nida, calling upon someone is shirk. Of course, you know that there are clauses to that. Otherwise, everyone asks someone for help. If I ask you for help, if I say give me a pen, you give me a pen to write with, I believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created your actions to give me that. Now if a Muslim believes the Prophet sallallahu is still able to benefit his nation today, he says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does this, you can say with ijtihad, he's made a mistake because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasn't done this. But there is no way you can call him a mushrik and a kafir. Why? Simple rule that kufr, shirk, Always shirk always remains shirk whether the person is alive or dead because they have given the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to that person we do not give the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi we say the Prophet sallallahu alayhi is in his grave alive with hayat barzakhiyah has passed away from the earth ahkam dunyawiyah do not apply but in Al-Hayatul Barzakhiyah, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam benefits his nation. Now you recited the verse which mentions La Yanfa'ukum, that those dead who do not benefit you, you do you place the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam amongst those or not? Please, Ustaz Abdul Rahman, write this question down to answer. When the verse you recited which mentions La Yanfa'ukum, does the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam fall under that now? You quoted the ayah which means لا ينفعكم ولا يضركم in your speeches pre previously and you mentioned the لا ينفعكم does the Prophet fall under that or not? Please answer this question. Note my questions and answer them also. I will attempt to answer yours. Then the tasheeh of Khabr al-Ahad I want you to listen to these points uh, with attention. Tasheeh of Khabr al-Ahad if a scholar comes, you said he does ijtihad, he corrects a hadith. Another scholar comes along, but by the way, the Hayatul Anbiya hadith is not Khabr al-Ahad, it's Mutawatir. Imam Suyuti says this, and other scholars say this. But let's say Khabr al-Ahad, 
he authenticates it and another one says it's not authentic. How is a layman, a person, most people who are listening to this debate who do not understand 90% of the jargon, the technical terms, how are they able to determine what is authentic or not? Do they do taqlid in this or not? You must answer this question also. Do they do taqlid to determine the hadith to be authentic or not? Or do they follow a particular renowned scholar uh, and accept his authentic authentication? So it's not useless quoting a scholar in uh, saying that he authenticated the hadith. You asked, why don't you do istighatha through every believer? And you recited the, uh, uh, hadith, the hadith in Ibn Hibban that regarding the, it was in Ibn Hibban, yes? Yes? Okay. Uh, that hadith, you said the Muslim benefits from another Muslim. Where did we negate this? We didn't say he's like the Prophet ﷺ. He benefits with the will of Allah. You can't call the person, if we go past a grave and there's a grave of a believer and he gives salam, we give salam, he gives salam, we benefit, our belief is what? He benefited us with Qudratullah, not on his own. If someone does believe he benefited himself, that person is a kafir, a mushrik, for believing he benefits independently of Allah. No one believes regarding the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that he benefits of himself. We believe the way he benefited us on earth with his prayers, with his intercession. He benefits us now today on uh, 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 the way he benefited when he was alive on earth in the Barzakh and in the Akhirah, in the Shafa'atul Kubra, in the major intercession. This is the meaning of istighatha and tawassul. You must demonstrate why this is shirk. In fact, we say it's mustahab desirable for a believer to believe in this that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu benefits his nation. Our da'wah call is to keep the ummah in connection with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu so they do not end up giving fatawa like Muqbil al-Wadi'i who gave the fatwa in al-Tali'ah fi raddi ala shia that the Green Dome, no this is an example not against them, it's just a citation. There's a person who believed that the Green Dome must be demolished why? Because they have lost that connection with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So here, the uh, point you mentioned, mufaddila and mufaddala, because some things are very petty. It was written in English, and my eyesight is not that strong. So when I read it, he, we're reading a contract, and the brother said it's mufaddala. I said, okay, ismul mafool, because it's written in Roman transliteration. That's just a side note because you mentioned that. You mentioned Eid, that the meaning of Eid is takrar, takraru shay. This is the linguistical meaning, yes? But I said the hadith, the meaning could also be shari'i. That do not make my, my grave like a legal eid. How do you know it's linguistically meant or shar'an? Is it linguistical or shar'an? Even if we say linguistically, then the meaning would be do not come to my grave all the time. So are you saying anyone who goes to visit Al-Madinatul Munawari goes to Al-Masjidul Nabawi? And every day after the prayer, he thinks, I will go and give salam to the Prophet ﷺ. And he goes and gives salam after Fajr, after Dhuhr, after Asr, after Maghrib, after Isha. Does he fall under a prohibition? This is haram. If it's haram, you must prove this from Quran and Ijma'. Not statement of one scholar, Ijma'. Now, you mentioned Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar al-Asqalani in Fathul Bari said regarding Al-Imam Fakhruddin al-Razi, um, you said he corrected his belief. Is that what you said, Sheikh? So, but if you check Fathul Bari, the Nuskha is Hasuna Without Bab Tafil, 
it states his belief, he corrected his belief in the sense, what was he referring to? He was referring to Fakhruddin Razi that he wrote a book on magic. Why did he write a book on magic? As, a, uh, as an academic work, not because he believed in magic. As some people misquoted, they said he wrote a book on magic, some people misquoted this. And Al-Imam uh, Ibn Hajar states, Hasuna i'tiqad became good. You check that on the marginalia, Fathul Bari. Then you also mention that uh, uh, regarding these Asha'ira, just this is the last point because <laughs> Al-Imam al-Bayhaqi was a student of Ibn Furaq and he wrote a book in defense. Furaq, Jazakallah. Okay. Going back to the original point, um, which was, I wanted from you definition of shirk. Uh, regarding shirk, I want a definition because why I've made it very clear. Istighatha through the Prophet is mustahab desirable. You say it's shirk. Now there's contradiction between our claims. You must demonstrate why our belief, the way I have explained it, is shirk billah. We have associated partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're saying you want narrations. We will move on to the narrations once you show that our definition of tawheed and of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, benefits this ummah. Our definition, the way, not the way you misquoted me earlier, which you have apologized for, that you must show how the, this shirk contradicts, uh, the, your definition of shirk contradicts the hayat, Hayatul Anbiya and the Messenger of Allah وسلم, benefiting us. So again, we would say, is shirk muhal shar'an or muhal aqlan? You said it's possible for the messenger, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to create the ability in the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to help. If that is the case, then you can never fall into a shirk by believing this because shirk is muhal aqlan. Shirk is impossible, rationally impossible. So the, Allah, we will say, for instance, if we say, is it possible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to create another God? It's impossible. Why? Because the divine power does not relate to such things. Like the philosophers ask, is it possible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to pick up a boulder so big he cannot pick it up himself? How do you respond to this? The Ash'aris are the ones who give the reply, by the way. They state that it is a rational impossibility for divine power to attach itself to impossibilities. It's impossible. Muhal aqlan. So shirk is muhal aqlan, meaning a god with Allah is muhal aqlan. If it is muhal aqlan, how could it be possible for Allah to create within the Messenger of Allah وسلم, the ability to help? You must either reject one or the other. This question you have avoided. Now, going back to the verse, which was, uh, I, I said to you that if you say, that the consideration is given to that qadiyah, that qadiyah, lasted throughout the life of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that believers could go and ask the Messenger of Allah وسلم, to seek forgiveness for them. It continues into Barzakh. How have you said it does not continue into Barzakh? You tried using Lugha, Idh. I mentioned, check what uh, Al-Ambari mentions regarding uh, Idh. There are so many different linguistical points you can mention regarding Idh. But it's common sense that the Messenger of Allah benefited his Ummah throughout his life until he passed away and continues to benefit them in Barzakh and will continue to benefit them in Al-Akhirah in the hereafter. This is our belief, nothing more than this, not the false 
concoctions people make that we believe the Prophet sits on a chair and place a chair in the masjid or the Prophet is uh, seated here. This uh, uh, regarding Ibn Kathir, Rahimullah, the Tawheed he learned from Ahmed bin Taymiyyah was, is mentioned in Walaw Annahum Ibbalamu Anfusahum. He mentions the Qisat, uh, the man who went to the grave of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I came to you for, uh, seeking forgiveness for my sin. He went to the grave of the Prophet I want to remind both people that any reference that you are making besides what's stipulated as evidence in the contract is just merely tangible points. Whether you refer to Ibn <coughs> Taymiyyah or others, Every time you're referring to a scholar outside of what's been agreed in this contract, it doesn't qualify as evidence. So what you're in fact doing when you're trying to make a point, whether it's a strategic point, whether it's a dig, whatever you guys think you're doing, is letting you both know that you've signed a contract which stipulates that this does not qualify as evidence. <coughs> so you can carry on doing it, but it does, it's not, it's not considered evidence. Yeah, I always mention that, but it's not evidence. Is it my turn? Yes. Alhamdulillah. <coughs> and Asra Rashid mentioned uh, many points, and I'm going to go all of, try to go all, over all of them. One of the things that, wallahi, I was amazed when he said it. I was actually amazed. And I held myself back was when he was talking about mutawatir. He said, we take mutawatir if it's tasheeh or tadif. Do you do tasheeh and tadif and mutawatir? No. Brothers, do you do tasheeh and tadif and mutawatir? Do you know the definition of mutawatir? Yes or no? Yes. Oh, yes. Let me, brothers, carry on. It's my turn. That shows, go to the smallest books of ilmul hadith. From the smallest books is nukbatul fikr. By Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani, rahimahullah. Al-Athari, al-Salafi. He said in his book, Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani, his kitab, Nukhbatul Fikr, and just read his Nuzhatul Nadar, and also read the Nukhat of Shaykh al-Bari on it, rahimahullah. You will find that the mutawatir is, yastahilu tawatuhum ala al-kadhib. It's that they've reached an amount and a number which they cannot lie. So the scholars don't even research. Ibn Hajar rahimahullah states, when a hadith reaches a multitude narration, there's no need to research anymore. It's too much in number. Authenticity is automatically there. So to say authentication and weakening of mutawatir, that is amazing. <coughs> the only hadith which is researched, even if you look at the science of hadith, the only hadith which are observed and they're looked at and they're look checked are hadith which are what? Ahad. <laughs> Especially when they divide it, how it reached us. Um, he said, he brought the statement of Imam Suyuti rahimahullah that the hadith, uh, he brought the hadith al-anbiya fi quburihim that the prophets are alive in their graves. Is that our mahalul niqash? Is that what we're discussing? Did I say that hadith that the Prophet in his, is, is alive in his grave? Is not mutawatir or say, did I say that hadith pertaining to istighatha? Did I not say that the hadith pertaining to istighatha are ahad? Did I not, isn't that what I said? I said a hadith pertaining to istighatha are ahad. He brought an evidence to show that a hadith pertaining to the prophets being alive in their grave is mutawatir. Sarat musharriqatan wa sirta mugharribin fa shatana bayna musharriqin wa mugharribi. 
I'm at the east, you're at the west. There's a big dis distance between the two. And you can't base an evidence on that, my brothers, wallahi. And this is the issue, brothers. And I'm telling you, in your course of your life, brothers, studying the religion, you're going to know Ahlu Sunnah, they don't divert from the Mawt'un Nizah, the point of discussion. لا يميل, لا بل أهل السنة are known to what? يذكرون ما لهم وما عليهم. We mention what's for us and what's against us. This is how it is for us. So bringing ahadith al-anbiya, they are ahya fi quburihim, that is al-hayda al-mawrid al-niza'ah. It's diverting from the point of discussion. And wasn't our contract that you're not going to bring the statement of suyut and the likes of them? <coughs> Isn't suyut from the people and scholars like that? It's like me bringing Ibn Taymiyyah as a hujjah. Your Ibn Taymiyyah is the person you're questioning in the first place. How can I use him as an evidence? It's like using Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab against you. You don't agree on Muhammad with Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab. So I won't use him as an evidence. And that's why we wrote in our contract. We all agree on the thirathat al-qurun al-mufaddila. No, he, that's what he understands it as. Thirathat al-qurun al-mufaddila. We're going to bring them and we're going to make them our hujjah. Didn't we say that? That was our agreement. And that's what we said we're going to say. My brothers, this shows amazement. He said, Do not consider the, the, the Mujahideen who died for the sake of Allah. Don't consider them dead. Are the women of the Mujahideen married? After they, after, when, once they're put in their graves. Are the women married off? Can other, another man marry them? The ijma' of the ulama is that the person who is alive, you can't marry his wife. Can you marry a man who's alive, his wife? The fact that you can marry their wives, the, uh, it shows... That they're not living the hayatul dunyawi. They're living what? Hayatun barzakhi. Now you may come and think to yourself, what about the Prophet? The Prophet والسلام, he has a khasa'is specification where his wives, no one can marry him after him. Alayhi salatu wasalam. Sallallahu alayhi wasalam. Then he said, he keeps bringing the concept of nafa, 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 benefit, benefit. He keeps bringing that up. I said, if we say every nafa, every nafa, that a dead body in the grave right now, if I take a person's bone, he's benefited me. And I use it as a walking stick. Do I say that that dead body benefited me? Did that dead body benefit me? Can I say this is naf'a? I can do istighatha to him. Allah is gharib. It's gharib. And then what happened is he brought the issue of a nida. He brought the issue of nida, calling. And these were one of the shubuhats that I was waiting for. This is now something I can say, asrar. Alhamdulillah, you brought something to the table. And nida, my brothers, that we're talking about is nida'ul ma'attalab. We're not just talking about mujarradin nida. Nida can be anything. So when a little child cries, he's like, mommy, even if his mom's not here, he's in shirk. The little child, when, he's, when you beat him up, he goes, mommy, he cries. Are you going to say, yeah, mushrik, to the little kid? <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. The nida is of types, my brothers. It's of types. When her father died, she said, Ya Abata. She wasn't calling on to her father because he was not fi halati talab. She didn't want something from him. So this is my brothers, the nida learn. And just go to Qatrun Nada Sada by Ibn Hisham al Ansari. It's a grammar book, one of the most basic books you will find when you look at the Hurufun Nida, when he's speaking about it, he divides it and he categorizes it there. Um, he then says a point which is very important, and this is the problem of why the whole discussion is going. And I want you guys to understand. He said we do not give the Prophet the characteristics of who? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We don't give the characteristics of the Prophet, Allah wa ta'ala, we don't give it to the Prophet, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
He said that, right? That's what he said. Neither Kufar of Quraysh did that. Kufar of Quraysh never gave the characteristics of Allah to the things that they were worshipping. Never. So what's the difference? Kufar of Quraysh never gave the characteristics of Allah to the things that they were worshipping. They would say, We won't worship them. We just want the idol to get us closer to Allah. This idol is just a stepping stone. It's Allah we want. We're not giving. Allah is telling you, Allah is saying to you, If you go to one of the Mushriki Quraysh and you say to them, Who created the heavens and the earth? Who controls the affairs? Who is the one who brings the dead out of the one that's alive? Just ask them that question. These were Allah's characteristics. They will say, only Allah does that. We, our idols don't do that. The ones that we're worshipping, they don't do that. So this is still not leaving what Mushriki Quraysh were affirming. They were affirming that. Where we should be different, brothers, is that we then say, because he created us, because he sustains us, and he runs our affairs, because he's our Lord, we should worship him alone. We should not do istighatha to the ones who are dead. We should only go to him. This is mafraqu turuq. This is the place where we divert from kuffar of Quraysh. This is where we go away from the mushrikeen. Has this point sinked in properly? Has it been well understood? So saying to me, we don't give the characteristics of Allah to the Prophet. That to me, sallallahu alayhi wa that does not show to me giving the characteristics of Allah to the Prophet. Uh, sorry, he said, we don't, sorry. We don't give the characteristics of Allah to the Prophet sallallahu is what? It's not a hujjah for me to say that you are, that, that that's the correct way. Then he goes, the issue of naf'un ghaybi, which I responded to, um, which I did respond to. Then he shared the issue of tasheeh, taqlid and tasheeh. Are you with me? The blind follow is the issue of tasheeh. No, it's not. Not necessarily. The issue of tasheeh, I mean the issue of ijtihad in hadith, it has i'tibaran, two angles of looking at it. It's a taqlidun from another angle, and it's an ijtihad from another angle. Tasheeh and tad'if. From one angle is ijtihad, and one angle is a taqlid. Here the question that arises is, what are you in this field of hadith, tasheeh al-hadith? Because it's a matter of authenticating and weakening, you've got one of two choices. Are you a mujtahid, that you can do tasheeh yourself, and you do it yourself? Or, are you a level called mutabi' and you follow the scholars that have done it? Or are you a muqallid in this issue of authenticating and weakening narrations? Then scholars who've weakened and authenticated narrations, do you just take their statements as it, as it is? Abu Walid al-Baji, he has a book on the issue of Sahih al-Bukhari. Rijal al-Bukhari, he talks about it. And this issue, you fasil fiha, he clarifies it more if you want. Then he went on to the issue of he doesn't benefit us independently, the Prophet. And Kufar of Quraysh was saying the same. Kufar of Quraysh was saying the same. They were saying that our idols don't benefit us independently. Allah is the one who benefits us. But the way to get to Allah is not directly. Just like when a, a, a king has receptionist and you can't go directly to the king, you have to go through the receptionist in order to get to the king. That's what they said to Allah. And then we hear the issue of when, you, when we give Allah his characteristics, the way they are befitted to be given to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, they call us mushabbiha. But then this issue, they bring tashbih, of saying that the khaliq is like the makhluq. And we're just only affirming for Allah the characteristics which he affirmed for himself. I'm not going off topic. I'm, this is my... Yeah? Five, Five more minutes. Good. Why bring Sheikh Mughbil ibn Hadi al-Wadi'i? Alayhi rahmatullahi up. Why bring his name up? 
This issue, we're not talking about Sheikh Muqbil. We're not talking about Sheikh Al-Albani. We're not talking about these noble ulama. If you want to discuss the noble book of Sheikh Muqbil and how he refuted those concepts, I will make a niqash with you another time if you want. I'm ready. I've read it, summarized it. I rewrit the Fahras page for it, a content page. So if you want to make a discussion, I'm more than happy to do it with you. But this is not our mahalu niqash. Please don't bring scholars and other people who are not part of our discussion. You said it's mustahab to call to other than Allah. Or it is mustahab to do this, he said. He said it's mustahab to do... No, he said, let me correct myself, inshallah. He said it's mustahab to do istighath of the Prophet sallallahu The camera was rolling. I wrote it down as soon as he said that. Then I'm saying to you, why are we here in the first place? Bring your evidence for that, brother. If it's mustahab to call to other than Allah, then the evidence is on your shoulder. Please provide us with a hukm. Istihbab is a hukm shar'i. It falls under ahkam shar'iyya, at-taklifiyya. Sah? It is talabu fi'lin ala wajshin ghayra mulzam. It's asking for you to do something in a, uh, not in a forceful manner. Who's asking you to do it? Who is the shari'ah? Who is the one who tells you to do something? That talab is min Allahi tabarak wa ta'ala. So where did Allah say, call onto the Prophet after his death, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and that it's recommended that you're going to get rewarded for it. This is why we're here all day. This is the whole reason we made our way here. This is why thousands of people are going to be watching this. Please, asrar. Hadani Allah wa iyyak. May Allah guide you and myself to the straight path. Please provide us with that hukum istihbab. So when you come up, please say, Qala Allah, Qala Rasul, Qala Sahab. Bring us these aqwal, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Um, you asked me, how do I know that the word Eid means itakrar? That's what you asked me. You said to me, how do you know that the word Eid here is lughatan? Sorry. Lughatan. You, you said to me, how do you know that the word Eid, let me finish my time, inshallah. Uh, the, how do you know that the word Eid that was used in the hadith was meant by the linguistic meaning? That's what he said. Because of the hadith itself explained it. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she said, if it was not for that issue alone, the hadith Sahih al-Bukhari, the hadith Aisha, she said, if the Prophet وسلم, was not scared of people coming to his grave, his grave would have been made out in the open. His grave would have, not, would have been what? His qabr would have been made out in the open. My brothers and sisters, I want you to, get to understand this point. This is five days before he dies. He says, May Allah's curse be upon the Christians and the Jews. Why? They took the graves of their prophets as a masjid. Five days before he died. You know five days before you're dying and you're on your deathbed. You'll be talking about those most important things. The Prophet is elaborating on the issue of shirk. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling us to stay away from that. Don't do that. And Aisha said, if it wasn't for that, his grave would have been out in the open. So the tikrar here is that the grave being out in the open, he was scared people would keep coming to it. That's where the meaning is restricted. And that's what the ulama who explained the hadith, all of them said. Um, he said, visiting the grave always. Does that come from the issue of Eid? Go visit the Prophet's grave. First of all, before you say visiting the grave, always the visiting has a, is permissibility. Like in inshallah ta'ala, if you want to have a discussion about the issue of Shadd al-Rihal, in which Shaykh al-Albani, Shaykh al-Islam Taymi refuted in Bakr al-Bakri and the likes of them, and Sarim al-Munki for Radda al-Sukhi, the issue of Shadd al-Rihal, if you're referring to me traveling from London just for the Prophet's grave, we believe that's haram. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you cannot travel from London to go to just see the Prophet's grave. But when you go to Medina and you go to the Prophet's masjid, 
it's highly recommended that you go and you give the Prophet Sallallahu or it's recommended that you visit his grave whilst you're going out. And the Sahabas used to do that. But to just intend for no other purpose to leave London just so you can go to the Prophet's grave, we believe that Prophet prohibited that himself. Do not travel to any place, a place, other than those three places, which is Masjidi Hada, Baytiyah. Ten seconds. Wallahi, yeah, that's ajeeb. The issue of Hassan Atiqadahu, which he brought, Muhammad Zahid al Kothari, who is somebody you highly looked up to, Muhammad Zahid al Kothari agreed that that's what he meant. Wallahu alam. Okay, can we have a break? I'm extraordinarily tired. Can we start again, brothers? Please take your seats. Inshallah. Okay, really? Mashallah. Allah bless. Tell me when. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. وَأَفْطَلُوا الصَّلَاةِ وَتَمُّ التَّسْلِيمَ عَلَىٰ أَشْرَفِ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَىٰ آلِي وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ The first point was regarding mutawatir and khabrul ahad. When I said that, and you can rewind the tapes, this is what is meant. There is no tasheeh of mutawatir because it has been transmitted with yaqeen and no shak. I was saying there is no ijtihad or tasheeh of mutawatir hadith. This was the point. The, if you call it ijtihad, it's not ijtihad because ijtihad relates to fiqh. Tasheeh. Tasheeh al-hadith relates to khabrul ahad, solitary reports which would be gharib, aziz, mashhur, to individual reports, but will never relate to khabr mutawatir. This again, you have done wrong transmission within the majlis, wrong transmission from me. After this, you said bringing hayatul anbiya was unnecessary. It was necessary at that point because you had the wrong conception that I was saying Prophets did not die, did not taste death, and therefore are alive. Oh, the conception, the, what you mentioned regarding Amwat, that they are dead and they cannot benefit. And I clarified that they are in fact alive in Al Hayatul Barzakhiyah. They have Al Hayatul Barzakhiyah, and this is what we mean when we say. The Prophets السلام, are alive. It does not mean al-hayatul dunyawiyah, worldly life. So this, these are two points which need um, uh, clarification. You mentioned the martyr. لا تحسبن الذين قتلوا في سبيل الله أموات. You ready as, as أموات, but I'm not as nitpicky as you. أموات. There's a mad at the end. So in this verse of Al-Quran Al-Karim, you can rewind the tape. In this verse of Al-Quran Al-Kareem, every human makes mistake. Wallahi, it's not a big issue. In Taraweeh, people make mistake when they're reading Quran. So, in this verse you said, if the martyr dies, his wife obviously becomes, uh, uh, she sits, Idda, which we know, the Ahkam of Idda from Quran, four months and ten days. But you said, regarding the Anbiya Ali Musalam, they have hukm khas. No one can marry their wives after they pass away. This is true. This is the very point that the way the martyr is alive, he has his special qualities. The prophets السلام, have their special qualities. And at this point, you, mention, you make 
the, the resemblance of calling upon the Messenger of Allah وسلم, like the mush, mushrikeen, polities. This is one of the major distinctions. This, uh, as a citation, uh, th this was first forwarded by Ahmed bin Taymiyyah in his book Qa'ida Jalila fi Tawassal fi Tawassuli wal Wasila. In that book, he forwards the distinction of Tawheed, Rububiya, Uluhiya, and that the Mushrikeen, the polytheists, had Rububiya. But I will say he was mistaken. They did not have Rububiya. Otherwise, why were they, why was in the Quran, Arbaban min dunillah, the word Arbab is used. Arbaban min dunillah, that they took gods other than Allah, the word Arbab is used. Rabb, why have you fallen into this mistake? And I'll clarify this to you with simple uh, sentences. Why have you fallen into this mistake? There are two reasons. Number one, Rububiyah, you have limited it to Tadbirul Kaun. Tadbirul Kaun. That there are limitations to Rububiyah. I say to you, there are no limitations to Rububiyah as you, as, as you may do. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for instance, is Shari' the lawgiver. If a human being claims to be Shari' the lawgiver like the Jews and the Christian priests did, what, they, what did they say? Like the Catholic Church, they believe the Pope can make halal and haram. They make a mistake in Tawheed Rububiyyah because they make Ghayrullahi Shari' the lawgiver. Now, if someone falls into shirk in Tawheed Rububiyyah, automatically he falls into shirk in Tawheed Uluhiyyah. Automatically. The both are lazim malzum. This is my da'wah. Both are lazim malzum. You cannot say the mushrikeen of Mecca did not have uh, uh, Tawheed Uluhiyyah and they had Tawheed Rububiyyah. This otherwise would make the Quran laghw. Astaghfirullah. Laghw. We do not believe this. The Quran addressed the polytheists of Mecca al-Mukarramah, addressing them with Tawheed Rububiyya and Uluhiyya, with Tawheed. Why? Because by cancelling out Tawheed uh, uh, Rububiyya, they cancel out Uluhiyya and vice versa. They, uh, and Tawheed al-Asma' wa Sifat. So you said then that istighatha and Dua, that they made Dua and you make istighatha, you made them the same. Firstly, Dua, uh, supplication is only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Supplication as in ibadah. The istighatha done by Ahl Sunnati wal Jama'ah is seeking assistance from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa in the way they sought it in his lifetime, in his hayat, al hayatul barzakhiyah. They ask for his tawassul, for his shafa'a, intercession, for his um, istighatha. This there's no difference between al-hayat dunya al-hayat dunyawiya and al-hayatul barzakhiya. There's no difference between the two. You said talab that one is a proclaiming, saying, calling upon someone with seeking something. Again, you, you're not rationalizing my argument. talab if it is shirk, it should be shirk always. Shirk is always shirk. Calling upon someone for something. If I say, Ya Ustaz Abdul Rahman, give me your attention. Nidama at talab It is not shirk. When I say, give me your attention, it is a nidama at talab What makes the distinction between a mushrik and a Muslim? The mushrik believes the one being called upon is creating his own actions, 
is self-sustaining, has wujud from min indi nafsihi, existence from himself. Therefore, therefore, he has existence from himself and he makes his own actions. Therefore, an nida ma'at-talab is not the only clause. You should place other clauses onto this. Otherwise, you're going to fall into the mistake. You said, I gave the answer of Naf'a Ghaybi. If you re rewind the tape, you did not give the answer of Naf'a Ghaybi. You'll fall into that same mistake. First, you recited the verse, La yanfa'u wa la yadur. They do not benefit and they do not harm. But then you said Naf'a Ghaybi. You made a takhsis. So I'm saying, like this, you'll have, you know, your general statement, like this general statement on clause number seven, you didn't place the clause after the Prophet ﷺ has passed away. Technically speaking, I've won the debate. Because you've, accept, you've accepted that during the lifetime of the Prophet ﷺ, istighatha was permissible with the conditions you mentioned. Shafa'atul kubra on the Day of Judgment, it's permissible. So technically speaking, I've already won the debate on point number seven. But because I'm not jadali, I'm not here for argumentation, I know that you meant uh, to place that clause on there. So I'm not a jadali person. So moving on, enough you need to answer that. Then after this, you made a, a, a similarity between the idols of the Quraysh and the way people do istighatha through the Prophet At the Haddaq, I challenge you, when you recite the verses relating to the pagan idols, I challenge you that the judgment of the pagan idols, you apply that on the Messenger of Allah Otherwise, you would have to make a takhsis. You would have to say, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is mustathna, an exception to this judgment. Check the verses. If you, you have this book, Qa'ida Jalila fi Tawassul Wasila, he cites all the verses you need. I'm sure you're using this book also. This comparison between the idols and Muslims who seek istighath of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is what we call a disanalogy. Al-Qiyathu ma'al-Fariq. The two are not the same. Otherwise, Ibn Kathir, rahimullah, would not cite the narration if it was shirk, wadih, if it was very clear shirk like the idol worshipping. Or other citations like At-Tabarani asking the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for uh, food, um, complaining regarding his hunger, which we shall cite later. <coughs> so here you said, do not mention the fatwa At-Tali'a fi raddi ala shia. What does that fatwa state? that it's necessary upon the Muslims to destroy the green dome of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa in Al-Madinatul Munawwara, it's necessary for them to demolish that dome. This subject is linked to this subject because as Muslims we believe our connection with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa is in Al-Hayatul Dunyawiyya, Al-Hayatul Barzakhiyya, and in Al-Akhirah, how he alayhi salatu wasalam is shafi' meaning intercessor in, in dunya, in Barzakh, in Akhirah. And you said, cite the uh, proof for istihbab. Why is this a desirable action? I cited the verse, walaw annahum idhalamu, you have not answered that verse. What was the meaning of the verse? When they run themselves, they go to ja'uka, they go to you, O Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, fastaghfirullah, and they seek forgiveness of Allah. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa seeks forgiveness for them. This hukm, I said to you, why did you limit to the qadiyah? The qadiyah was some munafiqeen, hypocrites, did not want to go to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa They said, uh, we will not go to him. 
then the judgment came if they had only gone to the Prophet If it was limited to that qadiyah, then was it permissible for companions to go after that? Or does it become shirk? Or when the Prophet passed away, why does it automatically become impermissible? Where did you get that impermissibility from? We follow the verse. The verse is mutlaq. So you're saying you haven't presented proof, I've presented the verse. You must counter my istidlal from the verse, which you must make the takhsis, or you do taqeed, or you say, is it al-mutlaq al-am, or al-mutlaq al-mutlaq al-muqayyad, or al-mutlaq al-khas, not al-mutlaq al-muqayyad, I mean mutlaq am or mutlaq khas. What is the judgment of this verse? Be very specific regarding the passing away of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu How does it affect this judgment? Because anyone who goes to the grave of the Prophet Sallallahu the Prophet Sallallahu knows that they are there giving him salam and he returns the salam. So in the same way, why can he not seek forgiveness for his ummah? Why have you said that is shirk? Why isn't salam shirk? So when we give salam to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it should be limited to his lifetime. Now when we go to the grave and we give salam and we receive reward, benefit, that should also be shirk because he has passed away and according to you does not benefit anyone in that way. So naf ghaybi point also, you mentioned la'ana Allahu al-Yahuda wa nasara ittakhadu qubura qubura anbiya'i masajida rawal Bukhari that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala cursed the they took the graves of the prophets as masajid, places of worship. This is not inclusive of shafa'a, intercession, of shafa'atul anbiya. It's not inclusive of that. Because if shafa'atul anbiya, in the way you understand it, is shirk, it would be shirk in dunya, akhirah, in barzakh. Shirk is always shirk. You still have not answered that point also, that why does the judgment change if the person is in a different place? How do you define shirk then? That's where we go back to the initial question. See, I've answered, responded to all your points. Back to the initial point. Is shirk muhal aqlan or is shirk muhal shar'an? If you don't agree with the terms muhal shar'an and muhal aqlan, then tell me how you want to define shirk. Make it very clear how you want to um, uh, do this. And I challenge you also regarding tawheed rububiyyah, that you must do, show your istiqra and tatabbu. You, you said it's, it's known through istiqra at the top. Istiqra, question, Shaykh Abdul Rahman. Istiqra is tariqa dhaniya. It's presumption. In mantiq, you check books like Isa Ghoji, simple text. Istiqra is akhtari, uh, sulam al Istiqra is tariqa dhaniya. How can you reach yaqeen through istiqra, which is, if you say through the Quran, then you must dem demonstrate that you have done istiqra, meaning go through all the mushaf and show every single ayah refers to uluhiyah regarding the kuffar of Quraysh and it does not refer to rububiyah. You must show, demonstrate to the audience that they were muahideen. We believe they were mushrikeen. This analogy of the idols and the Prophet is this analogy, I will repeat that for the audience. So here, you, you again agreed with Qudra that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to create within the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ability to help. Why is this belief shirk? You said it's like idol worshipping. The idols, they believe that the idols do this um, through the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Atahaddaq again. The idols, they believe the idols were they had shirk in Rabubiya, which means they had their own isolated kingdoms. Each idol had its isolated kingdom. They believed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the uh, Rabb, and these are also Arbab. 
each one has his own little kingdom independently of Allah. This is what they believed, independently of Allah. In every aspect, they did not believe that they are mustamid, meaning taking uh, power from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, people are worshipping them. No, they, what they believed is that they, in each God has a kingdom himself, a short, smaller kingdom than Allah. And then, وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ Um, the reason why you're going to see deficiency and khalal in Asrar Rashid's argument is because the ayah that's always going to stand in front of him, which he can't divert from, is that the majority of them do not believe except they have shirk. The iman here is affirmed for their tawheed al rububiyyah and the shirk here is their tawheed al uluhiyyah Look at Tafsir al Jarir al Tabari. You have Tafsir al Jarir al Tabari? Look at it. You have Tafsir al-Jarir al-Tabari? Look at it, inshallah ta'ala, you'll find it. The ones who are watching it, go to Tafsir al-Jarir al-Tabari and you'll see it. That being said, that being said, this argument of Tawheed al-Rububiyya al-Uluhiyya, Allah, Rabbul Ardi wa Sama, affirmed for, the, for them that they have Tawheed al-Rububiyya and that they have Shirk in Tawheed al-Uluhiyya. How dare that somebody comes after and says, no, they don't have Tawheed al-Rububiyya as well. Again, alhamdulillah, that's gharib jiddan, gharabah. I'm very happy today and I'm really amazed. Alhamdulillah, we have reached some form of achievement because I don't feel like I've wasted my time. Because Asrar is now, he started to accept Tawheed al-Rububiyya, al-Uluhiyya, al-Asma'i wa Sifat. It's now soaked in, it's taken it in, and he's now accepted it that Tawheed al-Rububiyya, Tawheed is three types. Al-Rububiyya, al-Uluhiyya, and al-Asma'i wa Sifat. So it's not like it was yesterday, like he rejected it straight away. Um, this issue of that istiqlal al-fi'l, Istiqlalu al-fi'l. That's exactly what I read in Muhammad Sa'id al-Mamduh's kitab. Hassan Ali al-Saqaf. Oh, you can speak for your time when it comes, inshallah. Before he was a guy he used to look up to. Now he became a rafidi when he insulted Muawiyah. Before he was a hamul liwa'i al-jarh wa al-ta'adil. When he wrote Tanaqud al-Albani. The point is, Muhammad Zahid al-Kawthari, Muhammad Sa'id al-Mamduh, and the likes of them, and the likes of, the likes of them, are this argument they put forward. Which is what, brothers? The argument is that if you're calling unto other than Allah and you don't believe that this thing you're calling unto other than Allah is doing it, you don't think He's independently able to do it. You know Allah is the one who does it. Allah is the one who does it. But you're asking this, then this is not a problem. Brothers, brothers, brothers. This is exactly what Kufar al Quraysh look. Who is the one that the whole affairs is in his hand? Who is the one who controls everything? The Kufar of Quraysh, when they asked, who is the one who controls his affairs, does everything? What was their answer? Allah, Allah, this is their statement. Allah, nothing else. Allah, they're saying to you. They're saying to you, these actions, the hour, all of it is done by Allah. Istiqlal al-fi'l. Kufar al-Quraysh will accept it. This is the khalal. 
This is the deficient. Well, Dalika, ponder with me on this ayah. Please, ponder with me. This will silence a big argument, which is the naf'a, 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 in which he keeps bringing. Allah says in the Quran, وَيَعْبُدُونَ they worship. Pay attention here. وَيَعْبُدُونَ the idol worshippers, the kuffar of Quraysh, they worship what? وَيَعْبُدُونَ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ They worship besides Allah. What do they worship? مَا لَا يَضُرُّهُمْ That which can't harm them. وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ And it doesn't benefit them. And then Allah says, وَيَقُولُونَ And they say, this is their claim, هَأُولَئِ شُفَعَوْنَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ These are our intercessors. Why don't they say these are our benefiters? Why don't they say these are the things that benefit? Because they didn't believe that they benefited them. They didn't affirm a naf'a for the things that they were begging. They knew the naf'a was from who? Allah. So why this? Intercessors. Please listen to what As- Asrar said. Ponder. Bi'ayni maqalatim. Is exactly what they're saying. Let me repeat it again. Wa'ya'buduna they worship. Min dunillahi besides Allah. Ma la yadurrun that which can't harm them. وَلَا And that which cannot benefit them. So Allah is saying to you, these, are these things that you're worshipping, they can't harm you, nor can they benefit you. وَيَقُولُونَ And their claim is, is their claim, or oh, they benefit us, and they're saying, oh Allah, you're wrong, they do benefit us. Or they're saying, no, they're just our intercessors. They only intercede on our behalf, so we can get to you, Allah. Is that what the argument is? In another place, this is what they were saying, about what Allah said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, about them is, وَالَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ أَوْلِيَاءِ مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ We do not worship them إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَا إِلَى اللَّهِ Except to get us closer to who? So the kuffar of Quraysh never believed in their right mind that the idols or the things that they were begging had istiqlal al-fi'l. They never believed that the idols were the creators and the sustainers and the providers. They knew all of that was for Allah. But the reason why they did not want to worship Him alone is where the problem came from. Okay, as-salar. Why haven't you still defined this wasila? Why haven't you defined it first? Rather, why haven't you accepted the definition I gave you in wasila from who? Al-Raghib al-Asfahani, rahimahullah. Al-Asfahani, however you want to say it. Ibn Manzur. Usa Fayruza Abadi. Al-Jawhar. All of them, they define it as what? Talabul Awni, asking for help when you're in times of hardship. As-Sarar, until now, has not given us the definition of al-Wasila. And that was the, one of the what backbones of our contract. You see? Uh, and we asked for it. Another time he said, my istidlal. As-Sarar. Did you hear him say, my istidlal? This is my istidlal, he said. Wow. Didn't I mention that in the part my 15 minutes when it was mine? Didn't I say, stop that. It's not good. We're, we're followers. We follow the companions. This is our job. Any khair there is out there, the Sahabas preceded us in it. We need to follow them. Allah Ta'ala commanded us. Look what he said. وَمَنْ يُشَاقِقِ الرَّسُولَ Anyone who goes against the Prophet's path. Anyone who goes against the Prophet's path. And also follows a path other than the path of the believers. Who were the believers the ayah came down on first? Who were, who were alive at that time when the ayah came down? Was it not the companions? So Allah said, if you follow a path other than the path of the believers, who is... Who is the believers here? The Sahabas, number one. My istilal. My istilal. And then he said to me again, add to your clause of the definition. No, I don't add anything. I don't. I follow my ulama, my the Sahabas. I follow the Quran and the Sunnah. That's what I do. I don't add anything. This is the problem here. Adding and deduct from it. And you Jews and you. That's the problem we are suffering from. Add to your clause this. Take away from your clause this, your definition. This is exactly what he said. I wrote it as soon as he said it. Ajib, Graba. This is the problem. 
And then he brought the concept of shafa'ah. Brothers, is our discussion about shafa'ah? Are we talking about shafa'ah? What we're discussing is, it, does it say in the contract that this is shafa'ah? But this is hurub. It's running away from the mawdu'un niza'ah. Not coming with the issues that are needed. Then he brings the concept of shirk. What is it muhalan? What is it in terms of shar'an? What is it in terms of what do you call it? Aqlan. This is what his concept is. He keeps bringing it up. I asked him, what aql do you want? Whose aql are you referring to? Did you guys not hear me when I said that before? Whose aql are you referring to? Abu Hamid al-Ghazali. Are you referring to um, al-Fawrak, uh, uh, by the way? It's Fawrak. And it's amazing because Abu Bakr ibn Fawrak is one of the heads of Ash'ariya. If you can't pronounce his name correctly, and also you're denouncing Fakhruddin al-Razi and al-Amidi and al-Juwaini, all of their concepts in... I'm, I'm questioning your Ash'ariya right now. I have the rights to question your Ash'ariya. Your Imams, you can't pronounce their names correctly. You're also suffering on the issue of accepting their concepts and taking it on. I'm not an Ash'ari and I've taken time out to study about the Ash'ari works. That's Sajib. Okay. So I'm saying to you, when you ask me a question and I ask you to explain that question for me, don't keep bringing it up. I asked you which aql are you referring to? Whose aql? Which aql? Where? Which? Because aql for you guys is different than what we're talking about. Um, There's no mention of tawassul as istighatha what you meant in it. You said the definition of tawassul is mentioned istighatha. Hello, Tashikalin. Okay, no problem. He then asked me about the issue of istiqrar naqis or istiqrar tam. He asked me about istiqrar. You know, istiqrar is of two types. Not all of them are dhanni. There's istiqrar, istiqrar, istiqrar naqis, and there's an istiqrar which is tam. I'll give you guys an istiqrar which is tam that no one can go against right now. Pay attention. I mean, you think Salafis don't study ilmul mantiq? That's what you guys thought coming here. Sulamul Muronak. We studied that at its time and in its place by Al Akhdari, Abdurrahman Al Akhdari. <laughs> you guys have to take serious, brothers. Don't get. Salafis do study. They look at it. We teach it and we taught it and we're teaching it inshallah soon. That being the case. That was a side. That being the case. ولذلك محمد الأمين الشنقيطي رواه بوكن علم المنطق أداب البحث والمناظرة. What is it? محمد الأمين الشنقيطي رحمه الله. The great scholar. He wrote a book on أداب البحث والمناظرة. Here is some of his works. دار علم الفوائد. The point is, استقراء is of two types, my brothers. استقراء which is tam and استقراء which is ناقص. How many grammarians who are sitting here? And I heard, mashallah, you specialize in علم النحو, grammar. You went to, mashallah, Damascus and studied grammar. The kalima in the Arabic language, word, how many types is it categorized into? Isim fi'lana? Half. Isn't that istiqra' tam? It's istiqra' tam. Nobody can ever come and say the kalima is of more than three than isim fi'lana half. No one can go against that. And istiqra' tam. And inshallah, tuhidu al-hububiya al-uluhiya and isma' al-sifat. It's istiqra' tam, which you can't add anything to it. Just like fi'il, harf, and isim. You took it from me, or you took it from the grammarians, more like take inshallah ta'ala from the salaf. Kabnu Jarir al-Tabari, Abu Hanifa and the likes of them, that the Tawheed is three types, inshallah ta'ala. This is called istiqra. If you didn't have that in your notebook, add it to it. Istiqra, tam. Tam is added to it, inshallah ta'ala. Um, Allahi, my time is full of barakah. Yeah. Dua lillahi wahda. He's saying that the wadu annahum is his backbone. The issue of walau annahum idhalamu. Barakallah feek. Abu Taymiyyah came into place. Allahu Akbar. As usual. He said this ayah, that's what I said. 
that ayah came down at that time and is referring to that time. The same way, it's the same if. So I'm saying to you, why do you accept the word Don't take it generally. Because you say Then why don't you do the same for this? Inshallah ta'ala. It's the same. Don't, don't go around that issue. You didn't answer it for me when I brought it. So I thought we were going to go over that one, inshallah ta'ala. The last other point is, who from the Sahabas understood it when the Prophet died? Who? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. مَنْ كَانَ مُسْتَنَّنْ فَلْيَسْتَنَّهُ بِمَنْ قَدْمَاتَ فَإِنَّ الْحَيَّ لَا تُؤْمَنْ عَلِي الْفِتْنَةِ If you want to hold on to somebody, hold on to the Sahabas. Always ask yourself, how did the Sahabas understand this? When this ayah came down, you see the Sahabas never went to the Prophet's grave and said, Ya Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, forgive us. We've done so many mistakes in our lives. They never did it. And the fact that they did not do it is a proof to us. Because any good days out there, the Sahabas would have hastened to it. Allah said about them, Muhammadur Rasulullah, Walladina Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Walladina Ma'ahu Ashidda'u Alal Kufari Ruhama'u Bainahum, Tarahum, Rukka'an, Sujjadan, Yabtawuna, Fadlam in Allah, Waridwana. The Sahabas, if you see them, they're in Ruku', they're in Sujood, Yabtawuna. All they look for is what? Fadl, virtue from Allah. Ridwan, that's all they want to get. That's all their life is, the Sahabas. And they chose Fadlam in Allah wa Ridwana. See, I'll read it all for you. See, Mafi Wujud min Athari Sujudalika Matalum Fitorat wa Matalum Filinjili Kazar in Akhraja Shabahu Fazaro Fastaglada Fastawa ala Suki, Yujibu Zura Ali Yagida Bimul Kufar, Adallah Ledina Amul Amul Salatimum Eteran Minum Minum Adallah Ledina Amul Amul Salihatimum Marfira Tanu Ejran Adima Muhammadur Rasulullah Walladin Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Walladin Ma'ahu Ashidda'u Ala Al-Kuffari Ruhama'u Bainam Tarahum Rukka'an Sujjadat Those people Are they going to leave out If they knew that They can go to the Prophet's grave And get his forgiveness Would they have left it Abu Bakr Who the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He said In Sahih Al-Bukhari Law kuntum muttakhidan Min ahli al-ardi khalilan Lattakhadtu Aba Bakrin khalila If I was to ever take A closest friend On the face of this earth I would have taken Abu Bakr the man Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, when the Prophet said, a slave who Allah gave that Prophet, that man, a choice between this dunya and the hereafter. And what did the Sahabas see? They saw Abu Bakr in the crowd just crying. And they said, why is he crying for? The Prophet is talking about a man who was, a man who was given the choice of this dunya and in the hereafter. And he chose what? He chose that which is with Allah. What's, what's there to cry about? But then look, Abu Bakr knew that the person that the Prophet was talking about was who? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that it was him. And then Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, وَكَانَ And he was Abu Bakr, the one who knew the Prophet the most. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abu Bakr, who his companion, the year when the people apostated and they left Islam, why didn't he say, Ya Rasulullah, madad? Ya Rasulullah, madad? Help us, we need aid. لكن يسأل والله لو منعوني عقالا كانوا يؤدونه إلى رسول الله قاتلتم عليها. He took matters in his own hand. Wallahi, if they refuse to give me a rope which they used to give to the Prophet I will fight with them for it. Brothers, misguidance occurs when you turn away from the path of the Sahabas. When you take a path other than path. as I advise you and myself, stay away from my, my, me, I, stay away from these terms. Submit and adhere to the companions and their way. There is no salvation, there is no khair except following them. That's our methodology, that's what we call to. We say the kitab and the sunnah according to how the salaf, the pious predecessors understood it. Sahaba, tabi'een, tabi'u, tabi'een. Why? Because of the hadith of Umar ibn Hussein. Khayrun nasi qarni 
The best of generations are my generation, the generations who come after and those who come after. That's virtue. Like in me, I, he, that doesn't get you anywhere. And it will get you tired just like it got Fakhruddin al-Razi tired. It'll get you tired just like that you got Abu Amali al-Jawaini tired. And they all got confused and they all started saying we wasted our times. Until they placed a hand on their cheeks and out of confusion, the same is going to happen to you. Just take it, Wallahu a'lam, wa sallallahu sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Rahim, Rabbi Sadri, Wayasili Amri, Wahlul min Lisani Yafkahu Kauli. Jazakumullah khair, brothers, for joining us again and for those uh, viewing online. So, before we finished, I mean, broke for uh, Salat al Maghrib, um, we had reached three hours. And that was in theory what was agreed in the signed contract halfway because we had agreed that there was going to be six hours of debate. As chairman of this debate, I've utilized my powers to shorten this. Yes, I have. Yeah. Um, both speakers were very passionate to carry on, but the reality is that they have the venue till 12 o'clock. They've got this many books to get out by this time. As well as to avoid going round in circles, I'm going to try and narrow down some of the issues that have been discussed. So, moving forward, this is what's going to happen. One more hour of Sheikh Asrar and Abdurrahman Hassan talking. So they will have Sheikh Ustad Abdurrahman Hassan. They will have two 15-minute slots each, and then we'll open the floor up to Q and A. But we need to be out of here by 12 o'clock. So, before I pass it over to Sheikh Asrar, I want to basically ask you to define again, just so we can narrow down again and sort of bring the discussion back to what was agreed upon. In your 15 minutes, could you define istighata, which you say is mustahab, Calling upon the Prophet ﷺ is mustahab. <coughs> so can you please define this matter? And could you also bring evidences for it to say that it's mustahab? When your 15 minutes come, Ustad Abdul Rahman Hassan, I'd like you to differentiate between, because this is a question, these are two things that's come out whilst you both have been uh, speaking. Um, the hukum am. You said that if someone calls upon, correct me if I'm wrong, if someone calls upon Rasulullah to assist on a matter, so Ya Rasulullah, can you ask Allah to help me on this matter? Did you, correct me if I'm wrong, did you say that this is a hukum am as a general is kufr or haram? So, they, so, so, so whether, whether it's at the grave or whether it's sitting here, Ya Rasulullah, can you ask Allah to assist me on this matter? Is this haram? No. Okay. Can you please. But is it kufr? Okay, so this is what I want. Your 15 minutes, inshallah, to be uh, utilized to define istighata, which you have said is mustahab, and your evidence from the Quran and the Sunnah and the ijma of the Salaf al Salihin on this matter. And on yours would be, inshallah, that whether this point of asking the Prophet for assistance. On behalf, whether this is kufr or haram, and your reasons why. So, without any further delay, I'm now passing over to Sheikh Asrar.
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وافضل الصلاة وتم التسليم على شرف الأنبياء سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. There are a few points which were mentioned previously which need clarification regarding Rabb and Tawheed Rububiya. Question which will clarify this for everyone. When a polytheist goes into the grave and the angels ask him man Rabbuka, if the polytheist had Tawheed Rububiya, he will say Allah. But in fact, the polytheist will not say Allah. The Muwahid who has Tawheed Billah will only say Allah. So Tawheed Rububiya was not found amongst the polytheists of Makkah al-Mukarramah. So this is a point you need to answer in order to establish that they had Tawheed Rububiya. I also said that the Quran mentions Arbaban min dunillah. Arbaban min dunillah is inclusive of Tashri'ah. Anyone who believes other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives law, is shari' this would fall into shirk, shirk billah. So the Qurayshi polytheists did not have tawheed rububiyyah. Then you said that I affirm tawheed rububiyyah and I affirm this taqseem, uh, these types of tawheed. I said to you in our discussion previously when we met that when I say we affirm the difference between us and those who make this taqseem uh, or teach this taqseem in the manner that you do is that we say the mushrikeen did not have tawheed rububiyyah while you claim that they do have tawheed rububiyyah and you said through istiqra you will show uh, that they uh, did have tawheed rububiyyah you mentioned also that that you contradicted yourself as well. If you, when the video will be uploaded, you will note that you said in your statement first that you agree with me what I said regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creating qudra within the Prophet to help in his al-hayatul barzakhiyah. You agreed with me on this point. But then you went further ahead to liken those asking from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Al-Barzakh to the Mushrikeen mentioning وَيَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ يَعْبُدُونَ Therefore, you believe istighatha is ibadah. Istighatha is ibadah. Is this not the case? That istighatha is ibadah. So istighatha should always be ibadah. You can't change ibadah from one thing, from someone being alive and you say it's not ibadah, when they die it becomes ibadah. This is a contradiction of the aql. And when you say the aql, what aql do I mean? Do I mean the intellect of Imam Razi or the intellect of Imam Ghazali? I mean your aql. What judgment do you give in your aql, in your intellect? You studied mantiq. You said you studied mantiq. You mentioned, you said as-sullamul muraunaq. When it's as-sullamul munawraq. Yeah, the work by Abdurrahman al-Akhdari, rahimullah, was, by the way, was Ashari, but that's a separate issue. Istiqra, you said, was two types. You mentioned istiqra was two types. This uh, um, uh, studying mantiq and establishing istiqra, where is this methodology from Quran and Sunnah? This is why scholars wrote books like Sawnul Mantiq, against mantiq. In fact, uh, certain scholars like Jalaluddin al-Siyuti, and uh, Ibn Taymiyyah mentioned that uh, mantiq is a bid'ah. Nevertheless, you said, وَيَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ 
means istighatha. So therefore you have to respond to this point. I said previously, if you went and said istighatha now through the Prophet وسلم, is haram and not shirk and kufr in the way that the Ash'aris and the Maturidis, because I said the Maturidis are also Ahl Sunnah. I don't limit Ahl Sunnah to the Ash'aris. The Ash'aris and the Maturidis, the way they do tawassul and istighatha is just haram, then this would be a mas'ala fiqhiyya. It's a fiqh debate. But because you declare it kufr and shirk, and this is inclusive of a whole group of ulama, a whole group of ulama, this leads to takfir of other Muslims declaring them disbelievers without understanding what they mean by istighatha. Now, if the brothers who take this position changed from saying it's kufr and shirk, and declaring people mushrikeen, they said it is haram, according to the scholars we follow, the whole subject would be different. For instance, look at this text. Uh, the scholar who I'm quoting states, فَإِنَّ الشَّفَاعَةَ نَوْعٌ مِنَ الدُّعَاءِ كَمَا قَالَ إِنَّهُ مَنْ صَلَّ عَلَيْهِ مَرَّةً صَلَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ بِهَا عَشْرًا That the word dua comes, uh, the word shafa'a is a type of dua. So when you say dua is kufr, which I also say dua is kufr, what do we mean? We mean ibadah min dunillah, but not shafa'a. In the same way, istighatha has its rules and applications. If the person believes that the one he is seeking help from is independent of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he is a mushrik. But if he believes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this ability in that, the most you can say is they are mistaken in saying that. But we would will establish that we are not mistaken saying that regarding Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Going back to Tawheed Rububiyyah, when Sayyiduna Ibrahim salam said, قَالَ هَذَا This he was questioning, meaning he was establishing a proof against the polytheists, they worshipped stars. And he said, in order to refute them, is this my Lord, this is how you translated, not that he believed this was his Lord. When he said, قَالَ هَذَا He was refuting them in which Tawheed? Tawheed Rububiyyah. They established, they done shirk in Tawheed Rububiyyah. They did not believe in Allah as being one. Otherwise, in the grave, when they'd be asked, Man Rabbuka, they would reply, Allah. The angels would ask, should ask, Man Ilahuka, who is your Lord? Even in the verse, in, in Surah Al-Anbiya, the verse is inclusive about Tawheed Rububiyyah and Tawheed Uluhiyyah. Then you asked for a definition of Wasila. Definition of wasila, as mentioned by the chairman, was not a part of the contract. Now, Ustaz Abdul Rahman, attention to the following point. Rububiyyah would be tadbirullahi lil khalq. Tadbirullahi lil khalq. And uluhiyah would be qudra, qudratullah. If rububiyah, which it is, is tadbirullah lil khalq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala controls everything in the universe. No one beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do not believe the Prophet sallallahu controls the universe. We believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created in him an ability to benefit the ummah. But that is the way he benefited them when he was alive. So it is not shirk. He doesn't share with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala running the universe like the mushrikeen believed regarding the idols. This is the meaning of Tawheed Rububiyyah, Tadbirullahi lil khalq. And Uluhiyah would mean Qudratullah, the divine power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And more meanings, more ma'ani, not just limited to those two meanings. 
But Qudratullahi can, the divine power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot be separated from the divine uh, uluhiyah, cannot be separated from rububiyah. If you negate one, you negate the other. If someone says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala controls the universe, but I reject his divine power, he automatic, automatically negates Tawheed rububiyah. If he, he says, I believe in Tawheed rububiyah and he rejects Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power, he's rejected in effect Tawheed rububiyah. And the other way around, if he says uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power, but someone else controls the universe, he, he negates the other. So negating one is negating the other. This is why I would say, in, in effect, you are doing taqlid of just the works of Ahmad bin Taymiyyah and those who followed him in this particular position. We would say they are mistaken in this, but we don't declare them kuffar. We don't declare them disbelievers. We don't declare Ahmad bin Taymiyyah or the followers of Ahmad bin Taymiyyah as being disbelievers. Then I would want to ask Tawheed Hakimiya. That Tawheed Hakimiya, another group of people established Tawheed Hakimiya. Did this pass your istiqra? When you did istiqra, why did one group of Salaf, the Salafi movement establish Tawheed Hakimiya and you've missed out Tawheed Hakimiya? Regarding all these points, you said. Regard, uh, I'm going to press the last question and then I'm going to present my evidence from the hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that you still have not answered my question regarding shirk is, uh, is shirk muhal aqlan or muhal shar'an there is a reason why you have avoided this question and going to our proof for tawassul and istighafa through the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is not just through Al-Quran Al-Kareem وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ is a verse which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states Allah will not punish them as long as you are amongst them. We do not believe this is only in the lifetime of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa It's also now. Why doesn't this nation get punished like all the previous other nations? Every sin you find in all the other previous nations you find in this nation. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not punish this ummah. Why? Because وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not punish them as long as you are amongst them. Amongst us meaning he's Ali salatu salam. How is he amongst us? I'll answer that. The body of the Prophet is in the grave. The body of the Prophet is in the grave. And the Prophets pray in their graves. And the Prophet prays for us. This doesn't mean the Prophet lives amongst us. No, it doesn't mean he's here. It means the Prophet is in Al-Madinatul Munawwara in his grave and he prays for his nation and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has accepted his prayer and does not punish the entire nation. These questions regarding Tawheed Rububiyyah, Tawheed Hakimiyah and uh, need to be answered otherwise you fall into the khata of making a similarity between idol worshippers and Muslims. If you descended a notch and said the uh, uh, Subki, uh, Ibn Kathir, Al-Zahabi, uh, all these other scholars who allowed tawassul and istighatha, all of them were on khata. They are mistaken and they did haram, but they did not do kufr and shirk or promote kufr and shirk. The debate would be less than what it already is. But because you take the position it is kufr and shirk, mutlaq, aam, make this a, a general judgment, then what ends up occurring is that people declare other Muslims kuffar. They believe that they, they are, it's permissible to kill them. It's per, not that you promote this. This is a natija, thamara of disbelief that they kill them as mushrikeen. They take their women as slave girls. And this, this happened in the time of Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab when the Eastern Arabian Peninsula 
they took over the Western Hijaz. They did this and in the time of the Ottomans. And this is happening today in Iraq and Syria where they declare people kuffar on an assumption. If a person has, uh, they have a doubt regarding him, they declare him kuffar. Regarding uh, seeking uh, help from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there are a hadith from the companions alayhimu ridwan which allude to this, and this is what Abdurrahman mentioned, Raf'ul Manara uh, of uh, Sheikh Mahmoud Mamdouh. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I've never mentioned Mah uh, Sheikh Mahmoud Mamdouh in my speeches as a hujjah, as a proof, or his work, Raf'ul Manara, or relied on his work for takhrij al-Hadith. But I will say something. When you weaken any rijal al-Hadith which I will present, you cannot present Rijal, Kalam uh, al-Rijal from the books of the Asha'ira. Because you said regarding Mawardi, you said uh, Mawardi in the Abu Bira de debate 47, second, uh, 47 minutes and 2 seconds, you said, and Imam Mawardi, he's from Ahlul Kalam. First of all, he is Ash'ari, Al-Quh. Mawardi is from Ahlul Batil, Ahlul Bid'a. He's from the Asha'ira, from the Mutakallimin. And for us to leave Ibn Taymiyyah and to say we are not going to take Ibn Taymiyyah and we will take Mawardi, Wallahi fi nadar. So if you take Asha'ira when it comes to Asma'u Rijal, Wallahi fi nadar. Ala hasbi ma taqul. So here, I'll give you a few narrations. In the Musnad of Abi Ya'la, we have uh, in the Musnad of Abi Ya'la, Rahmallah, that with the chain of narration from Sayyidina Khalid bin Walid radiyallahu an qala Khalid ibn al-Walid i'tamarna ma'a nabiy sallallahu alayhi wasallam fi umratin i'tamaraha fa halaqa sha'rahu fastabaqa an-nasu ila sha'rihi fasabaqtu ila an-nasiyati fa akhadtuha fattakhadtu qalan suwatan fa ja'altuha fi muqaddimati al-qalan suwati fa ma wujihtu fi wajhin illa futiha li Sayyidina Khalid radiyallahu an sayfun min suyufillah from Buried now in where? In Hims. He states, we done a minor pilgrimage, Umrah, with the Prophet ﷺ in a pilgrimage that we did. The Messenger of Allah ﷺ shaved his head, which is in Ji'rana. And people went to take the hair. Ji'rana. Shaddaturra. Jazakumullah khairan. Fastabaqa nasu ila sha'rihi. Check if it's Shaddaturra or not. فَسَبَقْتُ إِلَى النَّاصِيَةِ I went to the forehead. فَأَخَذْتُهَا I took the hair. فَاتَّخَذْتُ قَلًا سُوَةً I took a hat. And I placed this in the front part of my hat. Meaning the hair of the Messenger of Allah I was not faced by an enemy. Except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me victory. If a hair of the Messenger of Allah can help. You've been given extra two minutes on this matter and he'll have two minutes added. I don't agree to that. No? No. The points are a lot. The shubuhat are qattafa. The shubuhat they throw at the, they're throwing at the heart and they're qattafa. They will harm you. 
But inshallah ta'ala, we're here to clean it from the hearts before it settles in. Inshallah ta'ala. May Allah, Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassir li amri wa hlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Allow my tongue to flow by telling the truth. It's amazing, Asrar Rashid does not understand the ayah that I brought to him before, which I'm still going to bring to him again. Allah clearly says, وَمَا يُؤْمِنُ أَكْثَرُهُمْ بِاللَّهِ إِلَّا وَهُمْ مُشْرِكُونَ Do you want me to write on the board for you? Or the glass, we put it on the screen. Allah Taala is affirming Iman for the mushrikeen. What Iman is He refer affirming for them? By now, I think everybody's memorized it. It's Tawheedu Ar-Rububiyyah. You want to go against ayat with what? A statement that you said, a scholar said, who is that, by the way, what was that book you were reading from? You did not mention the name of who the Sheikh was. You quoted him. Why hide it for? Ibn Taymiyyah. Then why don't you tell us it's Ibn Taymiyyah? Because you banned it. Uh, no, that wasn't, no, 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 that wasn't the book. You read from another book. A Kalam Shafa'a. Shafa'a. You read it from this book. Jameel, Labas. It's Sheikh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah. La, la, la. The, the concept, the reason you don't mention the name is an important thing to us. It's a referencing. Ibn Sirin said, Al-Isnadu. The, the isnad is what? It's your religion. And if it wasn't the chain, everybody would have claimed what they claim. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, if he's a hujjah for you, I have his book. Shall I read it on you? Are you going to take it? If I bring you Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah's works, are you going to take it? And are you, would you use it? I have it, barakallah fiqh. Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah, if I bring you his kitab, Qa'idatul Jalila fi tawassul al-wasila, are you going to take it? If I, No, no, I know you have it, mashallah. The Taba'a is very weak anyways that you have. But that being said, it's very weak. Taba'a The point being, if I bring you the statement of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, are you going to take it on board in the sense it's going to be a proof against you? Or are you those? You take what you want, you leave what you want. This is an amazing. Either take it as it is or leave it. I'm sure Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah will not please you. It will not definitely please you. Um, you said the issue of... Um, Istighatha is that if it's an ibadah, then why is it then sometimes permissible and sometimes not permissible? My question to you is, we're not legislators. The Lord who created the heaven and the earth, what he tells us, we hear and we obey. Allah said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that calling onto the dead is shirk. Allah said that. أَمَّنْ يُجِيبُ الْمُضَّرَّ إِذَا دَعَى وَيَكْشِفُ السُّوءَ وَيَجْعَلُكُمْ خُلَفَاءَ الْأَرْضِ أَإِلَاهُمْ مَعَ اللَّهِ Allah is saying this. وَمَنْ أَظَلُّ مِمَّنْ يَدْعُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ مَنْ لَا يَسْتَجِيبُ لَهُ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ وَهُمْ عَنْ دُعَائِهِمْ غَافِلُونَ Allah is saying this. And the same Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that when these three conditions are met حَيٌّ because Ahlul Sunnah, what do they do? What do they do? They bring all the evidences together. Ahlul Bid'ah, what do they do? Huwa alladhi anzal alayka al-kitaba minhu ayatun muhkamatun hunna ummul kitabi wa ukharun mutashabiyat. Fa'amma alladhina fi qulubihim zaygun. Fayattabi'una ma tashabah minhu bitigaa al-fitnati wa bitigaata. Wa ma ya'alamu ta'wilahu illa Allah. Wa al-rasikuna fi al-ilm yaquluna amanna bi kullu min indi rabbina wa ma yadhakaru illa ulilbab. They only take what's fallen. He will bring one ayah and he will run around with it. But the ayat are mutashabiyat muhkam. Bring the mutashabiyat back to the muhkam. And let the muhkam determine it for you. Again, you said, we say, Asrar, I thought we overcame that concept. Stop using the word we. We're not legislators. We're not the ones who give command. We're followers of the companions. I hope I've drilled that information into you. Say, Al-ilmu qala Allahu qala al-rasoolu qala al-sahabatuhum dhawi al-irfani. Mal-ilmu nasbaka lil-khilafi safahatan. Bayna al-rasooli wa bayna ra'ya faqihin. 
Ilm is qala Allah, qala Rasul, and qala Sahaba. That's our religion. We don't have this statement of we say, we say, we say. I'm going to now ask you another question, inshaAllah ta'ala. Make it easy and dumb it down and simplify it so everybody can listen. And a question which is directly towards you. That question is, Iblis said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rabbi fa'andhirni ila yawmi yub'athun. Rabbi. Rabbi. My Lord. Fa'andhirni, wait for me. Ila yawmi yub'athun. If rububiyya and uluhiyya is the same, then shaitan is uh, mu'min, muwahid. Tawheed for him is on point. Subhanallah. Subhanallah, who's going to say that? Well, I'm going to even add up, make it worse for the concept to go even more. Fir'aun, Allah said about him. وَجَحَدُوا بِهَا وَاسْتَيْقَنَتْهَا أَنفُسُهُمْ ظُلْمًا وَعُلُوًا Fir'aun affirmed Allah's rububiyyah. Is that it? Musa came to him and he said to him, لَقَدْ عَلِمْتَ مَا أَنزَلَهَا أُولَاءِ إِلَّا رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Musa is looking Fir'aun in the eyes and he's saying to Fir'aun, Fir'aun, you know, don't be behind the bushes, you know that you're not ilah. And you know that all of this I'm reading on you hasn't come to you except from Allah. But what did Fir'aun choose to not do? It's uluhiyya, brothers. Uluhiyya. And this is why Ibn Arabi became a muwahid according to some people. I don't know if he holds that view, but some say Ibn Arabi is a muwahid. And Ibn Arabi, who, this is the problem why Ibn Arabi said Iblis is a mu'min. And Fir'aun is a mu'min. Because Tawheed al-Rububiyya and uluhiyya was not distinguished. Same way you falsely accuse us of this concept which I said, Akhi, please, it's, you're drilling an information into the people's minds by saying you kill women or the killing of women and permitting... The, why in the context of istighatha, ya Rab, ya Istighatha we're talking about. Why do you mention the concept of women and killing? It just doesn't... Why? Why would we mention that? It's nothing to do with this. Are we talking about that now? Are we talking about the hurma of the dima'ul muslimin? The reason why I don't want to let that to slip through is because it's a concept that's going to be planted in the listener's mind. We are against it. We don't allow it. The hurma, the blood of the Muslims is sacred. The Prophet came to the Kaaba and he said, Ma'adhamaha, what's more honorable than you? What's more greater than you? Illa damrum muslimin. Except the blood of the believers. The Kaaba to be destroyed. This whole world to perish is easier in the eyes of Allah than the blood of a Muslim to spill. That's how much we look at hurma to demand the Muslims. So stop bringing this, these little information that you're throwing in. Al-Shaykh Al-Alama, you mentioned his name. The issue of Tawheed Al-Hakimiyyah that you brought. Um, if you want, we can make a discussion on that. And we can go into it one time and have a fruitful discussion. But I don't know if we can get to Tawheed Al-Hakimiyyah if we differ on Tawheed Al-Rububiyyah and Uluhiyyah. <laughs> Tawheed Al-Hakimiyyah, those who brought it, they came after the Salaf. And we take it because the Salaf did not mention it. And that's our policy. We're consistent upon it. We have no... We have no one from within the Salaf. We don't have no one from within the Salaf who said that Tawheed is three types. Rather, Tawheed al-Hakimiyyah, it falls under Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah and Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. So why would somebody have to make it? Hey, yeah, my time should be paused then, isn't it? It can't be, yeah? Tawheed al-Hakimiyyah is what? It's under that particular point. The issue of asking me, Ashirku muhalan shar'an aw aqlan, I answered it for you. The aql that you're referring to, you said to me, I want your aql. Hey, then what, what about Abu Taymiyyah? You want his aql as well? Hey, what about these brothers? We have different aqls in this room. So how have you governed it and narrowed it down to my aql? That itself needs a question. Um, you said the ayah, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, you said that the prophets are in their graves, they pray for the nation. Where did you get that concept from? They pray for the nation and they make istighfar for the nation. And because of their existence, no, you said because they're in their qubur and they're praying, Allah is sending 
forgiveness on this ummah, I want a delete for that. You claim that, we want your evidence for that. لِأَنَّ anyone who affirms a hukum shari has to bring an evidence for it. Any, these are masail ghaybiyya. You said, أَنَا شَاعِرًا مَا تُرِيدِيَا أَهْلُ السُنَّةِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet said, my ummah is divided into how many three? I'm going to divide into how many three? Seventy-three. All of them are in the hellfire except what? هَيَا شَاعِرًا مَا تُرِيدِيَا Two. How do you say both of them are sunnah? The Prophet said, all of them are in hellfire except what? One. And you're saying, أَشَاعِرًا مَا تُرِيدِيَا Both of them are upon the haqq. And they differ on matters of usul, usul, usul. And they're both ahlu sunnah. Kayf. The Prophet doesn't know how to say two. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is brothers. Wallahi, I'm sitting here and I'm amazed. These are badahiyat. Masail, issues which are simplistic. Easy to understand. We believe Asha'ira and Maturidiyya are not from Ahlul Sunnah. Ahlul Sunnah are those who go back to the Kitab and the Sunnah bifahmi salaf al-Salih. Ibn Hajar al-Asqalaniyu, al-Bayhaqi, al-Nawawi, we're differing with you if they even are Asha'ira. So don't say that, don't bring me a Senate which are Asha'ira. First we have to talk about who do we agree that are from the Asha'ira? Who do we agree that are from the? Just because somebody agreed with a group in a matter, does that make them part of that group? This is a question we need to ask. Just because I agreed with a group of people in a particular issue, does that make me from them? And I asked him a question, he never answered it. And he will never. Where did Imam ibn Hajar ever say I'm an Ash'ari? Where did Imam al-Nawawi ever say I'm an Ash'ari? Where did Imam al-Bayhaqi ever say I'm an Ash'ari? Bring me one statement of this. How are you going to speak for them? How are you going to speak for them? Ibn Hajar knows himself. And he never ever said I'm an Ash'ari. But you choose to force him under those, under those names. Um... My time actually is very good. You brought the issue of um, Qadiyya of the Prophet's hair. That's a whole different issue of Qadiyya to Tabarruk. Is the Prophet an issue of Barakah? We can have that discussion. Why are you running from Istighatha, Istighatha? We're talking about Istighatha. Khalid ibn Walid's issue is Haydah al Mawrid al You study Ilm al Mantiq? This is what it is. You're running away from the point of discussion. We are discussing Istighatha. I can write it for you. Akhi also, bring me from, I said Ibn Abbas defined istighatha. I also said, Qatadat ibn Da'amat al-Sadusi. I brought his kalam, here it was. Sahih? Give me one man from the Salaf. We agreed on that contract that it has to be from the Salaf. Bring me one Imam min Aymati Salaf who said istighatha means this. We still have no definition from the Salaf for you who is this, what's istighatha. And you're, you're beating us and you're going around in circles. And what amazes me, mashallah, is how you manage to listen how you've managed to memorize my statement in the debate of Abu Bara. Minutes, seconds, everything. Al-Imam um, al-Mawardi, that's a whole different situation and a whole different discussion. But my statement did have a context. And it's fair that if you go to it and you listen to it from its context, you'll understand it even better. Like, you know, I'll tell you one thing. Ibn Hajar was not like Mawardi. Ibn Hajar was not like Mawardi. Al-Mawardi. And Ibn Nawawi and Al-Bayhaqi, Al-Bayhaqi, Al-Nawawi and Ibn Hajar were a'imma salafiyyin. They went against, they went against us in some issues and they were mujtahideen. And may Allah wa ta'ala elevate Ibn Hajar and the likes of them in high status. Um, how long do I have left? Another thing I wanted to finally conclude. Three and a half minutes and you've still got that question to answer. Do I have to answer it now? Okay, I'm going to answer it. This is my last time to answer it. Okay. He keeps bringing up the issue of benefiting. MashaAllah, a hadith came to my mind. The Prophet sallallahu he, he came by a, a dead corpse. Alayhi salatu wasalam. And what did he say to the sahabas? 
He said, Why didn't you take the why did you not take from this animal its skin and benefit from it? Based on that, the skin of the animal is a benefit for us. Is it not? Do we not use it for houses and clothing and whatnot? If I look around, many of you guys are wearing animal skin. Sahih. Now my question to you is, does that make it permissible to do istighatha on the animals? Does it make it because it benefited us? It's playing with the people's minds. Asrar, khabar al-ahad, singular narration. The issue that we're talking about is aqidah. It hasn't gone. The issue is aqidah. And, and even that though you said I take khabar al-ahad in aqidah, I, I was amazed because the sheikh that you quoted yesterday, Sanusi and others, they clearly believe that khabar al-ahad is not taken. And now I want this from you, Asrar Rashid, because it's part of our contract. I, have not, I don't keep bringing up the contract like you do. I don't like reading English. I read more Arabic. Is that, that question is, how do you choose when you want to agree with a scholar and when you choose not to agree with a scholar? Here you come and you say, I agree with Asha'ira on this and I differ with him on this. Are you a mujtahid? Who are you? You're not a mujtahid. You're a muqallid. You're a blind follower. And you're choosing what time you want to agree with the Asha'ira and what time you don't want to agree with the Asha'ira. Yuhillunahu aman. The Kufar of Quraysh, what they used to do was, they had Ashurul Hurum, months which they could not fight. And so whenever that month they wanted to fight, they would pull the month forward. And when they didn't want that month to fight, they would push the month and keep it in its place. All of that was based on what their whims and desires was like. So whenever you feel inclined, you take the statements of Asha'ira, Sunnusi, and Baqillani, and what do you call it, Abu Ali al-Juwayn, Abu And when you don't like it, you say, I don't agree with them. What one principles do you disagree with them, and which principle do you not uh, agree with them? Last minute is the issue of calling onto the graves. Is it first of all we have to understand hara kufr is always haram, as Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said in the Quran, "Qul inna ma haram Rabbi al-fawahish ma zahra minha wa ma batan." The beginning of the ayah was what? "Qul inna ma haram Rabbi al-qul inna ma haram Rabbi al-fawahish ma zahra minha wa ma batan." "Wal-ithm wal-baghya bi-ghayr al-haq wa an tushriku." Shirk was mentioned in the context of what? Haram. Shirk is haram. And Allah Taala prohibits shirk and it's the greatest form of haram. It's the greatest haram. Anybody, my brothers, I say it now clearly, anybody who calls on to other than Allah is shirk akbar. Wallahu alam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. After his death, after the person dies, after the person dies, I said, anybody who calls on to a creation without the three conditions, my three conditions stand. Hayyun hadirun bima yaqdiru alayhi is shirk akbar. Wallahu alam. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The three conditions you mentioned, hay hadir and qadir, present that from the qawl salaf not from naql, transmission from Ibn Taymiyyah. Because you are taking this from a secondary source, Shaykh Abdul Rahman. Show that from a primary source, from the Salaf, with a chain of narration, that they place these three conditions. If you do not, you're showing it from a secondary source, your, your copying is invalid. How you done Talbis and placed the Shubha, you said Fir'aun affirmed Tawheed Rububiyyah. What did he say, Fir'aun? Ana Rabbukumul A'la. Fir'aun said, Ana Rabbukumul A'la. He said, I am your most Lord, most high. But at the same time, you quoted a verse where he calls upon Allah with the Rabb. He claimed Rabubiya for himself. You need to respond to that. And the same with Shaytan. If someone does Istiqra'tam, 
of the verses of the Quran, you will find where, uh, where shaitan also negates Tawheed Rububiyyah. You mentioned Al-Hafiz ibn Hajar, uh, Sheikh Abdul Aziz bin Baz in his ta'liqat and the Fathul Bari calls him an Ash'ari on multiple places if you go and check that particular edition. Unfortunately, you gave the example of dead corpse benefiting by giving you leather or any some type of benefit. You believe a dead corpse can benefit you in some way. It can benefit you in some way. But you deny the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa can benefit you in any way. Istighatha in the same way, you cannot, this is a disanalogy. It's a fallacy. You can't make an analogy of a Nabi when he passes away with the dead corpse of an animal. They're two different things. Uh, Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mention that? Because the shaheed is different to a normal Muslim who dies. In the same way a prophet who die, uh, passes away, he is different to a normal Muslim who passes away. You keep asking about aql. Mantiq and aql. You studied mantiq, give me the definition of aql for mantiq. You mentioned Sunusi and Khabrul Ahad. Again, I state to you very clearly, Sanusi has sharait, conditions for accepting Khabr al-Ahad. Now, Al-Imam al-Tabarani, rahimullah, regarding firstly, the hair of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you said this is qadiyatul tabarruk. Why would Sayyiduna Khalid, radiyallahu anhu, state, fama wujihtu fi wajin illa futihali, I gained victory through the hair of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, meaning, I was faced and I would, illa fi wajin, meaning my face, I was faced in battle, except I got victory. If the hair of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, can give him victory by the will of Allah, not like idol worshippers, with, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creating that victory, why cannot the, that, the very person of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, give benefit? In the same way, we have evidences in Al-Mu'jam al-Saghir of Tabrani. You know the hadith of Uthman bin Hunayf radiallahu an in Al-Mu'jam al-Saghir. Suleiman bin Ahmed al-Tabrani, you said, in our initial discussion, Sheikh Abdul Rahman, you said Tabrani when he authenticates this hadith, he says, Sahihun, he means the math and not the sanad. Do you know there are only two parts in the Tabrani, in the three collections of Tabrani Al Mu'jam al Saghir, Al Mu'jam al Kabir, Al Mu'jam al Awsat, where he states a hadith is Hada Hadithun Sahihun only twice. Only twice. Atahaddaq and bring three narrations from Tabrani where he would say in his books هذا حديث صحيح in the way he did say and this rule you brought you said you made a rule you said he, he authenticates the matna and not the sanad I want to see where you got that rule from did you mention it's in the muqaddimah of Sahih Muslim it is how could it be when Imam Muslim passed away in 261 and Imam Tabrani in 360 the qaidah no but he's now he's saying that the you know that took the qaidah cannot be, bef uh, be the qaidah may be before okay but how do you know Al imam tabrani means this in his because otherwise tirmidhi says hadha hadithun sahihun every time Al imam tirmidhi says this is a hadith sahih he means the matna not the sanad you will have to answer this after the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam passed away say sayyiduna uthman bin hanif you quoted the hadith of sayyiduna uthman bin hanif radiyallahu an in your 40 minute or something lecture which you did prior to our debate you did not quote the hadith completely you did not quote the hadith the initial hadith the tirmidhi hadith the musnad imam ahmad hadith the mustadrak imam al-hakim hadith the hadith which has narrated been narrated in dalail al-nabuwa numerous hadith books where sayyidina uthman bin hunayf what was the wording sayyidina uthman bin hunayf taught the man 
What was the exact wording? In that wording, he has, Ya Muhammadu, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, calls on the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Was this done by the companions after the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, passed away? Two points to note. The Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, taught the companion. The companion went away. The companion went away. The Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was not present. He went and done wudu. He paid, prayed two rakats. This contradicts your conditions. You said in your conditions, the person must be hadir, the person must be hay, the person must be qadir, able to do so. The Prophet ﷺ was not present when the Sahabi went, done wudu, prayed two rakats, done the dua. The Prophet ﷺ was not present. So where did you bring this shart from? Complete your istiqra of all the hadith. In the particular hadith, the Prophet ﷺ taught the man to say, Ya Muhammad, I use you as an intercession to Allah, not like the mushrikeen, not like the polytheists when the Prophet was alive. And afterwards, Sayyidina Uthman bin Hunayf taught another man the same, the same teachings. Is this hadith weak? No. Al-Imam Tabrani states it's sahih. Now you will either rely on Qaida Jalila fi tawassul wal wasila to try to weaken the hadith, or you will rely on Nasiruddin Al-Albani's work, which is regarding the tawassul. We will see how you declare this hadith weak. Al-Imam Al-Tabrani himself, Al-Imam Al-Tabrani, rahimahullah, he himself practiced istighatha through the Prophet So according to your rules, if someone commits shirk, will you even accept the work of Al-Imam Al-Tabrani, rahimahullah? Al-Hafidhu Dhahabi, rahimahullah, in Sira Alami Nubala, volume 16, the edition of Shu'ayb Al-Arnaut. The edition of Shu'ayb Al-Arnaut on page 4. If the edition of Shu'ayb Al-Arnaut is regarding the story of, uh, of Al-Imam Al-Tabrani, rahimahullah. What does he state? That they went, فَوَصَلْنَا ذَاتَ الْيَوْمِ فَلَمَّا كَانَ وَقْتُ الْإِشَاءِ حَضَرْتُ الْقَبْرَةِ I went to the grave of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not Al-Imam Al-Tabrani, but the... Uh, the uh, who is the narrator Ibn al-Muqri' states that ya Rasulallahi al-ju' O Messenger of Allah sallallahu I have hunger so what happened Imam al-Tabrani said sit down Imam al-Tabrani from the Salaf al-Salihun Ibn al-Muqri' from the Salaf al-Salihun he said sit down he didn't say you're a mushrik kafir like an idol worshipper he said ijlis Either sustenance shall come or we shall die. What happened? That I stood up and Abu Shaykh stood up and an Alawi came. We opened for him. That he mentions that some boys, uh, some slaves, they brought food. And the person who sent the food states that I saw the Messenger of Allah sallallahu fi nawm. I saw him in, the, uh, in my sleep. فَأَمَرَنِي بِحَمْلِ شَيْءٍ إِلَيْكُمْ And he ordered me to take things to you. How did the Prophet ﷺ appear in the dreams? We know, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَا يَتَمَثَّلُ بِي Shaitan cannot appear in my form. We do not believe that the Prophets, uh, the prophets can be imitated by Shaitan in the sleep and awake. In Qa'idah Jalila, Ibn Taymiyyah states it's possible for the Shaitan to imitate the Prophets in a wakeful state. He states that hadith fa'inna shaytana la yatamathalu bi is specific for sleep. Where did he get this taqsis from? There are so many taqsisat that the Salafi movement make. You know the hadith of Musannaf, of Ibn, not Al-Musannif, Al-Musannaf of Ibn Abi Shayba, not for you. But leave me. Did I say that? No, not you. Uh, it's a reference to something. So look. In case you bring up the same point with me, uh, uh, he mentions with his chain of narration uh, from Malik Adar, 
that Malik Adar, who was the treasurer of Sayyidina Umar Now we know that when you're referring to Raf'ul Manara and Tawassul Anwa'uhu wa Ahkamuhu, that there is niqash regarding the authenticity of these hadith. This niqash, again, you cannot present from the books of the Sha'ir. Why you are desperate to prove Ibn Hajar was not Ash'ari is because you will use his Lisanul Mizan, you will use his Tahzibul Tahzib, you will use his Taqribul Tahzib, but you need to go back to the Asl. In everything you quote, you need to go back to the original sources. In fact, according to the conditions we met out in the debate, you have to provide a chain of narration for every statement from a Salafus Salihun. Anything you say, if Yahya bin Ma'in or Ali ibn Madini state something, you have to provide a chain of narration going back to them. Otherwise, it can be rejected. Not that I reject it necessarily, but according to the sharait, the conditions, Chairman, according to the conditions, we have to present everything further check. That in the time of Sayyidina Umar, there was a drought. You asked, why did he go to Sayyidina Abbas? But in the time of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu an, فَجَاءَ الرَّجُلُ إِنِّلَىٰ قَبْرِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ A man went to the grave of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and he said, إِسْتَسْقِي لِأُمَّتِكَ فَإِنَّهُمْ قَدْ هَلَكُوا Seek rain prayer for them, for they have perished. فَأُتِيَ الرَّجُلُ فِي الْمَنَامِ The man was approached in a dream, فَقِيلَ لَهُ It was said, إِئْتِ عُمَرَ Go to Umar, فَأَقْرِئُ السَّلَام and inform them that water will be sent down for you. You must be intelligent. You must be intelligent. The man went to Sayyidina Umar عمر and he informed him. Sayyidina Umar cried. He said, Oh my Lord, I only do what I am able to do. Now, based on this, because they disagree with this hadith, they, it's Khabrul Ahad. All of a sudden, they make a distinction between Khabrul Ahad. You said Imam Sunusi makes a distinction between Khabrul Ahad. You also make a distinction between Khabrul Ahad and Mutawatir when it suits you. But we know that our scholars have done tahqiq on this. You know Muhammad Awama's tahqiq and he has answered the points. There are many other answers, responses from the ulama of Ahl Sunnati wal Jama'ah who answer these points which people present. You also know regarding the hadith. In the Musnad of Imam al-Bazzar, you know this hadith regarding the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from Sayyiduna Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiyallahu an, who states that inna lillahi malaika sayyahina yuballighunani an ummati as-salam. There are angels that present the salam from my nation. Qala wa qala Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, hayati khayrun lakum, my life is a great good for you. تُحْدِثُونَ وَتُحْدَثُ لَكُمْ أَنْ تُحْدِثُونَ وَتُحْدَثُ لَكُمْ with شَدَّ and without لَكُمْ that you relate to me and I relate وَنُحَدِّثُ لَكُمْ that we relate to you وَوَفَاتِ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ my passing away is a great good for you تُعْرَضُوا عَلَيَّ أَعْمَالُكُمْ your actions are presented to me تُعْرَضُوا عَلَيَّ أَعْمَالُكُمْ if you believe angel of death can see all of the humanity's actions. Why is it impossible that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents the actions of his nation to him in his grave? I do not see any good action. I praise Allah on it. I do not see any bad except I seek forgiveness for you. 
I seek forgiveness for you. So the verse, وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ إِذْظَلَمُوا This is tafsir for the ayah from the hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You cannot say Malik al-Dar is majhul based upon what uh, Nasiruddin al-Bani others say is ma'roof in the hadith of the Khazin. And uh, there are so many responses to those hadith. In the same way, in the Sunan of Imam al-Darmi, you know the, the aqeedah of Sayyidatuna Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha that when, the people, when they suffered from drought, you asked specifically regarding the drought, specifically regarding the drought, what did Sayyidatuna Aisha radiyallahu anha say when there was a drought? The people had a drought. Sayyidatuna Aisha radiyallahu anha said, Unzuru qabr al-Nabi, look at the grave of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa فَجْعَلُوا مِنْهُ كُوَنْ Make a window on the top of the grave. إِلَى السَّمَاءِ Facing the skies. حَتَّى لَا يَكُونَ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَ السَّمَاءِ سَقَفٌ That there is no roof between the grave and the skies. And what did they do? فَفَعَلُوا They made a window in the, in the ceiling of Sayyidatuna Aisha رضي الله عنها's house. فَمُطِرْنَا مَطْرًا that the so much heavy rain came down that the plantation vegetation started growing and the camels became fat that the animals became fat that that year was called the year of plenty this is the aqeedah of Sayyidatuna Aisha radiallahu anha there are so many different narrations like this which are found in the books of the Quran and the Hadith uh, if you check the verse, I would say to you that there is ijma' of Ahlul Tafsir, ijma' a consensus of the people of interpretation of Al Quranul Kareem regarding that uh, they all mention the narrations like Riwayatul Utbi and different types of narrations which mention that the Utbi. Check it, Utbi. Yes? Check it now. Tell, uh, get madad from uh, Jilani. <laughs> so look, so al utbi, jili. So look, so al utbi, uh, the narration of utbi in the tafsir. Walau anhum idhalamu anfusahum. We would say this ijma' consensus of ahlu tafsir. I'm being very careful in my wording. Ahlu tafsir. Now going back, I'll remind you again of what I said. Al Imam al Tabarani's quote regarding how the hadith is sahih. Also. Regarding the shart of Hay Hadir and Qadir Ali from its original source, also why doesn't it apply in the hadith of Sayyidina Uthman bin Hunayf? Do not forget these points. People have short attention spans. I have not I'm broken. That's fine. That's just a room. I will. We've got out from here. How was it? That needs to get taken out. Take your statement. Brothers, <coughs> I'm not going to specify any names or any sides, but there's been a message or two posted on social media saying that today it's, it's outright slanderous and the debate has been uh, shortened because one of the debaters are tired. Wallahi, as Allah is my witness, that both debaters wanted this to carry on. 
it was me who reigned in and shortened it by two hours because they have the venue till 12. They've got this many books to get out. Yeah? So anyone who says that this debate was shortened because one of the debaters was tired, wallahi, they are lying. You've got this on camera. I reigned in my powers as chairman to shorten this. Make sure. So whoever's posted this from whichever side, take this down. Jazakumullah khair. Whoever posted whichever from whatever side is lying. From whichever side. None of the, none, none of the debaters are tired. Yeah? And even if they are, they are both willingly want to carry on. Okay, okay, let's leave it. Khalas, done. It's been clarified. Yeah? <coughs> That's not mine. Is this yours? I don't have any. The Haq has its the Haq has its Lord. Allah is gonna defend it. The Haq has what Allah that's gonna defend it. It does it we're just doing a little job. Allah is gonna defend the religion. So social media is not a problem, don't worry. Leave it as it is, inshallah. Inna lil haqi noora, the haq has a light. The people realize what's haq and what's batil. Asrar, one thing I give to you, Lakin. This time you came. You brought good evidences, shubuhat, you threw at the people. This is what I was waiting from the get-go. This is what I was thinking you're going to bring. Because I'm just going to show everybody here. All of these are the shubuhat I wrote. Hadith Uthman ibn Hunayf was something I was already aware of. And the hadith in al-amwati, I have more than 50 shubuhat that you were going to bring. The hadith of Uthman ibn Hunayf, al-Darir. Now, hadith of Malik al-Dar, all of those, they're not new, they're in the books. Wallahi, they're there. I'm going to go through them one after the other. It reminds me of the statement of Abdullah ibn Mubarak, when the leader wanted to kill Abdul Karim ibn al-Khawjan, who was a man who played with the narrations and he made fabricated narrations. And so when he was dying, he said, when he was dying, he said, you can kill me if you want, but I've played with your religion. And they said, don't worry. Abdullah Mubarak is alive. Abu Nu'aym Fadl ibn Dukain. Bukhari and scholars, big scholars are alive. And they will take it at one narration after the other. So now I'm going to help you, inshallah, help me with how to weaken these narrations. We're going to do it together, inshallah. The first way we're going to do it together, inshallah, is the narration of Malik al-Dar. I'll start with that one because it's quicker. We're going to start with the narration of what? We're going to start with the narration of what? The narration of Malik al-Dar. Okay? The narration of what? Malik al-Dar. The narration of Malik al-Dar is narrated by a imam called Sulaiman ibn Mehran al-A'mash. A'mash is a mudallis and he narrated the hadith with An'ana. A'mash narrated, bring the Senate, read the chain on us, and then I'll show you how An'ana, he narrated it with An. And Asrar, you're aware of this before because it was brought to your attention before. That's not only one reason why I'm weakened, or that narration has been weakened. I didn't only weaken it. The second, the second reason, inshallah, the second reason why that narrated, or the second way, Brothers, my time is going to go like that, wallahi. The second reason why that narration is weakened is, do you guys even know the Arabi who brought the story? Do you guys even know the Bedouin who mentioned the story? Because the story is a dream by a Bedouin man. Who is that Bedouin man, by the way? Are you going to bring hukum shar'i from manamat, dreams? I've, I'm not even reading from a paper. I memorized this. I'm telling you the Senate. I'm not going to have to look at papers now, inshallah. Sulaiman ibn Mahran narrated with an'ana. 
Here's the Senate. If, you, if I'm lying, you can say to the people he's lying. You've got the chance. Scream, I promise you. It is with An'anatu Sulaiman ibn Mehran. Sulaiman ibn Mehran is tabakati thaniya in ilm al-hadith. He's the second level and he's a mudallis. And if he doesn't narrate with haddathana or akbarana or anba'ana, his narration is rejected. And this is bittifaq al-muhadithin. Unanimously they agree upon this. So take that in your pocket and inshallah benefit from it. Okay? The second reason is that the, the one who came with the dream. Fadl, is anything wrong? Fadl, we have the book. There's no need to give us a book. Ha, fadl, imamun al-muqbil. The other point that we need to realize, that hadith is da'if, so we don't need to go into tafasil pertaining to that. The hadith la yasih. And then anything that's weak, then what's taken out of it is weak as well. إِذَا لَمْ يَسْتَقِيمُ الْفَرَعُ فَلَا يَسْتَقِيمُ الْعُودِ إِذَا لَمْ يَسْتَقِيمُ الْعُودِ فَلَا يَسْتَقِيمُ الْفَرَعُ If the asal is not in place, then the fara, the istimbat, and bringing the ruling out of it, is wahi. It's wahi. We don't accept that. Uthman ibn Hunayf's hadith. Uthman ibn Hunayf is hadith. How you bring it, Fadl? Just quickly, these are little rasail. They've compiled it. What's the senate for it? The senate that you, you narrated it with. Uthman ibn what? Uthman ibn Hunayf is hadith. The, the first one is, na'am, hadith. He's trying to use hadith Uthman ibn Hunayf from the angle of, there's a part which is marfu' and there's a part which is mawquf. A part which is attributed to the Prophet and a part which is attributed to Uthman ibn Hunayf. Sallallahu alayhi wa The part that's attributed to the Prophet is Sahih. Because the Muhaddithin all agree upon that. They all narrated it together. As for the part which is what? The part which is Mawquf. Stops at the part of uh, Uthman ibn Hunayf. That part is weak. It's Munkara. Because of what? Shabib ibn Sa'id al-Habati. Shabib ibn Sa'id al-Habati. That's how you say it. Let, let me finish. I'm, I'm just, I'll, I'll, you read the Senate for me and I'll show you his weakness. Just bring the Senate for us. Because you didn't show me the Senate. And I don't, the time is very short and he threw all of this at me at this time. Can you open it? Open the Senate. You haven't got the original. I have the original. Here it is. Show me to me. I have the original. Hold on. My original is here. Open it from the original. But I don't have time. I've got 15 minutes. I'll give you the book. Yeah. Here. Okay. Read the Senate. Where's the Senate? The Senate at the top. You read it. Do not. Jameel. We have in the Hadith what? It is Shabib ibn Sa'id al-Makiyu al-Habati. He's a Munkar. Munkar al-Hadith. His narrations are not taken. His narrations are not taken. And the strongest narration of his is that which he's narrated from Yunus and Al-Zuhri. This narration, if you look at it, that's the weakness. Rawh ibn al-Qasim is weak. Not only that, Tahir ibn Isa ibn Qaysar al-Mukri al-Misri. He's the teacher of Tabarani. Is this Mu'jim al-Tabarani? Allahu Akbar. He's the only person who's ever narrated from him is Tabarani. The only person is weak. He asked me, where did you get this issue from? Hadith al-Sahih. Akhi, have you not read Muqaddam al-Sahih Muslim? This guy, he said to me, when did Muslim come after Tabarani? You know the science was before both of them. Of course he did, and we know that. What I'm asking you is that, you, what's that got to do with the science being in place? Imam Muslim knew the science before Tabarani came. Science, the science is before both of them. And not to mention, why do I need to know how many places he mentions Hadith al-Sahih? And this is Haida diverting from the issue of discussion. Imam al-Tabarani, strengthening or weakening it, even his statement is not a hujjah. And I told him that in the panel of discussion. I said that to him. I already was ready for this. I said it to him. We're not going to take that unless we apply on the science. And he agreed to that. And it's ajib that now he's trying to cry over the issue of al-Imam al-Tabarani. Let me, let, me issue, let me mention another issue that I'm going to go over. He said, Qiyasun Nabi bil haywan. I, I gave analogy to the Prophet with a corp. La wallahi, I never will do that. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We spend our life and our life and our life defending his sunnah. That's what brought me here today and made me leave his, my house. 
But what we're comparing is a naf'um bin naf'. Where we are comparing a benefit with another benefit. The way that the court benefits, I'm comparing the benefit and the fact that the Prophet benefits the benefits, not the individuals. I'm comparing that and naf is here. Lakin Rasulullah with a corpse. I won't even compare him to the other prophets. You're talking about comparing him to what? Corpse. But because the time is about to finish, it's like low blows everything. Juhud, he said, Fir'aun said, Ala ala. Fir'aun did say that. But did he believe that? We, eat, we have to do takvib of Nabi Musa. When Fir'aun said that, he didn't believe that. How do we know he didn't believe that? Musa said, You don't believe it. Nabi Musa is saying it. لَقَدْ عَلِمْتَ you know مَا أَنزَلْ هَا أُولَيْ لَرَبُّ السَّمَوَاتِ Fir'aun, you're just saying أَنَا رَبُّكُمُ الْأَعْلَى And to show that Fir'aun believed what he was saying wasn't true, he said يَا هَامَالُ بْنُ لِي صَرْحَا هَامَال Create for me a ladder so I can go to Nabi Musa's ilah. He knows that this statement of his is batil, he's just saying it. And Allah is saying وَجَحَدُوا بِهَا Juhud means you know it but you don't want to say it. But if I ask Asra Rashid what juhud is, he may not know what the meaning is. Um, now I want to ask, brothers, the issue of the Prophet, he brought this point of Sha'arun Nabi, the Prophet's hair, that he gave Khalid ibn Walid naf. In the narration, it does not mention that Khalid said, I found victory through the hair. Wallah, he's not in the narration. Where did you bring the Hadam Kisik? He added it to the narration. Khalid said, I took the Prophet's hair, I used it, and I found victory. He did not say the Prophet's hair gave me victory. This is a mahalu niqash. And this wallahi is not permissible. Because the Prophet is that sahabas are noble to us and we can't add what we want into the narration. We're not allowed to lie. Lying leads to transgression. Is this how low we're going to go? Uh, the hadith is uh, of, I, I responded to that. I'm, I'm going to, hadith Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. In which he said that the people shakaw ila Aisha. The hadith is da'if for two reasons. Sa'id ibn Zayd is in it. He's da'if. And Imam al-Nasai said, laysa biqawi. Yahya ibn Sa'id al-Qattani said, da'if. All the scholars. Imam ibn Hajar rahimahullah in his kitab. And Imam al-Dhahabi mizan al-Utidal. He said it's weak. Wallahi won't bring any narration sahih in this issue. Uh, my time is very little. And I have to go over it quickly. I uh, will sit down and we have it. Because my time is 15 minutes. You brought this all at the last minute. I promise to give it to you. Let me finish, brothers. Barakalafik. Okay, uh, brothers, let me finish. Brothers, brothers mashallah. The Ummah are going to watch it and they're going to see the Masadir. Inshallah ta'ala. We can't lie. It's recorded. It's all live. Another thing I wanted to bring is, brothers, the brothers, I'm gonna, I've got it. I'll show you to you, inshallah ta'ala. If you give it from your time, I'll show you, inshallah. Give it to me from your time. Brothers, I want to ask you another issue. This is the last narration and it will close the door on everything. Halas, intahal amru. I was waiting for this narration alone and I'm closing the door. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّهُ لَا يُسْتَغَاثُ بِي No one could do istighath on me. This is وَقُطِعَ دَابِرَ الْقَوْمِ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ This is the breaking of the backbone. إِنَّهُ لَا يُسْتَغَاثُ بِي No one could do istighath on me. إِنَّمَا يُسْتَغَاثُ بِاللَّهِ The only person istighathah is done is on the Prophet, on Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. And do you guys know the Arabic language? إِنَّمَا is مِنْ أَدَوَاتِ الْحَصْرِ Only Allah. Only Allah. I brought that narration as my last point, insha'Allah ta'ala. Um, to use that as my proof, inshallah ta'ala. Baraka in this time. Uh, brothers, I want to bring you guys another issue to your minds now. I'm going to give you guys a point to remember and to sleep on. Who is the first person who propagated the concept of istighatha? What was the first book written on it? Who pushed that first? Wallahi, it's not Salaf. Wallahi, it's not the Salaf. It's a Rafidiyun Khabith. 
a filthy Rafidi. And the first book that was written is called Misbahul Zalam. And the man is Muhammad ibn Musa ibn al-Nu'man. He was the first person to write it. It's called Misbahul Zalam. I don't know the long lengthy name of it. He was the first person to ever write it. Alafa kitaban in the istighatha of the dead. This is a belief from the Rafidah. Walidhalika Tehran today is the only capital in the world. There's no masjid. All of it is a shrine. It's the only capital. Qubur comes from the Rafidah and the Shia. It doesn't come from uh, and Anbiya and the Rusul and the... That's what they fought with when they first came. Allahul musta'anu ala ma tasifun. Allahul musta'anu ala ma tasifun. Brothers, I'm going to remind you one thing. Because the time is fast. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ وَمَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ أَنْصَارِ Anyone who associates partners with Allah, hellfire is his abode and he's going to stay there in forever. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ Anyone who associates partners with Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive him. We need to be scared of this. Allah also says, The ones who do not come with zulm in their belief, the zulm here, the Prophet explained it. And the Prophet said to the Sahabas when they asked, he said to them that the oppression that this ayah is referring to is, shirk. shirk is from the greatest oppression. Do not oppress Allah wa by associating partners with him, brothers. Do not use a hadith which are weak. Qisas. Stories that are where here, a hadith which are mawdu' fabricated narrations. To what? To propagate shirkiyat. Last but not least, my brothers and sisters, the people on the right are calling to Allah to be worshipped alone. We are, our argument is, We single Allah alone. bil We single Allah in worship. And on the left, with all of those books of the to sunnah somehow the propagation and what they're pushing is what? Let's associate partners with Allah by calling onto the dead. The essence of every single person and their fitrah will not allow that. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan wa razuqna tiba'a. Wa arina al-baatila baatilan wa razuqna ijtinaba. Allahumma fatira al-samawati wal-ard. Alima al-ghaybi wal-shahada. Anta tahkumu bayna ibadika fima kanu fihi yakhtalifun. Ihdina limakhtulifa fihi min al-haqqi bi-idhnik. Inna katadi man tashaw ila sirati mustaqim. Oh Allah, guide us to the straight path. Oh Allah, make asrar and those who he teaches and his students and his, the, his people, the people of his camp. May Allah guide them to the straight path. Amen. And may Allah guide us as well. We want the khair for everybody. We believe coming here today is to help those people who associate partners with Allah. We believe we are more merciful to them than they are to themselves. We don't hate anybody except we want good for them. We believe we're holding the people from the leg and they're trying to throw themselves into the fire and we're saying don't fall into the fire, don't. Don't throw yourself into the fire. It's your destruction. Follow the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers and sisters, if we want to go outside the hardship and the troubles that are happening in the world, political problems, suffering personally, our social problems, our marital problems, all of that, the solution is to single Allah in worship subhanahu wa ta'ala, to follow the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and to understand this religion, how the sahabas understood it. Al-khayru kullu tiba'i man salaf. All good is in following the pious predecessors. And all evil is the innovation that the latecomers come with. Stay away from revolving around these individuals. My brothers and sisters, Asrar has to really understand. He keeps saying, how can something be a shirk and it can also be what? A tawheed at the same time. The jinns, if they help a person, it's shirkun. And if it's tawheed, the scholars are talking about it. 
How can it then not be a matter which you cannot take on board? Allahumma gfil lana warhamna. Allahumma gfil lana warhamna. اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم اغفر لنا هزلنا وجدنا وخطأنا وعمدنا وكل ذلك عندنا يا رب العالمين اللهم لا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا تسلط علينا بذنوبنا من لا يخافك فينا ولا يرحمنا ربي آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار I found this debate more like a Friday khutbah I do I find this is what, alhamdulillah, it was a khutbah to Jum'ah I gave. As-sarar, in the future, if you want to tackle these issues, come with more points, wallahu a'lam. Takbir! Allahu Akbar! Okay, yo, 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 brothers, listen, this ain't about that, look. We had a very civil debate. You're right, you're right, you're right. Brothers, we just had four to four and a half hours of discussion and it's going to conclude like this. No, 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 it's okay, it's okay. It's not but, but, but nevertheless, okay. No one's saying it's personal, but what I'm saying is this could have been done with that. Right towards the end, it's not needed. Ekwan, we apologize on his behalf. Yeah, it's done. We're brothers. He shared the confusion later. So clarify which side started it because you know social media and sort of rumors will get spread. So just mention it came from on that side. Yes, just so we know. Yeah, no, mention, mention that we did disappear. Yes, the brothers. The brothers from this side. Yeah, the debate is done. They said during the debate. Yeah, the debate is done. Allah's name is, is, is not a caveat to start beef, brothers. Well, why is not a caveat to start beef? It's part of the contract. Yeah, no, but never, no, 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 this, this applies to both sides. It's the contract. We're trying to. I'm trying to be able to Brothers, I'm trying to rectify the issue. I'm trying to rectify the issue, Ikhwan. Yes, a takbir was made on this side, right? And this contract stipulates there will be no takbirs, no knowledge during the debate. Now, whether you want to see that this debate is concluded or is still ongoing is up to you. Is they have the debate? Look, brother, but there's still a, but there's still a Q and A session. Look, brother, listen. There's no point getting heat and emotion. It's done. Wallahi, people are going to be watching this. Are you guys not embarrassed? Are you guys not ashamed and embarrassed that people are going to be watching this? Huh? Look all these books. Masha Allah. And then we will conclude like this. I'm saying we fish. I'm saying stop it. Bruv, they admitted that there was a takbir that initiated what just happened. They've apologized on their behalf. Wallahi, let this pass. Yeah? It's an embarrassment. It's done. Move forward, please. Move forward. Move forward. The debate's not over yet. Let's move forward. I'm going to open the floor up to QA. But there was a question I wanted to ask both the speakers myself.
So I will commence. Sheikh Asrar, Ustad Abdul Rahman Hassan. There's been a lot of theory. There's been a lot of theory. And the lay person who'd be watching this. But there's a question I still want to ask you both. There's a question I still want to ask you both. There's been a lot of theory, a lot of evidences that have been discussed and conveyed today. I'm very sure that the lay person watching this, it'll, be go, it'll go over their head. So just to put your examples and some of your theories and evidences into practice to a reality-based situation, I'm going to ask you both a scenario and I'll ask each other, I'll ask each of you for an answer. Are you okay with this? Are you okay with this? A hypothetical situation, you are driving down the motorway and your car breaks down. Is it permissible for you to call AA for assistance, Abdul Rahman? Ustad, is it permissible to call AA for assistance? I sometimes do it. You sometimes do it? When I can pay for the AA contract. Khair. Sheikh is it permissible to call AA in this situation? If you believe Allah is the one of Alps originally, then it's permissible. Okay. If you believe AA helps, then it's shirk. Okay. 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 Khair. We'll get to that situation, yeah? Okay. Okay. Very, very. Is it permissible to call upon Allah to help you in this calamity? Because it's a form of calamity. You're driving in the M1, it's raining, your car's broken down. You're asking Allah for assistance to relieve you from this hardship. Is this permissible? Yes, you should start by asking Allah first, no doubt. Okay. And then you also, you should also take the, 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 means. the means. And the means is AA. And the means is legislated here. The, mean, the means is legislated here, which you can do. And of course, you should come with the effort and the hard work. And also, of course, make supplication to Allah. Calling upon Allah to assist you in this calamity. You call upon Allah first, then you ring AA. Okay. So this is my final question then. Is it allowed to invoke the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam's name and say, Ya Rasulullah, through you, Ya Allah, help me in this situation. Is this allowed? What, what do you class this as? You say, Ya Rasulullah. Can you please assist me in this matter because of your closeness to Allah, to be, for being so beloved to Allah? It's an innovation. It's an innovation. No. Haram? Of course. Kufr? No. Why is it not kufr? This is called tawassul. Okay. If, if a person is saying, Oh Allah, because of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, let me explain it. If I've probably, I've not, maybe not understood it properly what you're saying. Oh Allah, oh Allah, because of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's honor. Are you asking Allah or the Prophet? I've asked, I've, so, brothers. And there will be sub scenarios to this. Ya Rasulullah. You're asking the Prophet. He's asked the Prophet, this person who's broken down in the M1. Just because we have to understand, I believe, as I said before, the nida, the ya is not always talab, is not requesting. I expanded that before. So when you use the word Ya Rasulullah, my, my question automatic, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is are you doing it from the angle of requesting from him or are you just calling on his name just like Fatima did when she called on to his name because she felt and she remembered him, alayhi salatu wa sallam. And this was out of love and her concern. Okay, if it was just a case of just calling upon out of love and concern as a poll, is that okay? Of course. Okay, but asking 
but calling onto the Prophet to, to, to ask something yes, from him. Yes, to ask Allah. Some, to, prophet, yeah. to ask something from the Prophet. For Rasulullah, to ask Allah to assist this person. This is exactly what Kufar Quraysh fell in. If you go through the Prophet to get to Allah, you mean? Yes. That's exactly what Quraysh did. Sheikh but, but, sorry, but, but if I have to clarify, break it down. Can we, because the sound is not rec being recorded. The, 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 what he's saying now is not yeah. being recorded. We could pick you up on us. They can pick you up. That's fine. That's fine. Carry on. That's fine. Yeah. So, based on that, if the person is saying, and that's why I said to Asrar in the initial beginning, we need to distinguish between these two, istighath and tawassul. Because it's tawassul in its original meaning, saying, for instance, Oh Allah, I ask you, pay attention, you're asking Allah. Oh Allah, I ask you. Hey, what do you ask Allah? I ask Allah to give me something because of the Prophet's status and the Prophet's honor. We don't consider this to be shirk. Because it's to be haram. You're asking Allah, but you're saying, Oh Allah, give me something with the Prophet's honor. With the Prophet's status, we don't believe this is shirk. We believe this is a bid'ah. The Salaf did not do it. The prior predecessors didn't do it. This is called a tawassul. Tawassul bi jahil nabi. Am tawassul bi haqqin nabi. Am tawassul bi fadlin nabi. We believe this is an innovation. The righteous pious predecessors did not do it. We don't affirm that one. The istighatha meaning, you are now going to the Prophet and you're asking the Prophet and you want something from him. Whether you want him from him directly or whether you want him to convey it to Allah, we believe this is called what? Shirkun Akbar. Because you believe that the Prophet wasallam has tasarruf kawni. Okay. Sheikh Asrar, I'll ask you the same question. So this person has broken down in the M1. They've asked Allah for assistance. You both agree this was permissible. In fact, you need to do this first. Or call AA and then ask Allah. Whichever it is, you said both, both of you said both these things are permissible. Yeah? Calling upon the Prophet to ask Allah to relieve you in this situation, the M1. We would say it's recommended and permissible. What Ustaz Abdurrahman needs to notice is Taqseel Dhati. means the Prophet does not. Supplicate on his, from himself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him ability because the actions of his nation are presented to him in his grave. And the meaning of the hadith, la bi, help is not sought from me. If that meaning is general, then the Prophet did not help when he was on earth as well. The, the, meaning, the meaning of the hadith is that I do not help from myself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me certain abilities. Like angel of death has ability to take souls, the Prophet has ability to supplicate for his nation and benefit them in his grave, which was the entire debate. We do not consider this shirk. And as a last gesture, before we finish, I want to give Ustaz Abdul Rahman a book as a gift. Can I do this? Chairman? If it's a gift to your brother, you can. Uh, I want to say this is a book by Imam Ahmad Rida Khan al barelawi so we finish on the term Barelwi. Al-Amnu wal Ula, which he wrote on this subject. Uh, inshallah, you look through this book, read the book, and then maybe in future you can ring me and we can discuss the contents of this book. Maybe even meet up alone with um, the chairman and discuss this privately with no drama and Facebook, okay. no middle people involved. Just done. Okay. okay, I'm going to open the floor up for. Can I just respond to one point he said? Then he may want to respond to one no, of your points.
Then you may want to respond to your point. Because he responded to you. He didn't answer your question. He did not answer your question. He went to the topic that I mentioned because I was the last person. Who he said he's mustahab. He said he, you said he's mandub. He, he said to. No, but he said something that was a bit. I'm not speaking to him. I'm speaking to you. Okay. 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 He said in the hadith said that inna hu la yustaghathun bi. The only one who is Then I'm going to ask for a response. And then it's no, no, no. It's very important. I have to respond to this point. No, but then very okay, then, then, but then he will have to respond. The end is going to come to an end. Okay, no, no. What I'm going to do, what I am going to allow, yeah. is I'm going to allow Abdul Rahman to respond and you to respond. Okay. Yeah? Yes. Are you okay with this? Yeah. But he's going to have the last say, and that's, that defeats the purpose of his standing here. Then, then, then it's best to stop it then. Then it's best to stop. Then it's best to stop. Okay. Um, four questions, two from each side. Yeah? Brother. How long does each person have the right? How long does every speaker have the right to expand on that point? Because sometimes one is going to talk for five hours and five hours, five hours. Five minutes and one's going to talk for a minute. I'm going to limit the answers to two minutes. Make it one minute. Okay. The answers to one minute? Yeah. Nah. Or would you like to? That's fine. I don't mind whatever you choose. So I'll take the question from this brother. And who is it addressed to? Uh, Shaitan. <coughs> yeah. Um, Abdul weakened all those hadith without quoting any of the books of Asmari Jawad or anybody from the Salaf from himself. Can you respond to. Uh, Abdul Rahman and show how these hadiths are not weak and these rawis are not weak, please. Okay, he, okay, he can only respond to you. Yeah? Bismillah. You got a minute. What I would say in response is that during the debate we mentioned that, for instance, Suyuti will authenticate the hadith Ustaz Abdul Rahman will disagree. I told you authentication of Nawfuddin Ilani, Ustaz Abdul Rahman disagree. In this way, scholars have, like he stated, ijtihad in tasheehul ahadith, they authenticate hadith. If there is a group of scholars who follow these hadiths and declare them authentic, then how can he declare them as being weak if there is no ijma' on them being da'if on mawdu? He said they're mawdu. Even the Salafi scholars do not say the hadiths I quoted are mawdu. They say they are da'if. But the response to each one, like Al-A'mash, you mentioned Al-A'mash, he have a muqbil al-wadi'is book. He, uh, the reason why I was going to present this to you, he mentions the sharait of A'mash when he narrates with An'ana, his, his narrations are accepted when it's from certain mashayikh. That mashayikh in the hadith of Tabarani is one of those mashayikh, meaning when he has An'ana, the hadith from certain shaykh is accepted. As for why he mentioned the shaykh of Tabarani is unknown, he's known. Adnan. Okay, my Adnan. question is to Sheikh uh, Asrar. Yeah. Thank you very much for uh, coming for the debate. You came to London all the way. Just wanted to thank you, thank all the brothers who came. And Alhamdulillah, thank Allah for having this civil debate that we have proved today that we can, as Muslims, disagree and have a proper civil debate. So, Sheikh, my question is that you uh, made a, you raised a point during the debate that um, the kuffar of Quraysh could not have rububiyyah. Because Rububiyyah and Uluhiyyah are Lazim wal, uh, and Malzum, yeah? Lazim wal Malzum, yes? Yes. You still stand by that? Yes, of course. Yes. Shaitan, who is a kafir, you agree with that? Shaitan is a kafir? Uh, you see, you've asked two questions already. Okay. Okay. So, can we just keep it to one? Adnan, Adnan. Please, just a question, not okay. a sub lecture, please. Okay. One question that you want to answer in Adnan. Okay. Allah, because I'm giving my clarification of my question. Allah says in the Quran, Audhu Billah and Shaitan Rajeem. Uh, that's Iblis. And Iblis in the Quran, he says, 
قال ربي فأنذرني إلى يوم يبعثون شيطان clearly claims ربوبيه he believes in Allah's ربوبيه he calls Allah رب ربي where would you put the shaitan? Do you think he also has uluhiyah? And if he has uluhiyah, then he's a mu'min. In response to your question, is anyone, even if they say verbally, we believe in Allah as Rabb, they, they would have a tanaqud, which is an intra-contradiction within their claim. Like, for, for instance, Fir'aun was quoted, but at the same time, when he said, Ana rabbukum la'ala, even if he didn't believe in that, he commits kufr, kufr in rububiyyah. Because, because it consists of kufr. Now kufr, a person can be a munafiq and not believe in the kufr from his heart, but he still commits kufr. So shaitan, even if he verbally says, I have tawheed rububiyah, or Fir'aun says, I have tawheed rububiyah, they negate it at the same time. Whether they believe this in their heart or not, meaning they know from inside, even a munafiq knows Allah is Rabb, but he does kufr. So by doing kufr, he's negated tawheed rububiyah. Is that clear? Well, it's, it's clear to me now, but uh, does it not go? It's because you were saying that. Having a, a, having I, I, I'm adding this time to his thingy, and, and there shouldn't have been a back and forth. But oh, quickly, okay, but quickly right. finish your point. Quickly okay. finish your point. So, so because Shaitan claims Rububiyah to believe in Rububiyah, uh, this is the point. It's a hollow claim by Shaitan. Uh, fine, hollow claim. Likewise, to the Kafar of Quraysh, Allah refutes them in the Quran. They claim that Allah is the Rub. Yeah, but, but it's a hollow claim. Okay, let him finish his claim. point now. Sure. Okay. You got, you got ten seconds to. If you want to add anything yeah, to that the, point. Uh, you got the point that even Quraysh, when they said we believe in Rububiyyah, mm. and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed them, you don't mm. in reality. Sure. And it was a negation of both. No, okay, thank you. Okay. Thank you. The brother there. Okay. Uh, basically, because he said that istighasa in the time of the Prophet was alive, and then after the Prophet passed away, he said it's, it's become shirk. So can you give me another example where something was not shirk and then became shirk? The question itself, I think, is incorrect. The reason why I say that is because we have to first of all agree that the istirath is of two types. One type is shirk and the other type is not shirk. You've okay. Now what you've done is, let me finish my point, inshallah. We first have to agree that both type of istirath is shirk. And I didn't say both type are. I said that the type that has the three conditions present in it is permissible. And the one that is missing of one of these three conditions is shirk akbar. So one istirath is shirk for me and the other type is not. So for you to say that, <coughs> how can istighatha be shirk and tawhid? I didn't say that. I said one type of istighatha is permissible and it is correct. And one other type is shirk. Who said that Allah Taala said that? But you know your three no. no. You got, you got 22 seconds. Yeah, and, and also that being said, the statement of Anar Rashid still stands in the sense where he pointed out a very important point. But Asrar did not respond to it. And the reason why I say this is because if Iblis said to Allah, Rabbi fa'andhirni, and then after he said, Khalaqtani, Khalaqtani min narin wa khalaqtahu min teen. Khalq is rububiyyah. Why did Iblis say, Oh Allah, you created me from hellfire, and you created me from... Done. This is tawhid rububiyyah. Can I respond to you? I don't receive a chance to respond. I just want to mention the comment. The three principles of Prophet Muhammad Allah ibn Hadir al-Qudra. I paused it. I paused his time. I said the Marfu' version, he said, and, and he never brought that narration. Uh, but the hadith of Uthman ibn Hulayf, that which is Marfu', I said to the, it's Uthman ibn Hulayf, the blind man came to the Prophet and the Prophet was alive at that time. The one that's marfu' the Prophet was alive. Hey, let me finish. Let me finish. The Prophet was present and was with him. The one that's marfu' yes. The narration was alive. He came to the Prophet and said, make dua for me. Okay? And uh, the blind one was when, when he... Abdurrahman, I have to come to a close. It's just carrying on for too long. It's not. Abu Bakr.
I'm adding another 15 seconds to your time. Okay, the hadith which is of the Prophet when he was alive, I'm referring to that hadith. The man went away, he performed two cycles of prayer away from the Prophet So the Prophet was physically present when he done the dua. We say this is continuous after he passed away based on the addition of Tabarani, which he said is weak, but it is not weak. The Shaykh of Tabarani is known. He's a known Shaykh. Al-Imam Tabarani, that's why he said Hadha Hadithun Sahihun, because the Shaykh of Tabarani is known. And the condition you mentioned of Imam Muslim, remember in Tirmidhi, Tirmidhi always says, Hadha Hadithun Sahihun. Does that mean Done. he means the matan and not the text? Done. So Done. you can say, Ya Rasulullah Madad. Yes, it's permissible. Done. Okay, Ikhwan, that is up for tonight. Jazakumullah khair for spending your time to come. Brothers, 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 listen, listen to me. Brothers, listen to me, it's not, brothers, brothers, listen to me. I want to say Jazakumullah khair for our brothers who have come from Birmingham and elsewhere that have taken the time and the effort to come. Wallahi, before parting from each other, embrace, embrace each other as brothers, as Muslims, as brothers. And do not leave in bad blood. And I've already mentioned at the beginning of the debate that if I see distortions and misrepresentations online, I will speak up. I will come out and say this thing is a lie. This thing is edited. I will say it. So please do not go out of your way to post sound bites and edited clips. Yeah? Because wallahi, I will speak out against it. But my main point here is that the brothers have come. Embrace them as your brothers, give them salam and let them live in peace. Jazakumullah khair. May Allah bless.